Hello, fellow homebrewers. JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brew Built X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brew Built Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full two inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brew Built line of options and add ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brew Built X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brew Built Conicals. You can trust Brew Built with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brew Built at morebeer.com. Home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, beer drinkers. Get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source, only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters. It's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Drinking Vinny's beer already. We couldn't help ourselves. We have so much beer in the studio today, it's worse than the drunk show. I like the three-liter bottle over there. Yeah, we got a giant three-liter bottle of damnation that Vinny brought us. We're not supposed to drink it till there's a special occasion. June. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know, Sunday night. <laughs> it's a special occasion, right? Yeah. I had to change my microphone plug. It was going out. Is that right? Yeah. You're quick, that. Doc. Hey, you know. It work. It's sharp. <laughs> Welcome back to the studio, Vinny. Thank you. Thanks <laughs> for uh, having me for the second time. Yeah, that's right. We love having you. Lots of talk about you coming back in here, you know. Yeah, it's been a busy uh, few months and since I've been here last. And uh, last time I was here, it was Dave Keene's 50th birthday. Dave Keene owns a Tornado. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You had to leave and out of here. Jet and... out to his party to see the Dragons play. Yeah. And uh, we drank ourselves silly that night. <laughs> Lime Pig IPA. Good work. Yeah. And the next year is even crazier. That's fun. Could be bigger next year? Um, bigger, badder? Bigger, I don't know about, just busier. Yeah. I've taken on uh, Brewers Association, the American Home mm-hmm. Brewers Association. Their parent uh, organization is the Brewers Association. Yeah. And now they just merged with the Small Brewers Association of America. That's right. And um, I've been elected to the board of directors of that. So now I have all this other traveling to do aside from your the normal. normal stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, it, cool. but it's cool because I'm going to be, you know, rubbing elbows with the like of Kim Jordan, who owns New Belgium, and Kim yeah. Grossman, who owns Sierra Nevada, and Steve Hindy of Brooklyn Brewery, and all these people who I have so much respect for from the business side of the yeah. beer business. So, the who's um, who in microbrew up gonna there. Be, it's going to be very cool. That yeah. sounds awesome. Uh, and a huge learning experience, and hopefully I can uh, contribute uh, I kind of want to give you like a recorder and a microphone just to carry around <laughs> with you for us, you know? Talk to these people. <laughs> yeah. Record your private conversations. <laughs> we'll, do a, we'll do a private conversations with Vinny show. Fly on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a good show. People would love to hear that stuff. Yeah, can I just stand here for a while? <laughs> <laughs> 
You didn't listen to last week's show, did you, Vin? I didn't listen, no. <laughs> it's a good thing. No. Uh, for those of you who did listen, uh, Crazy Jackson in with us today came in, called in last week, said he was going to come in, and he brought the Vinny puppet with him. <laughs> I know uh, we told you we were going to have the Vinny puppet last week, and uh, and we do, and uh, we'll introduce the Vinny puppet to you later on, Vinny. But uh, he, he made a, a, a brief appearance last week when Sean O'Sullivan and Roger uh, and Aaron were all in here. Uh, and and we're we're excited about you coming in and 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 everyone you know just kind of had a good time with it. Yeah, I bet they. I, I bet those two did. <laughs> you might want to go back to the archive and uh, introduce yourself to the Vinny Puppet. Were but, they throwing uh, me under the bus? <laughs> no, 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 no. They they well. <laughs> I'd say if anybody was throwing you under the bus, it was the Vinny Puppet. Oh. <laughs> the Vinny yeah. Puppet definitely threw you under the bus. But we'll get some. We didn't get a camera up so that you guys at home could see the Vinny Puppet, but. Uh, we're taking all kinds of pictures. Danielle has already taken a bunch, and uh, I will get them posted. Uh, like I'll get them posted tonight after the show. Uh, that's a promise. Um, I know uh, I don't always up, update the uh, gallery, but I'll I'll put the Vinny Puppet up tonight because I think it's worth it. And uh, the resemblance is uncanny, by the way. Uh, I just want to point. Skin? I just want to point out that uh, the orange-haired, green-skinned puppet. Uh, it's really it's un- uncanny. That's the uh, that's the hops, the green skin. The Vinny puppet is introducing himself. I, I actually had pink hair last year for uh, October. Mm. It was uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, a little promotion we do every uh, year oh, at the yeah. brew pub, and uh, all of our employees go pink, and I went uh, hot pink. Uh, <laughs> that's so, great. Yeah. I actually think I saw some of those pictures on your yeah, website. Yeah, I think they're on our website. That's a really cool getting, thing to do. Me, me getting my hair dyed. So. <laughs> and then do you guys go do the walk, too? Uh, my wife's done the walk okay. a couple times. Natalie, my wife and business partner, has done the walk gotcha. a couple times. And uh, one of the cool things that we've uh, that's happened, the people we've met through the breast cancer walk and become good customers, is uh, uh, Jack Blades. He's uh, from Night Ranger. Okay. His wife walked with Natalie. No kidding. And, uh, little night. We, maybe I should play some Night Ranger. Little later sister in Christian. The show. Yeah. We had <laughs> we had the whole Night Ranger crew in the brewery two days ago. Ah. And uh, along with Alice Cooper's drummer was in. No and, kidding. Uh, yeah. All these who's who's of yeah like, 80s rock. Absolutely. And, they're uh, hanging out at Russian they're River. They're hanging out at Russian River. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. It must be the pizza. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that the beer's not good. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, we got some business to take care of, and uh, of course, we'll be talking to Vinny today all about hop growing and growing your own hops at home. This man has like a, a, a whole field of them in the back of his brewery or something, don't you? Like yeah, it used to be at the back of the brewery. Now we grow them with Moonlight. Oh, you uh, do? Okay. Rhyme. Yeah, I'll tell that whole story and okay, how cool. that came to be. Sounds good. And uh, so get your questions ready for, for growing hops. I know I have some. Uh, I did okay this year, but... Um, you better than I did. Uh, yeah, but uh, still, got some questions. I'm curious how they're going to come back next year. So we'll talk all about that. I want to give a quick thanks. I mentioned it last week. I want to do it again. Check out brewmonkey.com. It's brew-monkey.com. And these are the guys, uh, Chris and his and his wife, Mara, they really helped us out with the website. They do great work. And their website is a great service to the brew community, too. All the news that's on our front page comes from Brew Monkey. And uh, he's got a whole archive of news. It really is it's pretty intensive. You can go back and uh, check through all sorts of articles and archives there. He's got uh, brewing articles up there, gadget articles, all sorts of stuff, and a great forum. So check out brew-monkey.com. Uh, really good people, good site, and they helped us out a lot. I just want to say thanks again. I'm doing an interview with them. them. I've got a written something I need to write, type out for them. Nice. I think they've got a, a whole series of brewers. They do. Interviews. I think, I think uh, Matt Brennelson was the first. And I think you're it's right. It's yeah. been in my email box for 
several months, but I'll get to it one of these days. Uh, <laughs> you can check that so, out on their web. He's um, real efficient about that, the way he does it, because yeah. that's what he does. He sends people, sends brewers, you know, so they can do it on their own time. Just kind of an email list of questions. Yeah. And then you'll send it back to him, and he might fire a couple follow-ups to you. Yeah. And then he ends up posting the entire interview on his website, which is a real cool feature. I know the yeah. one with Matt. I've read through some of that. Yeah. It's just it's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, all right, Vinny soon to come on BrewMonkey.com. So, Brew-Monkey.com. Just check it out. It's a good site. It's a lot of fun over there. Um, all right, how about some, some feedback I got this week? Good, bad. So, you know, we got to go good to the... Do I usually do that? I can't. Remember. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going brain dead about whether or not I do Bad the uh, email or feedback first or the or the well, think or of the, the news. Think first. of the intro song. Maybe first of all, you want to say hi to me. <laughs> oh, there you go. I live with you. What do I care? <laughs> <laughs> How are you today, Daniela? I'm great. And how's the chat room looking over the there? The chat room is looking just fine. Everybody but is pretty excited that Vinny and the Vinny Puppet is here. That, they were looking, <laughs> uh, the, the chat room was looking for you even this morning during the Blue Show, and they were real excited about the Vinny Puppet coming in already. I'm being molested by Vinny right here. Oh, yeah. by the Puppet. By the Vinny <laughs> Puppet. <laughs> Vinny. Yeah. Easy. Right. <laughs> we're going to have to make sure we get it right. So... Uh, now don't worry, uh, Vinny Puppet. You're gonna get your uh, time on the mic, buddy. You just hmm. you just hang in there. He's, he's excited. He's he's uh, he's crazier than Crazy Jack. I'll tell you that <laughs> yeah. right now. All right, a couple of th- uh, questions that we got in from the mailbox this week. One of them's a real good one, and it's about a tip that Jamil gave um, a few months back. I think it might have been his first appearance on the show, actually. Uh, and by the way, Jamil and John, uh, John, you guys are having your first show tomorrow. I know. I'm looking forward to it. 10 a.m. That's early. Yeah. You ready for that thing <laughs> or what? We're right. going to talk uh, Imperial Stouts. Okay. Tomorrow's the Imperial Stout yeah. show. Jamil got it all worked out? Yeah. I just He came over and told me what he was going to do, and I said, uh-huh. <laughs> guy's a scientist. Uh-huh. He had it ready. Yeah, he did. All right. So the first Jamil show, it's on tomorrow. Um, anyway, this question refers to the first time he was on... Um, Guy says, hey, I just wanted to email you and say thanks for putting up the old broadcasts on the net. Very seldom get to listen live, but I download the broadcast and listen at work all the time. Um, sure does make my day go by a lot better, although it does make me thirsty. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, I really enjoy the people you have uh, both on the show uh, and the guests. So I guess that means people like you, John. They like us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's nice. I just listened to the first show with Jamil and heard him mention that he adds hops in the last 10 minutes of the boil to get a smooth bitterness. Maybe this has been covered already, but uh, I was wondering if I brewed a beer and only added hops in the last 10 minutes, wouldn't that give the beer too much aroma for a certain beer style, like, say, a mild brown ale? Or is the 10-minute hop addition just for certain styles? And goes on to say thanks if you can give me an answer. I know that Jamil already gave him an email answer, but I wanted to read this one because it's a great question about that topic. We kind of went over it pretty quick. Jamil got it just from a guy that he tasted the beer from at a festival, and he said, how on earth did you get a smooth bitterness like that? And the guy gave him his process was basically just to add all the hops in the last 10 minutes of the boil. So none of this one-hour bittering hop. He just doubled up the amount of it or tripled it or whatever he had to do to reach the same alpha acid and the same efficiency of the hops, but he did it all in the last 10 minutes. So the answer to the question that Jamil gave back, and he did mention it on that show a bit too, it is only for extremely hoppy beers that you want to do that for uh, because you are adding a ton of hops and you're going to get a lot of aroma out of it. So your IPAs, your double IPAs, things like that, you're going to do that late hop addition. And what it does is just it gives you all that hoppiness of, of putting in for, say, a one-hour boil, but it really smooths it out because you're not uh, you're not cooking it for an hour. You're just doubling up the amount or whatever you got to do. 
And I, you can ProMash that too, by the way. If you're going for a certain uh, amount of IBUs, you know, punch in a ProMash that you're going to put all the hops in in the last 10 minutes, and it'll tell you how much to put in. Huh. You'd be surprised what it says. It'll end up, you know, you're used to putting in an ounce or whatever. It's going to tell you to put in a, you know, quarter, half a pound, quarter pound, <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> quarter pound of hops. Uh, but it is only for hoppy beer. So, uh, I would suggest referring back to that show if you want to hear more about that process. Huh. If you got any questions, send them in. Uh, we got a lot to get to, so I don't want to go over the whole thing, but, uh, just to answer the question, uh, it is definitely for hoppy beers. You don't want to do it for uh, your light ones like that mild brown you're talking about. Mm. All right. Uh, somebody else sent me in another beer song. I wasn't able to get the format. But uh, the rest of their email, I love it, man. Our listeners are always sending me cool sound files. I got some good blues music for the show today. And I think all of the beer songs that we play, are. I all didn't find any of them. They're all from listeners. They send them in the funny beer stuff that we do. What are you looking at me like that for, Doc? <laughs> you all right over there? Oh, yeah. I'm good. What he wants to know, uh, he says, uh, how about just giving me that kegging system you guys are giving away? I'm a poor, drunken college student, and I work at UPS. <laughs> Get a job. <laughs> I did say that I wanted some sob stories to come in, and I've already started to compile them. I'm not going to read them. That's not how I'm going to give it away this week. But uh, I said last week I mentioned I wanted you know to give it away to like some person living in a trailer or something (laughs) i want the saddest stories i can get Uh, i don't know that that's going to be the final criteria for giving it away but i do encourage you to send in me your your sob stories i got one from a guy who uh he's talking about his pregnant wife and he can't afford the keg system yeah i got that email uh, too (laughs) (laughs) why don't you just make Uh, it the saddest story is, is a qualifier not I'm, I'm going not necessarily to. the winner. I'm but. going to. One of these, I, I think probably the final week, I'll do the saddest story as one of the qualifiers. So I'm now compiling stories. This is one of them, the poor drunken college student oh that works at UPS. John can uh, can sympathize with you about that. He yeah, worked yeah. at UPS for a while. Yeah. Um, 1,500 packages in four hours. Mm. Ow. That'll hurt your back. So send me your sob stories. You'll be qualified, I think, probably in the final week. Um, and what we'll do is we'll, you know... I'll probably weed through the first bunch of them, and then we'll do an on-air vote. You're going to get a bunch of drunk people lying to you. I like that. That's all right. (laughs) I'm okay with that. Uh, What he does want everybody to know, he says, by the way, no one I know at UPS really gives a shit about shipping beer or what's in the packages. I haven't heard of any rules about shipping alcohol either. So I know everybody's always asking on the forums how they ship beer to us, how do they ship beer to each other. Don't worry about it. Nobody cares. In quantity. Well, there's somebody, you ship it to us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, there's some guy getting paid eight fifty an hour loading yeah. up these freight trucks, and they just, who, what do they care? They're checking nothing. They're nothing. They're throwing them is what they're doing. Anthrax are a little worried about beer. They don't care. Yeah. You're fine with that. So don't worry about shipping your beer. Everyone says uh, it's fine. Just put a little, you know, just wrap it properly. That's the important <laughs> yeah. thing. Don't let the stuff break. Yeah. You know, you got to soften it up in there. But other than that, no one's going to take it. Uh, and then finally, a little positive feedback about uh, about last week's show came in. Finally. Got some. Says, uh, yesterday I was in the grocery store listening to the first show of 2006. I was enjoying the discussion while trying to choose which pretzels to buy, honey mustard or pumpernickel and onion, when suddenly, out of nowhere, the Vinnie puppet reared its ugly little head. <laughs> he says, I was laughing so hard I was crying and saw more than one person in the shop stop to look at me crying over the pretzels. I got the Vinnie puppet right in front of me here, too. Uh, was he listening to the show? He was listening to the show through his MP3 player at the grocery store. Yeah, and the Vinnie puppet great. pops in there, and he just starts cracking up. Uh, anyway, he goes on to just say thanks for everything. You guys do a good job. And, <laughs> it's probably uh, crazy, Jack. He says at the end, when I first learned about the Brewing Network uh, via a postcard, I thought it was a silly idea. But you guys have proved me very, very wrong. Cheers. 
and that's from Dan Man. Cool. Wow. So, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. People have been giving us a lot more positive stuff than negative stuff lately. I've, I've read a lot of stories about people listening in their MP3s and yeah. in, in their pods and just laughing out of the middle of nowhere and people just yeah. staring at them. <laughs> the wives looking at them like, what the hell are yeah. you doing? I love that. That's my favorite feedback is to find out that people are cracking up out there. Mm-hmm. Do you get a lot of negative stuff. feedback for a while? Yeah. You know, um, we only got a couple. Criticism. We only got a couple that would be considered hate mail. Um, but we <laughs> we did definitely get some, you know, some feedback about how things were running. I mean, we were just starting up, and we had some technical issues and things like that. But more and more, it, it's more that people write in now and they say they say things like, you know, show was okay before, but now you guys are doing a great job, sort of thing. So yeah. we get that. I, it actually bums me out that we don't get more hate mail. I really, <laughs> I enjoy hate mail. <laughs> it's a lot of fun you for me. And, that. Uh, it, it bothers me that we you're, don't get you're more. You're strange that way. I thought of writing my own hate mail to us today. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Something to do. I'm going to feed you with some hate mail. Good. No problem. I'm sure you will. <laughs> it <laughs> comes from the heart. It I really get, does. <laughs> I get uh, like three or six emails a week. About questions from when I was on before. Is that right? Constantly. Just people still Always. asking questions? Yep. Yeah. Does That's that great. bother you or is it cool? No, actually, a bunch of them send me Pliny clones too. Oh, right. Yeah. And how's that been going for you? Uh, we, Travis, our assistant brewer, he and I tasted the best one yesterday. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. Do you want to yeah. say who it's from? Do you remember? Uh, first name is Alejandro. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the last name. Okay. So, well, if you're it listening. Pretty, it was pretty good though. Really? Yeah. Close or just good? Uh, it was good. Okay. It was really, it was really good. The All closest, right. it was the closest I've ever had. Okay. So. And did he say whether he did extract or all grain? Uh, I know? believe it was all grain. It was all grain? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's so, cool. Uh, I like to hear but that. He, he started out as a brewing network, uh, question, I think, if I remember correctly. Okay. Wow. So. Gotcha. I know we gave out the recipe that show and everything. So nice people, job. Uh, that is great. That's cool. Hey, we got beer sent to you, man. That's Hell a good yeah. thing, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your friends just for that. You know? All right. That's always good fun. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. I did it again. <laughs> Kick ass. I'm playing the mail segment for the news. You did that like two yeah. months ago. Yeah, I do that all the time. That's why I was getting all confused at the well, beginning. That's what I told you. Just think of the songs for your yeah. intro songs that you got to play, and that'll get you on the right I looked at it, and I read it, but for some reason it says mail on it, and I... I, I don't know. Whatever. I thought news. It's a good song. M-A-L-E. I'll keep it on for the news. I don't care. Yeah. It's John's, uh, it's Doc's favorite. Oh yeah, stuff, banjo. So uh, he likes it. Few new. Uh, actually, there's a lot of news stories today. I had to weed through them. Um, you know, sometimes weeks are dead, but this week there's a bunch of good stuff going on. So I had to narrow it down. Um, you guys know about the city in Ohio called Westerville? No. Westerville Never. is known as like the dry capital of the world. It's been dry for 131 years. Um, but not anymore. The central Ohio city of Westerville, once known as the dry capital of the world, is dry no more. A pizza parlor on Thursday became the first establishment in Westerville's uptown business district to legally serve beer since 1875. Here's to a new tradition in Westerville, local jeweler Bill Morgan said as he raised his plastic cup of Budweiser <laughs> at Michael's Pizza. Now they got to start slow, right? Yeah. Uh, Westerville's temperance history dates back to 131 years when the town saloon was blown up during what was known as the Whiskey Wars. The Anti-Saloon League moved its headquarters to Westerville in 1909 and the city became known as the dry capital of the world. Business and city leaders pushed for serving alcohol in uptown establishments as a way to compete with the restaurants and bars at two new retail developments near the Columbus suburb. 
Voters on November 8th approved licenses for beer and wine to be sold at Michael's Pizza and Pasquale's Pizza and Pasta. Is that all they serve is pizza at uh, Old Westerville? Uh, the owner plans to start serving libations February 1st. So it's That's good an to accomplishment. Hear. It still blows me away that there's dry counties at all. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're out you know? there. They are. I was in one once. Man, that was tough. Hey, that was Jack, a hard Jack time. Jack Daniels is made in a dry county. Yeah, that's right. I know that story. Oh, no. Where was I? I was in Arkansas. I went rafting somewhere in Arkansas, and we had to, you know, we smuggled. We didn't smuggle. You just drive in. It's fine. You just can't buy it in these counties. We brought our beer in, but we had run out by the end of the rafting trip, and we were still having a picnic. And I was like, well, let's just go to the store and get some beer. And you can't. You can't yeah. do it. you got to drive to the next county. And my sister lived in Dallas, just outside of Dallas for a while. Okay, let's go to the store and get some, some beers. And we're driving, we're driving, we're driving. Where the hell are we going? Oh, we got to go outside the county. Yeah. And it was the busiest store in the world, right outside the big-ass liquor store. A line of beer. Oh, it, it was just huge. <laughs> and it was full of people. Yeah. Just cars everywhere. Just. I would say that the, dry, the, the counties around the dry counties absolutely love the law. Oh, yeah. You know, because they got that liquor business is huge in those counties. It was right over the line, and you could tell. Yeah, I got another one. Uh, some new rights for for beer uh, pouring. This was is from New Delhi uh, in India. A court has lifted another lifestyle taboo in India by allowing women to serve liquor in bars. The Delhi High Court yesterday ruled that Section 30 of the Punjab Exercise... I'm probably reading that wrong, but whatever. Punjab? Uh, did you say what? <laughs> Punjab <laughs> Excise Act of 1914 prevented women from working in bars was outdated. It's undeniable that women have excelled in the hospitality industry, not only in this country, but worldwide. And the feminine touch indeed lends grace and elegance to the industry, said the judgment given by divisional bench justices. I'm not going to try to read their names. Um... <laughs> A hotel owner pleaded that uh, the ban was unconstitutional as it violated the basic right of women to choose their profession. The petitioners noted that the government was encouraging the liquor trade by extending opening times of state liquor shops. And uh, they pushed for the new government to um, allow the same rights to women as they were to men as far as the hospitality industry is concerned. So new rights there in India going on, too, where women can now serve beer. Lucky them. I can tell you right now, it's a shitty job, so don't celebrate too bad. (laughs) They didn't do you any big favors. You guys want to hear a big announcement? Our bartenders make more than we do, though. Yeah, Yeah. they do. Oh, yeah, Yeah. tips. Yeah, bartenders can do okay. Yeah. Doesn't make it a good job. Male or female. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, a little more on the female side, I'll tell you that right now. Especially in serving, too, not just bartending. Damn it. Big announcement, I quit my job yesterday. Which one? The yes. bartending job. Well done. Serving job and all that junk. Yep. Yeah. So you don't have to say you want fries with that? Yeah, bar? when <laughs> listeners come in and say, hey, don't you do that radio show? I don't have to say, yes, can I get you a salad? <laughs> yeah, I, want a salad with that? I'm out of there. I told them things are going real well with my company at home, and I need more time to make it happen or it's going to fall apart, and I quit. Well, I'm so, proud of you, Jay. Uh, what does that mean for me? That means I'm sending in uh, my welfare check, uh, <laughs> and you're now paying all the bills. You don't even qualify for welfare, do you? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think you qualify if you quit. <laughs> I think you have to. I can't even get unemployment or anything. We're gonna find you on the street corner and playing acoustic guitar. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be me. You know what? It'll make me happier than serving people. I'll yeah. tell you that. Even if I stand. You should do that. Yeah, I might. <laughs> We're in your brewing network, sure. So uh, we better start making some money in here, fellas, because <laughs> really? I just quit my job. Okay. I even told my boss, I said, um, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place here because I need more time for the company. Uh, it's going really well. 
On the other hand, I've not made a penny yet, not one penny. In fact, if it's all in the negative numbers, uh, but it's kind of it's a risk I got to take. Well, we know? have another two years to go before we make money. So, really? That, yeah. That about right? <laughs> Is that about right, Vinny? Right, Vinny. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you might have told me that on Thursday before I quit on Friday. <laughs> I, had, I had to wait, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. We still don't cash our paychecks, Natalie and I. Like on payday, like all the other employees, yeah. <laughs> we wait till all of theirs there's clear, clear and yeah. then a week later, and, <laughs> and then sometimes it's like, oh crap, it's rent check or right. you know, state board of equalization, and yeah. yeah. Well, luckily, they eventually get in the bank, but we don't have a payroll. Luckily, so uh, I don't, I don't know if I got to worry about that. Like for example, I'm never, I'm never cutting you a check, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not signing it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, all right, that's it for the news. I had some other stuff here, but uh, I think we got to get moving. Time's running. Time's running short. Our tasting today is going to be Chimay. Chimay? Chimay. Which one are we tasting, John? The red label? <laughs> Good. I saw the argument in the forum whether it was a brown label or a red label. or uh, it's reddish brown. I'm slightly colorblind. <laughs> you posted brown? Yeah, I did. But it's actually red? It looks brown. It's, it's called the red label. It's red, red. They do red, white, and blue. What yep. are the differences, basically? Red, red is uh, they're double at 7 Percent. Okay. The uh, white is uh, roughly a triple at eight percent. Gotcha. And the blue would be a strong dark ale at nine percent. Oh, okay. So you, we. You went... guys actually picked the right person to have in here for a Chimay tasting because Natalie and I have actually stayed at the monastery. Oh, at Chimay. I think we talked about that. That's so, right. Yeah. And yeah, we're not so. too stupid, Vinny. We know what we're doing. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. So did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> I think we asked him that. <laughs> we talked about that. Yeah. So that's what that's what our neighbor asked us when we when she picked us up. Yeah. You guys didn't do it said, though. Did no. Yeah. No. Did they put you in the quiet room? Uh, the quiet room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Uh, you know that yeah, we have a monk who is now a forum member. Yeah. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I did. He's a Trappist monk. Yep. I don't know where the monastery is. No, he's not Trappist monk. He's, he's a, not? No. Uh, Cistercian, maybe? Yeah, you're right. That's what it was. But yeah, he's in Indiana, I think. Something like that. That just sounds weird to me, monks in Indiana, you know? And it's not right. Sounds like sounds like dudes with beer bellies drinking is what it sounds like to me. <laughs> they never get out of their out of their robes. <laughs> yeah, they just Whoa. they don't have like the traditional robes. They're like their bath robes, <laughs> you know, the big fluffy ones. So a hood on it. There's I'd like to have him call in. I want to know what goes on. If you happen to be listening, I think he probably listens via podcast. I don't. Can monks use uh, iPods and things like well, that? Yeah, because they got to use the earphones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you right, can't laugh gotta, out loud. Gotta be quiet. <laughs> yeah, what if we if we make him laugh? Right now he's getting angry. He's not allowed yeah. to say anything. No. There's a there's a monastery going to start brewing in New Mexico. They, they have a oh, secular, is that right? Yeah, they have a secular brewer. Um, okay. Doing doing the brewing for him, but it is a monastery doing brewing. Uh, okay. The uh, beer writer Stan Hieronymus lives in New Mexico, so he's always updating me on what's going on. Nice. So Stan does a lot of the writing for RealBeer.com. Okay. And, uh, so, uh, you know, I don't know a lot about monks. Did I say something totally stupid asking a monk to call in and talk to us? I, monks don't talk, do they? No, mm-hmm. it depends on what monastery they are in. You can go in some, the chat room. Some are not allowed to talk, yeah, certainly, but most of like them are. ever? Some of them like are never ever. allowed to talk? That's yes. the, trap, the Trappist order is like that. <laughs> But I thought See. they could go into a one room where but they could talk. Yeah, that's to the, themselves. They, the quiet room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they sounds like hell. Father Father Thomas would take Natalie and I into the quiet room and and talk. he was allowed to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, talk huh. a lot. Talk, 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 talk. Well, you could always you could always just go into the chat room. Don't they vast while drinking? Isn't don't they just drink for like thirty days or something? Or is that the German or? 
I don't, I don't, no. No, there's no, no fasting or drinking. Okay. Yeah, there is. Well, I mean, I shit. Were, not all monks, but there's a, there's the, Danielle, what's that deal where they can only drink beer for like 30 days? Yeah, this is, uh, the time between, I don't know what that is called in English, but the time before, right before they killed Jesus or Christ. At Lent. Okay, thank you. And this is when, when you're not supposed to eat, right? You're not supposed to have anything just that's beer. good, no pleasure at all. Just beer because they needed something to, you know, survive the 30 days. Or maybe it, maybe the time period is even longer than 30 days. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, it's, thir- it's 30 days and 30 nights, just like Jesus went and did in the desert. But what it turned into now in Germany, especially in Bavaria, is those awful, huge festivals where people just drink the heavy beer and don't even think about the religion anymore. Little do they know that beer brings pleasure to all of us. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. If you only drink beer for 30 days, you should be a monk. Yeah. I should be a monk. (laughs) I should be a monk. And I should probably, like, you know, for my own sacrifice, be a monk that's not allowed to talk. (laughs) That would be great. That that would be punishment. Can you imagine that? Not allowed to say anything? I would love to see that. that. The Vinny Puppet's looking drunk over there already. Yeah. I think he's been uh, dipping into the, the style. Jonathan's been looking at me, wondering what this last beer I just poured it's, was. It is sour. Yeah, it's sour. That's our new uh, barrel beer, Beatification, that will be bottled in about two months. Why is it named that? Uh, it's just another shun word that <laughs> crossed my, my head. When I had to name it, the... Uh, the Pope had just passed away, and you go through beatification and then canonization. That's what popes do. Oh, right. And, right. Uh, so, um, but yeah, this is a, the sourest beer we'll have made to this point. And these are uh, used La Folie barrels from the Belgian Brewing Company that Peter Buchart sent me. And uh, we put Redemption in there, which was the beer we were drinking first. Right. And uh, just let it sit, and all the sourness and bacteria and wildness has all been from what was in the wood to begin with, which I think is like 12 microorganisms. Okay. And uh, Lauren Salazar, who kind of is oversees the whole barrel project and all the sour beers at uh, New Belgium, she uh, was at our brewery several months ago visiting Natalie and I. She was at a class at Davis or something. And I told her we had a couple Lafoli barrels, and she goes, "Oh yeah, I, I remember that." And she and when she we tasted the beer on the beer, and she liked what it tasted like. This was you know six months ago, and she says, "Can I see the the barrels?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So I took her into the barrel room, and she looked at the one barrel, and I I thought she was gonna cry. Yeah. She goes, "Oh my god, that's where pH one went." Like it was, the barrels are labeled. Right. And PH1 was the, the best lawfully barrel they've ever had. Okay. And she couldn't believe that Peter gave it away it's to me. There. <laughs> and, and she was so happy to, to see it though. And she's like, Oh, at least it's in good hands now. And I know that it's still making beer and it didn't get cut into a, a you know, garden planter or something. Right. That's oh, awesome. So, so it's, this beer is made from used lawfully barrels. PH1. It's sell. Sour. Yeah. I wonder I, if you I, think uh, that And this, you, is, this is just a barrel sample, no carbonation or anything. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's Salivation. Yeah. I like it as it warms up. I didn't even try that yet. Yeah. I'm gonna, I gotta take a quick break, yeah, so I'll, I'll pour myself some. Oh, here. there's some right there that. Take a real quick break. Uh, I think it's just a, a one a song sour. we're gonna do. Uh, when we come back, I'm gonna give you the rules for this week for registering to get the full kegging system courtesy of Northern Brewer at northernbrewer.com. They are our official sponsor of the Brewing Network this month. And I've uh, been nice enough to give you guys, one of you lucky guys, a full kegging system. So last week we had some crazy uh, ways to register to do it. 
This week it's even better, kids. I'm going to tell you that right now. And I'll tell you how to do it right when we come back. Vinny Chalurzo from Russian River Brewing Company. He's in here with us again. We're going to be talking hops. we got our Chimay tasting coming up at 6 o'clock. we got a listener tasting to do today. And we got John's beer to taste also. we got the Vinny puppet in the studio. It's a long night, kids. Yeah. We'll be right back. It's the Brewing Network. Coming in January, the Brewing Network is proud to present the Beer Style Show. Hosted by the most award-winning home brewer ever, Jamil Zainashef. Each show will give you the best in understanding BJCP style guidelines. you got to honestly look at it, try it, you know, and evaluate it and say, no, it's, it's actually, you know... A, a better beer in this style. And that's again, goes to, you know, understand the BJCP uh, style guide. Competition advice. One of the things in competition that you have to do is you have to brew a good beer, a really good beer. So the bigger the, the, the competition, the, yeah. the better beer you have to brew as a base. Experienced homebrew tips. You know, one of the things about process, some of the, a lot of these beers, um, mash temp is a difference of just a few degrees one way or another, but it makes, uh, you know, a dramatically different beer. The science behind the process. What you want to pitch is one million cells per milliliter of wort per degree plate. And brewcaster John co-hosting is sure to keep Jamil on his toes. Yeah, I believe that you need temperatures to help grow you. I, I, think, I think John... John, you could make even better beer. What's on, Jamil? The Beer Style Show with Jamil Zanishef and John Plisse. Coming to the Brewing Network in 2006. Stay tuned to www.thebrewingnetwork.com for details. And now back to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. Vinny Chalurzo from Russian River Brewing Company is in the studio with us today, along with the Vinny Puppet, yet to be introduced to the microphone for the week. We're waiting for him to get good and liquored up. He's drinking right now. Why is the Vinny Puppet's uh, jacket uh, multicolored? Multicolored. (laughs) You mean rainbow-colored? Rainbow, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Is that that what you're getting at? Yeah. (laughs) That was Justin's request. Yeah, I requested that. (laughs) I figured you guys are a pretty liberal brewery over there. I thought you might want to support a little pride. I don't know. We do, actually. Right. We have a uh, large clientele of the gay community. All right. And, See? Uh, we went to this really cool bar in Pengrove the other night called the Black Cat. Oh, yeah? And um, it's known as a local lesbian bar. And our friend's uh, Holiday, it's a band from San Diego, played there. And a uh, cool little spot. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Nice. I think every bar in... Restaurant Sonoma County is cool. Has some sort of, you know, uh, gay community yeah. that hangs out there because it's such a big part of the community. Much like San Francisco would be. Yeah, I think know, so. Well. It's like the it's the hippie gay community out there. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, when you when you drive into Sebastopol, which is the ultimate hippie town, yeah, Sonoma County, it says uh, we are a nuclear free zone. Yeah, and then and then uh, right when Natalie and I moved to Sonoma County, uh, we were reading the letters to the other and press Democrat, and this one the one of the postal carriers for Sebastopol writes in and says, "You know, I'm sure glad the uh, city council of Sebastopol uh, 
also made this a landmine free zone because I can do my job a lot more safely now and feel better about it. Right. But Natalie and I sat and we were like, what the hell did we get ourselves into? Yeah. This was about a week into Sonoma County and we were looking to live in, in Sebastopol and we're like, eh, they're a little too hippie for us. Yeah. yeah. So nice. They'd probably throw eggs in my Toyota pickup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to uh, do announcements real quick. Uh, we got to announce how you guys can win the full kegging system courtesy of Northern Brewer at northernbrewer.com. Last week we did some call-ins. Uh, we made you sing the uh, the beer song, our ending song. Um, Pale Ale is a friend of mine. That was fun. This week uh, I got a couple of other ideas. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I invented a new game this week, and it's uh, and it was after listening to the Drake show. I was reminded of of a of a bit I was supposed to do where I recorded Doc's vocals at the beginning of an archive and cut them out, <laughs> and then Doc's speech at the end of an archive. And uh, listening to the Drakes uh, back from from seven ten reminded me of that. So the new game is called Guess. What Doc is saying. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to play the clip for you uh, probably before the end of this segment. And uh, first person to call in and tell us what the hell Doc is saying uh, is our first registrant to to register to win. I was reading on the forum how I I just ran across the one that compares us to South Park. Okay. And they said that I I was Kenny (laughs) because they can't understand me. I think that there should be, when we do it, there should be two criteria. Um, one should be the most accurate, and the other one should be the most creative interpretation of what Doc <laughs> is saying. Like what you think I said. And, th- and then maybe vote, have a vote on who gets it. You know what I'm saying? We'll figure that out. But I'll play the clip. You guys are going to think it's funny. And I think it's going to end up being a regular segment on the show here. Guess what Doc is saying. <laughs> it's going to be a, <laughs> a little five-minute spot. There you go. <laughs> kind of a regular thing. So that's how we're going to register the first one. Um, the second person is going to register with... Um, Answering a trivia question, and that's going to be via the chat room because uh, it's the only way we can get the chat registered. We got to do that. Uh, Daniela will type the question into the chat room, um, and then the first person to get the answer and put it in, type it back to her, will register. And then the third one I announced last week how we're going to do this one. We're going to have the drunk of the week be our third registrant. So drunk of the week, and that'll be the last one. It's got to have to be toward the end of the show. That's a phone call, or we'll take a few calls, okay. and then we'll vote on who the drunk of the week is. And uh, you know, you got to call in, you got to slur a little, you know, or a lot, <laughs> or a lot in Doc's uh, case. And um, hey, it's only when you ask me questions. <laughs> and we'll figure out who the drunk of the week is, and that'll be another recurring segment on the show because because I just think it's funny. So there you go. And that's how we're going to register the people today. All well, right? I, I vote for you, Justin. Thank you. So guess doc. Then there'll be a trivia question for the chat room. Hang around in there. Hit the chat now button on our main page if you're not there yet. And then the third one will be uh, drunk of the week. All right? I want to say real quick that we had a discussion on the forum about how we're registering people to win this thing. And... Uh, People wanted to be able to register folks that aren't listening, and people were worried about, hey, I can only listen to the archives and podcasts. Why don't I get to register? 
Well, here's the deal. We're going to be giving away lots of stuff this year, so hang in there, and we're going to accommodate everybody. But we make agreements with our sponsors when we figure out what we're going to do and what they're going to do, and this particular agreement is for live listenership. So we have another one that will be set up for podcasters and archive listeners, uh, so it will be kind of a listen, and then you get to come back and win something kind of thing. So we'll get to all of you. Hang in there. We're not uh, discriminating. It's just how the rules go with this one. It's live listenership. I will not be accepting call-ins for friends. you got to call in yourself. It's a first-person contest. I ruled that out in the forum also. So you can check the threads there under Beer Radio. If you have any confusion, I listed the rules. Cool? Very cool. Did you guys see the um, homebrew code of ethics that's forming yeah, in, the, in the forum? I love Oz. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> well, I kind of started it last week when we were doing this co- uh, you know, competition. When we were doing the rules then, I said, you know, I, I, we're going to have to sort of uh, invent the homebrewer's code here. And I think part of it is that you don't be a dick. And if you don't need a kegging system, don't try to register. First rule. You know, it's the first don't, rule. Don't, don't, don't be a dick. <laughs> so uh, Oz from Australia just kind of took it from there, and they've started compiling a list in the forum. Yes, Daniela? I got a quick question about the kegging system. Mm-hmm. How complete is it? It is a five-gallon corny keg, mm-hmm. all of the hoses and fittings, wow. a CO2 tank, and a regulator. That's great. It's everything you need minus the kegerator. Mm-hmm. So you got to get your own kegerator, which would also include you know, the tap handle and right. all that sort of stuff, the tower if you want to have it, whatever. But um, It's got everything you need yeah. to put it in there. In Car- there. It might even have the tap fitting. I'm not sure. Would it, would, John, it's would, a it, would it come faucet. with this? It's oh, just a handheld yeah. faucet. You get, the, okay. get the picnic faucet. Yeah, okay. so, so you can carbonate, put it in, carbonate it, and dispense it yeah right there so kegerator is your responsibility but it's a 200 hundred dollar value the you know the keg system that that we're getting here the co2 tank the hoses the fittings and the corny keg right yes does that cover it danielle anything else in there perfect having beer on tap man saves lives i'll tell you that throw those bottles away yeah i think my brother brewed his first batch of beer today oh yeah he's brewing i haven't heard from him that's good yeah he got it you screwed it up though you're supposed to send him the ipa recipe and you sent him that damn like light ale or something. You know that comes with the kit from more beer. So, but the good. notes on your sales order said, "Please upgrade to the well, IPA." You're his brother. You should buy him that and send it to him. You know, I did. I bought it from you. Well, then, and you sent him one. the light ale. Well, it was it was on me then. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> sent him the IPA one. <laughs> so that's what he's brewing. The Vinny puppet is now smacking John in the head. Crazy <laughs> Jack <laughs> screwed up my brother's Don't first batch. Don't piss me off, Crazy Jack. <laughs> It's not Jack, it's a puppet, man. So I'm looking forward to hear how that went. My brother, my brother might start doing a uh, food and, and beer segment for us on the website and possibly a show, too. We should have a food segment on our forum. On the forum? Yeah. Could do that. That's a good idea. That's a huge part mm-hmm. of what we're working on and promoting the f- the our beer. Deal? Trying to promote food with beer. Mm-hmm. And I, I pairing and yeah, cooking. Pairing and, 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 um, yeah, pairing and... I did a uh, food and beer presentation at GABF last year, and uh, <clears throat> you know, beer dinners, that sort of thing. They're it's it's an important part of you know the industry, yeah. You know, and that's where the wine industry has excelled, absolutely so strongly. Everybody knows it about wine, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's sort of it's supposed to be this new thing with beer, yeah. And it's yeah. not you know it's not new, and right. the, the one person in the industry that's really propelled a couple people um, nationally has been Garrett Oliver, the brewmaster at Brooklyn Brewery. Okay, but locally, um, you guys all know who Bruce Patton is. He's the chef at Cathedral Hill Hotel in San okay. Francisco. He does a beer dinner every six weeks. Oh, nice. And um, I think his website is is beerchef dot com. I I could have that wrong. But, I think you're uh, right. I think I've been to that. But he, he's an amazing, uh, guy doing food and beer p- 
pairings. You can find him at Barclays on college, probably most nights hanging out having a beer. That's really? his, his haunt in the East Bay, but works in the city. And uh, we've done, like I said, four or five dinners with him, and they are all amazing. Yeah. We did one last year. It was uh, ourselves, uh, Tommy Arthur from Pizza Port, Rob Todd from Alley Gash, and Peter Buchart from New Belgium. So all these guys flew in to, wow. to my backyard. Wow. And we all did this beer dinner. And uh, this year... Ours is in September, but they've got a Lagunitas one coming up and uh, a couple others. So um, That's a great thing. I want yeah. to get in on that, actually. Yeah, he would actually be a great guest uh, for you guys. You take the show a little bit away from home brewing because yeah. he's not a brewer. But he, he has an amazing – Bruce has an amazing ability of, of pairing food and beer and, and never cooking most of these dishes. Okay. He just does it on the fly. Gotcha. And um and does well. And does amazing job. The the best food and beer pairing I've ever had was with Pliny the Elder, which was oh. two beer dinners ago, which he told me was the hardest pairing he'd ever done. Okay. And it was the richest dish I've ever had. It was uh blue cheese flan with uh duck confit. Wow. Like this big rich fatty dish and Ooh. you need you know, like you the need fat that. from the, the duck to cut through the bitterness and yeah. the, the richness of the blue cheese flan to work through the bitterness of the hops and the but um but that's Man, what am he I does. Hungry yeah. All of a sudden. yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Vinny. So, <laughs> you bastard, that sounds that's, awesome. That's just one of the things <laughs> that he can do. He's he's made uh, beer ice cream with Bigfoot. Okay. And, um, yeah. on and I go on and on stuff he's done. Daniela, so. can you check that for us? Beerchef.com. See if that's the website. Absolutely. Google it and find the right one and then we can, we can announce it and, and post it. And yeah, let's try to get him in here, John. That you sounds should. great. Yeah. That'll be good. How does he pair up your Belgians? Well, this year, our, his September dinner will be with us and it's going to be, we've, we've talked about doing this for a couple years now, but we're finally going to do it. It's going to be an entire shun dinner, an all Belgian <laughs> beer dinner. <laughs> All of them. All every every dish will be Belgian. Um, not not every shun oh. beer, but oh, we have a list here. We have a list here in the studio. It's four. We're do, we now have fourteen shun beers. So uh, most of them will be funky weird uh, beers. We're doing a uh, beer dinner with uh, Tommy Arthur from Pizza Port mm. next week in Philadelphia at uh, Monk's Cafe, mm. which is kind of the foremost Belgian beer bar in America. Okay. And uh Tommy and I have each shipped back four beers and the theme is is funky wild, you know, American wild, beer with critters. Uh that's that's the rule gotcha. for, the, for the dinner. So all eight beers have bacteria, wild yeast, or have been aged in oak barrels. Nice. So, yeah, it'll be be very cool. I don't know how you manage to fly around all the time and, and, and do what you do, Vinny. You, you travel every month, right? This year I do. This year I'm gone for I think five to seven days every month. Every, every month. month, yeah. I mean, it's great, but it's just it's not an easy thing to do uh, as far as getting it together. And you do all the brewing, or you got a brew guy? I have, I have an assistant brewer, Travis Smith, okay. who uh, has this year will take on more of the brewing duties, and we'll be bringing on a, a third person into the brewery to help out while I'm gone. Okay. And um, one of the one of the cooler trips this year. Um, Back in September, before Great American Beer Festival, I started planning Natalie, my wife and business partner's birthday gift, which was going to be a trip to Prague and Belgium for us mm. at the end of May for what's called the Spontaneous Fermented Beer Festival. Every beer at the festival is, is wild. It's fermented with wild yeast. Okay. And uh, I lay this thing out. I'm getting help from beer writers over there that I know. And in the middle of, of getting the trip, and it's a surprise, so I won't give it to Natalie until her birthday, December 6th, and... Um, in the middle of this, I get an email from Sam Calgioni from Dogfish Head, and he says, hey, I'm writing my second book. 
I need you. He's talking about, he says, yeah, I need you, Vinny. Yeah. Tommy Arthur, Rob Todd from Alley Gash, Tommy Arthur's from Pizza Port, yeah. and Adam Avery from Avery Brewery in Boulder. We all need to go to Belgium in March. Ah. Uh. So, so it's for a chapter of his book. So I'm, I'm going to Belgium twice this year. Wow. But I couldn't tell Natalie about this trip until after I'd given her her gift because there's no way that she was going to let me go to Belgium <laughs> without her, yeah, without yeah. knowing that I already had a trip planned right. for us already. So yeah. I, I gave her the gift in the form of a song that a band sang for me at our pub. Okay. Wow. And then about an hour later I go, Oh, and by the way, I have to go to Belgium in March as well. <laughs> and, uh, so she thought one came before the other. Uh, yeah, I've been making up for it. And then she goes, "Oh, you're full of shit. <laughs> you, 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 you're you planned this after." I'm like, "No, yeah. I swear to God, you your, got a miserable trip life." Was, in your you. trip was planned first, but uh, yeah, that's going to be five days of heavy uh, drinking. Yeah, with uh, the four other brewers, and it's it's called an American pilgrimage to Belgium. And they've got um, it, it's a, a, an Italian beer writer named Lorenzo is heading the trip up, and an American photographer named Kevin Fleming, who uh, does work for National Geographics and uh, that the sort, uh, is traveling with us to photograph the whole thing for Sam's new book. And it's uh, it's a book called Extreme Brewing. Okay. And um, yeah, actually, that may be it. May work out perfect when he comes out with that when they start distributing here for you guys to have Sam in. Yeah. And uh, the book's going to be more geared towards beginners though. Because all the recipes that we're all contributing are actually extract recipes. Right. Oh, There's nice. There's no all-grain recipes involved. So it's going to be a different uh, twist on it. And uh, You um, have to leave us a list of guests to uh, to come in on here. That's a, that's a great idea. In uh, Papazian's new book about Sam. And he did like 200 batches of extract with different spices and stuff. And the guy's out there as far as adjuncts and additives. I mean, Yeah, he's out there more than the brewer, too. <laughs> <laughs> You guys want to answer a quick question from the listeners? For we're gonna have to we're gonna do this uh, guest doc before the break. <laughs> yeah, guess me. And uh, let's answer a question real quick, and then we're gonna have to take a break. Um, I want to add Brett to a beer, maybe a wheat, but I will ferment with ale yeast, then add Brett. When should I add Brett, and for how long? That's a perfect question for what we're drinking. Uh, we're before drink- before we, do, I just want to elaborate for those who maybe don't know what the heck bread is. Yeah. Britannomyces is uh, wild yeast, okay, but it is cultured. You can buy it from either White Labs or Y yeast. Okay, I use both, and uh, but we we say bread for uh, for short for Britannomyces, especially because after and you're drinking, don't bother trying don't, to say bread. Yeah, yeah, Britannomyces <laughs> is a hard one and. Uh, Real quick, I'll answer the question. I got to tell a funny story super fast. Uh, Travis, our assistant brewer, announced yesterday to everyone at the brewery that he and his wife Laura are pregnant. And uh, he comes to me and he goes, yeah, we're thinking of names. And for you, we're going to call him Brett for Britannomyces. Nice. <laughs> Sweet. Very nice. That's dedication. That is dedication. But, yeah. uh, that kid's going to be Brett messed was, up. Yeah. It's going to wild yeast. going to Kramer's hair. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> With two teeth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we, uh, we're drinking a beer right now called Deification. That is our newest um, Belgian slash wild beer. And it is a, a pale ale where we fermented it out with um, – Something similar to White Labs Trappist Ale Yeast. It started out as a, uh, I think it's like a 1050, 1060 uh, 10, gravity. 60. What do I got? Yeah, 1059, 6.35% alcohol. It's pretty hoppy at 40 BUs. And this beer that we're uh, drinking here was bittered with, uh, we used Amarillo in the mash. And then awesome. we bittered with Magnum. And then we finished it with Cascade and Sterling. So it's a really odd combination for a, a Belgian-style beer using Brett. Yeah. And uh, so we fermented the beer out normal. And then when the beer went into kegs, 
we added the Britannomyces. Mm-hmm. And um, in the case of a homebrew, yeah, you'd be looking at maybe a cup or so would be enough for five gallons in the keg or in your bottling bucket. And in the in the case of the beer we're drinking, deification, we didn't add any priming sugar. We let all the residual sugar uh, work as uh, becoming the carbonation. Okay. So you could either do it two ways. You could add the uh, brett to the uh, carboy or you know fermenter wherever you're letting it age and let it sit, or you can do what we did and let it finish in the bottle. Uh, okay. Or in the keg, but there are certain strains of Britannomyces that aren't going to work so well in the package. Package okay. meaning the the bottle or the keg. Um, this is using Brucellanus Britannomyces Brucellanus uh, from Y yeast. Okay, and that's what we're drinking uh, right now out of this one. All the right. um, the Brucellanus uh, strain, Britannomyces Brucellanus strain from Y from White Labs, is probably a little less tested because they're they're not as advanced. With okay. the uh, Britannomyces as Y yeast is, so, I got gotcha. you. Um, nothing, nothing wrong with White Lab strains. It's just haven't been doing as long. They haven't been doing as long. Okay. So, uh, so you could do it in either place, and it would take the same amount of Britannomyces. The more okay. Brett you add uh, in liquid form, the quicker it's going to kick. Uh, the one thing you have to be careful of, especially in the bottle, is if you do pitch the Brett in with your uh, beer, mix it up, bottle it. If you let it sit too long, the Brett's going to eat through everything, and you're going to have an overcarbonated beer that potentially gotcha. could be a, a bottle bomb. So and, is there uh, a rule of thumb? I'm still learning it, so no. Okay. Call me in six months, and I'll know. All right. Uh, this what we're what we're drinking right now is a draft only product, and we've already noticed that the kegs are overcarbonated. Gotcha. So we've moved all the kegs were sitting out in the brewery carb you know, conditioning, and now we've moved them all in the cold box to stop. Uh, the few bars that I've sold it to, every one of them's called me, told me it's overcarbonated. So uh-huh. I've had to walk them through correcting, yeah, how to, how to correct it to serve it right. Right. And um, so we know now, next time when we make this beer, that we need to finish the beer drier. Mm-hmm. We need to lower the original gravity so that we still come out with 6.35% alcohol. So right. That's kind of where we want to be. But we want to have less residual sugar in the final product when the Britannomyces goes in. Gotcha. So that there's less carbonation formed it's it's a little tricky yeah and I there is the, no answer to that or not that we know of but uh, uh, mess with it i guess then it's you all know, it's all trial and error yeah, yeah. and we, what we tasted earlier the redemption the first beer before it went on the air that we pitched brett as well at bottling and we're also suggesting to customers that you know age it for a little bit out but if you're going to age it for long periods of time keep it cooler because the brett will keep working through and i don't want to get a Bunch of hate mail. <laughs> yeah, the cork pushed out. Long, What's up, Daniel? How long did you uh, put the keg for conditioning that you kept it room temperature? <laughs> that was about uh, three weeks, and mm-hmm. at two weeks we had carbonation and Britannomyces flavor. It's the it's the first time ever we've had Britannomyces character come out this fast. That fast. Yeah. I mean, in a, in less That's than a month. So between overcarbonating and still getting the the yeah. flavor. And really, really, what we did was something similar to Orval. Except Orval, uh, Belgian Trappist Beard puts the bread in, in an aging tank, lets it sit for a month or so, and then it goes into the bottle where it continues to, to work. Daniela? The listener also would like to know if his beer equipment will be infected after using the bread or if it will clean out with like using acid or something. That's like that. a good question. Uh, if you're using plastic, anything plastic is going to become, uh, Contaminated is the wrong word. It, it'll it'll be full of Britannomyces. And, it's now your uh, bread bucket. It is your bread bucket. I I keep uh, although I don't homebrew really much anymore. Uh, sometimes we'll bottle five gallons of a beer bottle mm-hmm. condition that 
you know, doesn't get bottled normally. And we have one bucket that's our Brett bucket, just like you said, mm-hmm. and one that's our non-Brett bucket. Gotcha. And we've we've taken our Brett bucket and put a non-Britannomyces beer in it and used non-Britannomyces tubing. And in six months, that beer had Britannomyces. So uh, one, wow. you can you can use it to your advantage too, though. Just like a uh, a Belgian brewer or a craft brewer uses a barrel. You know, that's one of the reasons we like using wood barrels is because the wood is porous. And right. It holds it holds the wild yeast and the bacteria. Well, you can you can do the, using plastic buckets the same way. Okay. You're you're not going to get the air diffusion. Okay. Through the wood, but it it, it would work great. But so. if you want to then go back to regular beers without Brett, you're going to have to buy an extra bucket, bucket or, or whatever. Or be using glass, and right? Glass will clean your. Yeah. But consider that anything that's porous is going to get uh, infiltrated by Brett or the as we call them the critters. So okay. at the brewery, we have two of everything. We have a whole set of hoses, beer hoses that, and and mind you, our beer hose is ten bucks a foot. Wow. Yeah. You know, so we have you know a hundred feet of beer hose that's. That yeah. sits around for what's that like fifteen dollars? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, we yeah. have we have pumps, gaskets, valves. We have we have two of everything, um, so that when we run a Britannomyces or a wild beer, that we we bring all this equipment out that is only used for okay. that purpose. And then when we're done, we clean it, put it away, yeah. and then reattach you know valves, tubings, hoses that um, that are non-Britannomyces. Okay. So. What about serving lines? Hang on, hang on. I got to register a guest and take a break. We, we're gonna have to answer that when we come back. Got to do this. Okay. So uh, let's do this game real quick because we do we got our tasting at six. So I got to do the game, take a break, come back, remember that question, Doc. Okay. The game is guest Doc, and uh, it's going to be a caller eight 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 four zero one beer. And uh, what you need to do is call in and tell us what Doc is saying. And it's during one of his uh, slurry bouts. It's a short <laughs> clip. I'll play it a couple of times, but, uh, you know, obviously, if you get it fast, call in, 888-401-BEER, and you're registering to win a full kegging system for your homebrew from Northern Brewer, www.northernbrewer.com. Right, John? Correct. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Listen up. <laughs> I told you it's quick. All right, quiet on the set. I'll play it once more. <laughs> the game is guess doc. What? Doc is cracking up over don't, I don't even know what I said. 401 uh, beer. We got our first caller, so let's see if we can find out what's happening over here. I'll play it uh, while the caller's on the air too once more. <laughs> doc, you have no idea how hard I laughed when I found that clip. Uh, Right, we're gonna get our first caller on the air here and see if uh, they got it. Well, first I'm photoshopped and and now this. Okay, let's give it a go. Yeah. Caller, you're on the air. Yeah. And uh, did you hear the clip? No, I didn't. Oh, who are we talking to? It's Code. Oh, hey, Code. Hi, Did you just calling in for a different game? <laughs> 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 or no, just... it was still streaming over here. I didn't get a chance to hear it. Oh, the delay. I gotcha. Uh, can you call back? Uh, okay. you got to have to because people are going to be trying to call to win this thing. No, I understand. Call okay. us back. See you guys. Thanks, buddy. All right. It's weird that nobody calls. It happened to us. It happens all the time. Like, nobody calls the whole time. And then uh, right when we do our thing. I'll play it once more. 888-401-BEER. We're registering to win a kegging system. This is Doc. Guess what he says. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> 
I could have edited your laugh out, but I just thought it was better with it in there. <laughs> hey, too. It's a lead up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we Sets got another... the mood. <laughs> I'll play it once more. <laughs> Caller, you're on the air. Hey, what's going on? Who are we talking to? Buzzcut. Hey, Buzzcut. How are you? Good. You uh, have a kegging system at home? Um, uh, no, I do not. You don't. Where Would you, you like one? Yeah. And where are you calling yeah. from? Uh, Reno. Reno, Nevada. Uh, do you have a gambling problem like Daniela? No, I have a beer problem like you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Touché. you for that. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, did you guess what Doc's saying? I, I think so. All right, go ahead. I think I, I think he said, I need a freaking beer. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a creative that a one if it's one. not a, let me play it again. Hang on. <laughs> it's even funny the tenth time. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna take some more calls and see what else we get, Buzz. Alright, man. Hang in there. Later. Alright. He could be right. I don't know. That's not my first guess, I'll tell you that. Uh, we might do a consensus. 888-401-BEER. Guess Doc. Oh, Doc, I am so happy with myself for finding that clip. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Just pat yourself on the back. (laughs) It's just good fun. And what a good way to give away a kegging system for Northern Brewer. Yeah, at my expense. (laughs) (laughs) At Doc's expense, exactly. If he doesn't show up next week, we know why. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bring it in. All right, enough chit-chat over there. Are they calling a win, Daniela? All right, good. Here we go. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, what up? You got to turn your radio down in the background, buddy. Okay. Who are we talking to? This is Caleb. Hey, Caleb. Where are you calling from? I'm in Flagstaff, Arizona. All right. So you get yeah. the warm weather year-round, don't you? Yeah, and my ass. It's snowing right now. <laughs> oh, that's right. Flagstaff is the uh, the mountainous part. Yeah, we're at 7,000 feet up here, so. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Burr. All right. What did you guess that Doc says? Uh, We're thinking freaking out. That's what I'm thinking that's too. What I'm actually, yeah, right. that's what I'm yeah. thinking. That's, that's what, what I'm thinking, thinking yeah. too. That's uh, that's a registered winner right Breaking there. Freaking out! <laughs> Freaking out! Yeah. <laughs> you just... are hilarious. You crack me up every. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think I have the same. I, I do the same thing. I'm pretty sure I do. The <laughs> same slur. I'm not to that point yet, but. I might have to be tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going right. to play it one last time. Make sure everybody in the studio here agrees. All right, Danielle, are you listening? I'm listening. All right. <laughs> freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's freaking out. It's freaking out. The funny thing is, and I, and I thought that's what he said too, but in the, all the audio around it, the conversation that's going on, yeah. it makes no sense whatsoever <laughs> for him to be saying that. It doesn't fit at all. <laughs> well, yeah, that fits perfectly. If not yeah. Anyone else. yeah. Wow, that uh, was good. Yeah, nice work. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Glad to, glad to be your whipping boy. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I just spent a couple hours this morning bottling beer, and it was painful. Oh, I, man. I knew. I was like, I am calling in tonight, and I'm going to win. <laughs> well, you yeah. must be, you're destined now. Well, you're now registered. You're registered. Uh, we're going to give it away first week in February, I think, is the okay. deal. And uh, you're, now of the, uh, uh, you're now the fourth person to register. We're going to register two right. more people today. And we'll figure out how we're giving it away at the end. Awesome. Um, the good thing is we're giving away some other stuff, too. I know that the uh, the kegging system is the, the grand poobah, but uh, we got yeah. some other stuff to give away. Some, a cool hat or Some something. secondary <laughs> prizes. All right. Send Daniela and John both, please, uh, your information. All right. Will do. Thanks, buddy. Thanks a lot, guys. See you. Bye. 
Nice. That guy needs it. <laughs> Freaking <laughs> out. <laughs> Freaking out. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to take a real quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do our Chimay tasting, and then uh, we're going to dedicate some time to hops. I think that's what we got to do. Let's we'll do answer it. Doc's question real quick about since we were on the Brett, and then yeah. we'll move on to hops. I got a song to play that uh, Crazy Jack brought in for us. I thought it was pretty good. And since we're whipping Doc anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm going to play this for him. This is Doc's song, and uh, Crazy Jack brought it in. So short break. It's only about four minutes long. Hang in there, guys. It's the Brewing Network. We'll be right back. Driving in my car I like to be able to steer So I I don't drink beer And when I try to communicate I want for my words to be clear So I Drink beer Cause it doesn't make me feel well And I need every brain cell I've been given And I don't drink beer I don't mean to be overcautious But the bitter taste makes me nauseous I don't drink beer When I'm out walking around the town I don't want to fall down On my rear So I I don't drink beer When I'm trying to ride a wave I don't want to crash into the pier So I I don't drink beer I don't need to head for the mountains Or wake up in the mall fountain On Sunday morning And I don't drink beer I don't need an advisor To know that but don't make me wiser Now, 
back to three guys with absolutely nothing better to do. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. All right, we're back. We're back. Problem is, I got to go keep finding those clips of you, Doc. Now, if we're gonna make it a regular deal, you know what I'm saying? So I should like make some more. Yeah, <laughs> I think that all the tasting we do today might help you out. It's gonna help nice. out my, my cause. <laughs> all right, uh, is this? Uh, this is the Chimay. This is the Chimay because I just poured myself something too, and I'm wondering if I slacker poured myself something else. No, I saw Jonathan just I take the glass away. He took my glass away. Yeah, and gave me this. Yeah, I did. Why'd you do that? Because you need to drink that. I'm going to do both. I wanted to two-fist it. Well, it's, a, it's the lace glass. Crazy well, Jack nothing. has your glass The mask. worst thing you can do is take my beer, man. It's <laughs> bad. you going to lose a hand that way. I could. Okay, so we got the Chimay red label as opposed to the brown one <laughs> that John found somewhere. I like somewhere. the red better than the brown one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you want to talk to us about it even before we do a little taste, Vinny? You know the most about this stuff. God, I'm... Um, Stumping you? No, I'm kind of disappointed. I shouldn't say that. I should let you all taste it first. Super malty. It's way malty. It's like I don't. I don't. It's been a while since I've had Chimay Red, but um, it's possibly the maltiest beer I've I've had in, in like the last year. It it seems sweeter than I remember. It's almost and, like a doppelbach. And uh, there's a beer writer. Uh, by the name of Tim Webb, and mm. he writes the Good Beer Guide to Belgium. Okay. If you ever want to read about someone just bagging on Chimay. Oh, really? And he just thinks that they have, what they've done is, has changed the recipe and dumbed it down, and, um, uh, I don't, I don't know if that's so much the case, but, um, I still love Chimay, but this mm. is by far the maltiest. It's not bad. It's, got it's a, just real malty. It's got a real big caramel character. Where'd you buy these at? Uh, more beer had them. Okay. We got them from, uh, I think, Wine Warehouse. Yeah. There is a little tang in there, too, though. What's the tanginess I'm tasting kind of in the in the in in there? With the leftover Brett that's still in your mouth. Yeah, that actually <laughs> might be it. We didn't you do need to use your other mouth. No palate cleanse. Tastes old. Yeah, I was just going to say, it, t- it smells a little cardboardy, okay. which is a sign of age. I'm trying to look on the bottle to see what the bottling date, but I don't know if they, there's, I don't know if there's a way to tell on their, on their stuff. Well, the thing with Chimay is, They've got the red, the white, and the blue. If you buy the bottles, the little 330 centiliter or 33 centiliters, yeah, 330 uh, uh, milliliters, there's no way to know when it was right. bottled, made. The big bottles, the 750 milliliters, the blue have it on the cork when it was uh, packaged. So this, we've got a, a bottle of Chimay Blue that I brought in that's from 97. Okay. So it was, I think, 5 of 97, does it say there? Maybe we should do a comparison. And um, the Vinny puppet was trying to jump in there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, Vinny. I think I think my sister brought me this uh, <laughs> earlier this year. I was um, wondering if I could have a taste. This is the Vinny puppet. <laughs> uh, um, you don't really give me any back at the brewery anymore. <laughs> I was hoping you might let me have some. <laughs> Again, please. 
Nope. <laughs> Bad puppet. <laughs> Crazy Jack's angry that I made the puppet the, the Vinny puppet. He just wanted it to be some regular puppet, but it's good to have that. Personality now. <laughs> it has to have a... It's like costing me now. <laughs> See, I'll touch you nicely if you give me a beer, Vinny. You can touch me on my shoulder and nowhere else. Sorry I made fun of that name you made up for Pliny the Elder last week. Thing is... What the hell does that mean? Nobody knows. What's Pliny? Come on, Vinny. <laughs> touch the felt. <laughs> uh, just touch uh, it once. Feel and the felt. Baby. Could you stop making me wear this rainbow jacket out in public, too, Vinny? He's got sweet hair. His <laughs> <laughs> sweet hair. That's awesome. All right, Vinny Puppet, you're going to have to go back in your box for a little while. Wait till later. Thanks. I'll let you talk to the drunk of the week later, Vinny Puppet. How about that? I'm telling you, this puppet is a threat to you. People want the puppet to replace you. Yeah. <laughs> we should do a whole show where the Vinny Puppet hosts. Imagine trying to ask us serious questions with the Vinny Puppet. Give him his own show. Yeah, we should have his own show. The puppet man. show. <laughs> That'd go over like a fart in church. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, anything else to say about this beer, then, that might help people tasting it on their palates at home? Um, you know, I, I find one of the best places to buy Chimay is, if you have them in your neighborhood, um, nor, more of a West Coast thing, is Trader Joe's. Oh, okay. Trader Joe's always has pretty fresh Chimay. Okay. And, they do uh, do the warm stock, though. They do, and, and, but with Belgian beers, for the most part, it doesn't matter. Okay. And, um, you know, the Chimay's will, will do okay, especially, I, I like Chimay White the best. It's it's a blonde beer. Uh, it's drier. Um, they they say the Chimay Blue will um, will age the best. Okay, which we'll we'll find out. We'll tell you. Uh, we, gosh, maybe five years ago, Natalie and I rolled down to the Tornado, and um, this is before we had gotten to know Dave and Jennifer like we do now. And uh, Dave, for whatever reason, popped open like a fifteen year old bottle or ten year old bottle of Chimay. Maybe white and then Chimay okay. blue, and they were fantastic. Really? So if if aged properly, okay, uh, all three of the Chimays will will do a, a good job aging in the bottle. And this so. guy we're about to open here, seven years, huh? So nineteen uh, we, ninety-seven, 97 uh, Chimay blue, which is nine percent alcohol. It's the biggest of the three that they make, or the, well, they make four beers technically, but mm. three that you can buy. Listener wants to know if it really makes a difference to pour Chimay in a goblet-shaped glass. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. I. You know, for that matter, almost any beer, you but any beer better in a goblet shape. I I believe so. Okay. Especially, I think even more so with a hoppy beer. Yeah. Take take your uh, regular. Uh, I hate pint glasses. Okay. They're the sixteen ounce pint glasses. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't use them at our brew pub. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our logo on them for promotions and stuff that we use out and about. But um, take a, a regular sixteen ounce pint glass that you get at most bars. Yeah. You know, and you take it, have, you know, get one from your house, put a beer in a goblet or a wine glass, particularly a hoppy beer. Yeah. Um, put it in both equal amounts, same beer, same temperature. Taste the two, smell the two first. The yeah. aroma will, will just jump out of the glass. Now, Dan Gordon has c- came in and said the same thing same about thing. the, about the pint glasses. It's, it's about the shape pointing outward and not directing it toward your senses. Right. But even, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a goblet to no. do that. For example, we got a yeah. moonlight glass yeah. and a Gordon, Gordon Beer. And they start to close at the top. Not as much as yeah. a goblet. It doesn't yeah. curl and keep it in. Right. But it does close and push it toward your senses yeah. right there and, and yeah. you know. 
So there's a reason why wine glasses are right. the way they are. There you go. That's so, a perfect example. And we we do a lot of beer sales now with our bottles at wine shops, and that also have tasting there. And the owners are always freaked out about, oh, we don't have beer glasses, and we'd much prefer them to be tasting out of uh, wine glasses. So, I got a question for the Vinny Puppet from the ch- <laughs> from the chat room, uh, but I don't know if the Vinny Puppet's going to know this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I figured. Uh, am I gonna have to step in? <laughs> you might have to. You might have can you to give me your the best, Vinnie Puppet. Can you give me your best uh, Vinnie Puppet voice? <laughs> uh, question to the puppet is, uh, what is a good yeast to make all around Belgian style be- beers? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> That's like asking, <laughs> which is my favorite child? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right on. Uh, maybe you could narrow it down. I will narrow it down to, oh, Abby Ale, 530, White Labs. <laughs> Thank you, Vinny Puppet. I appreciate that. Uh, you're my hero. <laughs> a couple, couple years ago, uh, Chris and Lisa White came up to visit us, and uh, our cat's name is Abby. Okay. And, uh, Abby wandered into our life on the same day that I brewed, uh, one of the first Belgian beers at Russian River when we were out at Corbell. And, uh, so anyway, so a year later, a few years ago, Lisa and Chris come up and stay with us and we introduce, you know, Chris and Lisa to our cat, Abby, and Lisa starts calling our cat 530 because that's their <laughs> number. Yeah. So Jonathan's <laughs> laughing the most for beer, beer, more beer. He knows that 530 is Abby Yalee. So nice. the whole week and they were with us, uh, Lisa would be like, come here, 530, here, 530, get 530. That's so, great. So now, now Abby also is affectionately known as 530. <laughs> so, but I would say that, yeah, 530 is probably the most uh, well-rounded okay. Belgian yeast, uh, which uh, is originally from uh, West Small, West Vleteren, or Ockel, which are the three Trappist monasteries that use that particular yeast. Mm-hmm. But it's not its not too fruity. Like the Trappist yeast is a big fruit bomb if you ferment it too warm. Yeah. Uh, the Abbey will is very alcohol tolerant. You can get it up to 12%, 13% alcohol without any trouble. Uh, it's got some phenolic character, um, but the phenols... Uh, aren't too strong the smoky slight plastic quality won't won't be too strong if you um keep the temperature in check okay with what the um producer suggests and why yeast has an equivalent to it as well i just don't know their don't know the number their numbers yeah hey uh vinnie <laughs> i was i was wondering when you're gonna go ahead and admit that i taught you everything you know it's a puppet, man. <laughs> I think it's about time you let the uh, cat, the cat out, out of the, the bag, bag, so to speak. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if the puppet only knew. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me taste this seven-year-old uh, Shemaine. This one's the blue label we got going right yeah, here, right? Which is 9% alcohol. What do you think of uh, the Bastone? Or Bast- All right, now that's completely different. Bastogne yeast? Yeah, though the uh, the Bastogne yeast, Bastogne, yeah, yeah, which is um, mm. supposedly from Orval. We use the Bastogne yeast on a lot of our barrel beers, and uh, the Bastogne yeast. Um, this actually, this would be a good yeast for um, the uh, person that uh, emailed in earlier about when to use Brett, because the Bastogne yeah. yeast from White Labs is specifically made for Britannomyces beers because it finishes its fermentation usually a little bit sweeter, mm. so it leaves residual sugar for the Brett to work through. Okay. And um, it's a pretty neutral yeast, so it's that, and it's like that on a purpose, on purpose, so that the, um, so that the Brett can be the main flavor component. Okay, interesting. 
How so. cold are you supposed to drink Chimay? One of the listeners wants to know. Does it say on there? Uh, no, they just say don't use this glass. You know, don't use a ah, yeah. funny pint glass. Use right. a uh, Chimay glass, which we do that on our label. At you say River. what you use yeah, to. Yeah, we have yeah. got a little picture on the label, and our corks uh, have it too now. The only goblets uh, we have are the ones you gave us last uh, time. Yeah, I meant to bring some more in, and I, I ran out uh, yeah, without sorry. goblets and without pizza. Yeah, so oh, it doesn't. It you doesn't won't be say, coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would. I would say the the Chimay, You know, in, in the maybe high forties. Okay. You know, in the low, in the 30s is definitely too cold. Okay. Because there's so many, it's just so much fruit driven flavor in, in Chimay. That the, but, you know, uh, the warm temperatures get that out? Yeah. Okay. The, the warm temperatures will help get that out. Be a little less, uh, you know, dry. Because the colder the beer, the more dry and more bitter yeah. it takes. I like my hoppy beers pretty cold because yeah. it makes the bitterness more accentuated. Absolutely. But, um, now the one, the one thing with the Chimay Blue is, um, if you smell it, uh, grab the cork there, Jonathan. Has a bit of a scotch taste to it's it. It's corked, actually. And okay. if you smell the cork and then smell the uh, the beer, the beer, musty. yeah, it's musty, and that's actually ah. the cork. And if you look at the uh, the old Chimay cork there, and look at the the newer Russian River cork, mm-hmm. this is the same cork that Chimay uses now. And um, so I guess I'm copying the monks, but oh, this boy. new cork won't um, give any cork taint like the old one does. I see, and and so we're smelling cork taint, and this was a hu- this is a huge problem in the wine industry that they're starting to rectify. I almost feel like and, I'm tasting it too. It's not smelling it only. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can taste the cork too. Don't, don't lick and, the cork. Yeah. <laughs> no, in the beer, that's that uh, scotch flavor yeah, I was getting. Yeah. It's that musty scotch yeah, flavor. It's very musty, and it, if. Five years ago, almost every cork finished Belgian beer had this this flavor, and it's interesting. Phil Markowski, who wrote the um, Farmhouse Ale yeah. books, he actually talks about the musty cork, you know, right. taint quality. And uh, um, I have a as I have, a positive thing he talks about. No, just as no. describing the flavor is okay. that cellar musty quality. It's, it's but got that, um, that barrel when you're looking at a lot of barrels in a big cellar. That's what it smells like. Yeah. And I, I, I have a problem with it just because I've come from the wine industry and cork taint is such a huge part of what the wine industry, you know, wants to get away from. Yeah. And, uh, so this, this composite cork that we use is actually a bunch of cork glued together with, um, agglomerated? With, with, yeah, with some sort of silicone coating. And, uh, Onio is, um, is the uh, company that does it, and everyone uses it now. And this cork is made specifically for the bottle that Chimay's in, or that we we bottle into the same bottle style that Chimay does, or Duval, or Amagang, Allegash, uh, Unibrew from Canada. Yeah, is it still porous, allowing air out of your bottle to escape any cork? It? Uh, not much. No. Okay. These are these are pretty tight corks, and um, they're even after a year of mm-hmm. in in the bottle, um, they're really tough to get out, which is what we want. Yeah, I, I want. I like. I love the use of the cork, but hey, I don't know I who doesn't a like good a good tight cork. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know anybody. Yeah, it's right up there with the bung of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Vinny, the listeners would like to know if it's possible to cork the beer at home. Funny thing, I think uh, beer, beer, more beer is starting to think about keeping corks in because well, corks for wine. But I but I just got. Was it you or was it Jason that? Called me about where I get my, the corks it's from. Probably Jason. Yeah, I think Jason mm-hmm. did from yeah. more beer, but um, yeah, it is possible to cork finish beer at home. Okay, 
um, it does take the special cork that we use. Right. The small corks that, um, say, a champagne producer, sparkling wine producer, like Corbell, uh, uses a very small cork that's very similar to the size of the cork we use. <laughs> But it's about two millimeters smaller in diameter. Mm-hmm. And in the Belgian beer bottle that we use, that makes all the difference in the world. The first batch of damnation, we had a lot of leaking bottles, leaking CO2. So once we've switched to this new cork, it's fixed it all. So I know more beer is looking into getting these corks, but you have to have the right corker. Because a regular yeah. wine corker will want to push the cork in all the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the way that a wine corker is set up, the jaws are going to still be holding on to the cork when you're trying to pull the bottle out of the corking me- mechanism. Yeah. The second problem you'll have at home is is getting the cork to mushroom because our, our our machine at the brewery only puts the cork in about maybe a half an inch, three quarters of an inch, and then the cork gets pushed in the rest of the way by the part of the machine that mushrooms the cork and spins the hood and wire on. Who's got a giant corking machine kind of wow. deal? No, it, it's not that. It's about as big as this console here and which is maybe you know three feet wide um natalie calls it my fourteen thousand dollar (laughs) toy and you have to put each one in there by hand each one does and then we move it from one station to the other we we can bottle a couple hundred cases 12 bottles to a case in a day in a day okay Uh, and uh, but we only bottle a couple times a month so most of the time yeah it sits idle okay but um but at home um when we bottle the big bottles like the three liter that i brought in uh, to get that cork to mushroom, I, I we have a separate corker that will get the big corks in the uh, the large format bottles. But still, we have to mushroom the uh, bottle. And you can do the same thing at home. I take a little piece of two by four, yeah, and just press down on the cork. All oh, right, to to a point where the the two by four on the cork in the bottle is supporting my entire weight. Really, I'm off the ground. That's Especially, it. You're a brave guy. That's um, not safe, any. Yeah, it's probably not safe. No. <laughs> but you could you could do the same thing, and these bottles will take the pressure, and then you can get the small hood and wires to spin them on. Right. And you can you can just spin it on by hand. We've got a little handheld deal that has a finger on it that grabs the the hood and wire, and you can spin it six okay. and a half times or six and a half six and a half times, whatever it is. Yeah. But um, but you can just do it by hand, and it, it will work, but you need to find the right corker. Right. It's going to take yeah. some ingenuity. And I've, well, I've actually if... bought I bought a corker somewhere online. I can't remember if it was a home beer and wine shop that had it or yeah. an actual commercial. I think it was a home beer and wine shop that actually advertised a bench, you know, corker that was much like a wine bottle corker except it was for champagne bottles and somehow the jaws release early so that you know three quarters of the cork is still sitting out so you can get it to mushroom so it can be done petros if you're out there give us a call i'm I'm, now i'm curious if you are working on that and if you found a a machine to uh to do that that might be available at the homebrew shop but the beauty you know for say more beer is that the corks the hood and wires are all available locally yeah so okay all right, hey, let's start talking hops. How about that? We got some. Yes, we got a bunch of things to get to, so um, let's start with that. And I'm going to start with just a question that's been sitting here from the chat room uh, before we talk about growing hops. What hops do you use in your damnation, and how much is appropriate to style? Um, I don't know the exact recipe of quantity. Um, hop varieties we use. Uh, we bitter with sterling. And just a tiny bit of sterling at the beginning. It's mostly steering golding. Mm-hmm. Steering golding is an offshoot of fuggles. You get a big orange blossom quality off the uh, steering. Um, this actually goes for every Belgian beer we make for the most part. Okay. It's steering golding and sterling. Uh, we, we use the same two varieties on almost every beer. Uh, so damnation is steering golding. Uh, first hop edition, probably 95% steering, 5% sterling. 
We use sterlings in the mid-boil, and we finish with a huge charge of sterling at the end as well. If you want the exact recipe, uh, you can uh, Stan Hieronymus, who wrote Brew Like a Monk. Mm-hmm. There's a huge chapter in his uh, book about damnation and temptation, two of the Belgian and barrel-aged beers. Okay. And I've I've put the damnation parameters in his book, and then he I also contributed a uh, recipe that's one of the early versions of, of damnation that's not necessarily current where we're at, mm-hmm. but it's a great starting point for someone that wants to make a strong golden nail, something like damnation or, you know, similar to Duval, okay. something, something to that effect. Okay. All right. Let's talk growing hops. And uh, you're one of the brewers around here, and I don't think that there are too many at all that uh, go ahead and grow their own uh, and I think you do it. You know, there are other places that do it. I know EJ Fair does it to to brew one batch of beer that that comes out every year, it's and it's, it's their harvest ale, and and a couple of other breweries do that. Um, do you only do it for a one batch type of thing, or do you get enough to really you know brew? Yeah, we we grow hops just to make uh, hop time harvest ale, which okay. is our our wet hop beer. The wet hop, and, that's right. Okay, um, but we're we are making uh, a full. Two or three full batches some years. Some years it's just one. It depends what the harvest is. Okay. And how did you start growing hops? Did you grow your own first at home before you did the whole crop? I did, yeah. Back um, when I had Blind Pig Brewery in Southern California, my mom and I grew hops actually in the old um, uh, cow corral. Oh, okay. <laughs> on my parents' property. Nice. Uh, in that case, the ground was a little too fertile. Um, okay. The hops, the hops had a terrible um, green tomato planting uh, quality, which happens sometimes with when you grow hops. But, okay. um, but when we started the brewery at Corbell, it was actually ruled by the county of Sonoma that we had to grow hops because there's actually a an ordinance in Sonoma County. If you're going to make some sort of alcoholic product, mm-hmm. wine or beer, you have to be, and it's in an agriculture area, which mm-hmm. we were at Corbell. Right. We weren't within the city limits of a town. It wasn't Healdsburg, Santa Rosa, anything like that, or Guerneville. So the county made us grow hops, and that was our, our agricultural contribution to the beer. Perfect. So the first two years, we um, dried the hops, and I actually ended up buying Sonoma Mountain Brewery's hop dryer. Sonoma Mountain was a brewery that Benzinger Winery owned for a year or so, and had it going for a year or so before they closed it in Sonoma County. Okay. And um, and ended up never using the unit, the, the, the hop dryer, because right when I bought it from them, the first two years, I dried hops, just sun dried them. Which yeah. if, if you do want to, if you do want to dry the hops at home, that's the best way to do it because it's a slow kiln. But what I'm going to advocate here is to grow hops to make a wet hop beer, okay. uh, to make a harvest ale. But if you do want to dry them, the slower kilning's better. And and Ralph Olson from Hop Union is mm-hmm. actually talking about uh, potentially offering some slow kilned hops to uh to some brewers and boy. breweries as big as sierra nevada have steve dresser from sierra nevada has even said you know told ralph we would be interested in some of these for experimental purposes but the problem for a, a hop grower like or purveyor like ralph olson is a hop union is that they're looking at thousands of pounds of hops needing to roll through yeah so if they're going to tie a kiln up for an extra you know day yeah to slow dry a batch of hops and they're backed up with all these varieties. You know, that's that's not where they're going to make their right. money as as farmers. It's too, but it's so. an added feature, I guess, that they could offer if they could do it. I was under the impression, some reading that I did, that a slow drying of the hops could lead to uh, a moldy or musty flavor in the hops too. That you you want to get that you know you want to get them dry as fast as possible because because you don't want the inside of them to stay wet. Yeah, if you were just going to sun dry them, um, you, you don't have that trouble. I know that from experience. Okay, but the other the flip side to it is when you heat them at 140 
degrees or so, which is what they kill at in Yakima, you're also driving off a huge amount of the aromatics, a huge no- amount of the volatile oils are being, um, you know, taken out. At that temperature, 140? Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. We, do you actually expose your, your hops to the sun at that to dry them out? Yeah, when we when we do sun dry, which has been a many many years, uh, it's just whatever you know. Sonoma County in the middle of August is ninety to ninety five degrees, oh. and let them sit for twelve to twenty four hours. And that's the day you pick it. Uh, yeah, we would pick it and then put it on these boards. Yeah, you know, like at home, um, I've seen home brewers uh, take a uh, chest drawer and put a um, old school like your uh, grandma would have um, to dry their hair, like a big round dome. Deal. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You'd probably have to get it at the thrift store and nowadays. Air dryers. Yeah. You and, know, I've heard that too. And, and then they, they take the, the boards out of the bottom of the uh, drawers and change it into a screen. Yeah. And then put the hops in there in the chest of drawers and then they, they rotate the drawers through. Okay. To dry the hops. But I'm, I'm totally for advocating wet hop beers though nowadays. I don't think there's any reason why a home brewer needs to, to dry their hops. The fact that you can plant a couple plants and and put you know put two three plants in the ground and you have enough to make five or ten gallons of a wet hop beer okay and be on the cutting edge of you know what I what I think is the next in hops you know both commercially and homebrewers and I think homebrewers have so much more uh, room to 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 play with a wet hop beer than a commercial brewer does because sure. a commercial brewer has the boundaries of how do I get a hundred or two hundred pounds of hops to my brewery if I'm in you know, Chicago or in the middle of the country. Yeah. You know, it, from a commercial brewer, it is more about, um, being a West Coast brewer or being in New York because New York is starting to revitalize their hop, uh, growing, uh, which was one of the hop growing communities of America. Okay. Back, uh, you know, post prohibition before it moved up to Yakima. Okay. So. You want it now. I'm interested in the in the wet hop process. Do you want to go right into that, or you want to talk about some basics of growing your hop plants at home first? Can, can we do? Yeah, that? No, let's let's talk about growing hops. Okay, and then um, you know what I thought would be good too is maybe July I could roll back through mm-hmm. and actually talk about you know harvesting because it's the first the first thing is everything I'm going to talk about here. It's going to sound like a lot of information. Okay, and it is, but there's it's not that hard. Yeah. You can, you can, you know, buy a bag of, uh, potting soil yeah. at the gardening center, dig a hole, put the hop rhizomes in, you cover it with about an inch of, uh, you know, potting soil, and you give it a little miracle grow and continue to water it, and you're gonna get results. Hops what? are, hops are one of the most prolific plants on the earth. Slow down. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, if I can, I did. I did yeah. exactly the the uh, caveman process that Vinny just described. And it worked. And I mean to the T. You yeah. just, I don't know if you followed me to the Home Depot that day, Vinny, but that's exactly what I did. Yeah. And I grew some serious vines out in the yeah. backyard there. I just left them there and watered them a, a crap water. load. Yeah. They're, they're amazing. So. Alright, well let's talk about some, some procedures we can get to grow in some good vines. So to start with, the best resource, um, is freshhops.com. That's F-R-E-S-H-O-P-S. So there's just one H in freshhops.com. That's a guy by the name of Dave Wills. Mm-hmm. And he's up in, uh, Yakima area okay. up in Washington. And, um, He's got. That's where you want to buy your rhizomes from. I don't know if. Uh, I mean, there there are ho- there are homebrew supply shops yeah. around the country that do sell them. But if you want to get the best selection, you got to get your orders in early for the. And he'll have listed uh, everything he's got for sale. 
but um, it's a great site. I've seen it too, and it's it's the most comprehensive hop site on the internet. Mm-hmm. He has every hop pedigree listed like did you know there were six types of boolean hops and <laughs> wow you know there's like there's russian hops and yeah. there, there's some crazy stuff and a quick on. plug for him too uh, i had a, had a buddy last year when when every home sh- homebrew shop uh, what seemed like on the planet was out of rhizomes uh rhizomes yeah rhizomes rhizomes dave had them probably. okay he had them he he yeah. because uh his his dog ate his his plant and he was bummed he's like i really want to grow and he ate you know it was just sprouting and he thought he was done he went to fresh hops and yeah got him next week sent yeah him, so sent him the week after so on on freshhops.com is basically everything I'm, I'm going to talk about here, so you don't have to sit okay. and take notes. You can uh, very good jump jump online and uh, check out all the information. But okay. with um, with that said, um, you want to plant them in March or between March and May. The main thing is to wait till you've had your last frost here okay. in Northern California. That's about in Sonoma County. The last frost day they say is April 14th. Um, okay. So you're looking somewhere between March and May, and the uh, the second component is is to wait till you you're sure that the last rain the last heavy rain has has rolled through. Oh really? We've had years when we were growing hops out at Corbell uh where we put new hops in the vine in in April and then we had a you know an unseasonable shower in early May mm-hmm. and the hops ended up just turning to mold and, oh. and they just got mushy in the ground because they there was just too much water. They, they they weren't established yet. It was before they had sprouted, and it was before okay. the, the roots had really taken hold. So, I I think it's better the first year to be cautious and wait till you uh, you know have that you know for sure that the, uh, the the wet season and the cold season has passed. Okay. So all right, but um, fair enough. So the you know you need a you need a semi dry climate. Um, Growing hops in San Francisco doesn't work, no. but um, like damn near anywhere else it will. It even, works. Even you know, even in Arizona, I've heard of homebrewers growing hops there. You have to be careful. Not you know, you can't you can't have too much heat and burn the vines. Okay. Um, but but if there's you, probably specific strains that are more hardy in hot weather than th- there are more. Sp- very you can you could easy. say that the two varieties Chimay or Chimay. I'm I'm drinking Chimay and that a boy. Um, <laughs> actually, what are we drinking now? You just poured. Uh, it's my <laughs> attempt at your golden strong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chinook or, and Cascade are the two varieties. Mm-hmm. If you've never grown hops before, uh, try Chinook and Cascade. Uh, they are. The two easiest hops to grow, okay, and um, and and normally Cascade, every home brew shop, and fresh hops have those uh, yeah, available. Yeah. But you know, take Arizona for example. You know, you can you may have to water more mm-hmm. so that the vines take more water and they have more water uptake, and but you know it, it'll work, and you may not get as big of a crop. Uh, you know, I've, I don't know if you in the room have been to Sierra Nevada. But they're now mm. growing hops in Chico. Oh, is that right? Which has to be the you know one of the hottest hot, areas. Hot yeah. and nasty. You know. Yeah, but uh, they grow a lot of uh, hop sister in Chico as well, and yes, it does they do. just fine. So I'm a, thinking a, it fits. I have a very funny story about that. Uh, <laughs> you bought the wrong uh, crop. Yeah. <laughs> Accidentally <laughs> bought uh, the wrong crop. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what type of uh, equipment would you grow your hops on? Like what type of stands or what would you use as a home brewer? Yeah, you know, you can either um, plant hops in the ground, which is best, uh, because the hops grow 
horizontally, not necessarily the, the roots. Yeah, grow more horizontally, not so much vertically. Okay. And um, but if you don't have uh, you know actual ground to plant them in, uh, plant you know a terracotta pot or mm-hmm. half barrels are the best because they're they are wide. Okay. So I've I have grown hops in. Uh, you know, in, in half barrels, but um, like I haven't. H1. Brad, you can fill that glass yeah. up. Buddy, <laughs> the pH I'm, one. I'm a thirsty man over here. <laughs> yeah, Thank but you. but there's I've I've never had as good results in a in a half barrel as compared to a uh, you know the actual ground. I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that because it reminds me about a, a big question I heard a lot of people talking about with how to plant the the rhizome itself, whether you plant it. Vertically or horizontally. Or horizontally. Yeah. So, how do you plant that? Thing? I've I've always planted it horizontally with only about an inch of soil on top. So almost really? no soil, really? very yeah. shallow, very shallow. And you also want to make sure that um, when you have the rhizome, they're normally you know three four inches uh, long or wide, and the little white eyes that is what will eventually be the vines that come up have to be pointing up. Mm-hmm. If and that and this could be where a lot of homebrewers go wrong is if they point the little eyes down and think oh those are the roots uh, yeah the the sh- the the little white eyes almost like when a potato mm-hmm. you know sitting in your kitchen too long and the eyes start to grow well mm-hmm. it's that same that's that same thing if you get your uh, rhizomes from wherever you buy your hop rhizomes local from shop, the local homebrew mm-hmm. shop fresh hops and they don't have any of the white. Uh, you know, little eyes or arms coming out, mm-hmm. nothing will, that, that rhizome won't work. Okay. So you have to have that. And you have to be very careful not to break them off either because they are very delicate, uh, when you're handling them. But, um, it, so you want, you want a somewhat dry climate. Okay. But they need a lot of water. Uh, you can plant them against a fence. Um, but when you're picking your location to plant the hops, think about that you need some sort of trellising system. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause the hops will get to be anywhere from, 10 to 25 feet depending on, on where you're at. They, we've had, I've, I've gone out and marked a hop vine and where it's grown three, four, five, six inches in a day. And they, they grow like weeds. And, uh, the, the whole thing about Pliny the Elder and, you know, we named our double IPA after Pliny the Elder is cause he's, he, he named, he came up with the botanical name for hops. Okay. And he talked about how, the hops grew wild among the willows like like a wolf among scrubs. Yeah. And and that was his whole point was okay. that the hops are just they, – they, they can grow in any almost any climate. It's a weed. They're amazing. They grow like weeds. Yeah. yeah. And, humulus uh, lupulus. Yeah. So it started weed. out with lupus solitaris <laughs> turned to humulus lupulus. Um, Brad, what beer of Vinny's did you just pour me over here? Do you know? Oh, it's John's? John's yeah. Damnation. It's my attempt at it. Yeah. I may have just given you the now. best compliment you've ever gotten from out of me out of your beer. <laughs> because at a Last time he was the... on, he drank the hydrometer sample. Yeah, I remember oh, that's that. Right. Yes. Man, this yeah. is the uh, bottle. This is, this is really nice. It's really good, yeah. isn't it? It's and really I, nice. I was drinking the Chimay, so, and I, you know, I'm going, okay, this one has definitely got to be one of Vinny's. It's, it's back to that real nice flavor. It's all smooth and good. Holy smokes, Johnny. Yeah, yeah thanks, buddy. That's, that's really good, man. That's a 550. Yeah, I got I got one for you, John. Uh, last night, uh, over the holiday season, I got uh, an auction. I won the auction. I won John's beers. And last night, I was going through my beer refrigerator in the back. I'm like, oh, I don't want this. I don't want that. And I ran, oh, there's a six-pack of John's beer. Score! <laughs> so I started drinking those. And this is uh, one of the first ones I had. Awesome. <laughs> Bring it in there. <laughs> so, Thanks, it was, it was good. Appreciate it, buddy. That's Thank good you very stuff. Much. I was so happy when I found that six pack back. <laughs> well, you're out of beer now too, so yeah. 
You have a whole uh, handful of questions there. Do you I do. I want some of those. Do, or you want to keep going on? Uh, I want to do. Let, let me do a rapid fire with you. All right. I think we've gotten so we know how to plant. Uh, we put the, yeah. put it in horizontally. Put it in. You, you're only saying an inch of soil. Uh, yeah, you want an inch covering it, semi-packed mm-hmm. in your soil. And just dig. You want the hole to be somewhat deep. Um, you know, maybe um, dig a hole. Th- you know, anywhere from four or six inches, and then yeah. fill it with some fresh potting soil mm-hmm. or just some good good soil. You probably don't want to use what's already there. Yes, and, I would um, agree with that. And then um, Miracle Grow helps a lot. And yeah, and I'll talk about uh, fertilizing here, okay, and training them uh, okay. here in a minute. Cool. And and give space for them to grow out horizontally, and then uh, th- that's the that's the root system. That's, but yeah. then the actual vine to go up uh, like mad. It can it will go mad, <laughs> but it can drape over. Okay, it, it's not the optimal for the vine. But Mine, you know when they draped over, wrapped around themselves. Going back down, yeah. Hops, is, is that all right? Hops will, yeah, it's fine. Hops okay. will grow in the northern hemisphere um, clockwise. All you have to do is get them trained once to grab and go clockwise. If you're in Australia, they go the other they way. They will go counter, they will grab counterclockwise. And if you, if you try to grow your hops in, uh, in North America and try to train them counterclockwise, they will unravel themselves. Oh, is that and right? Just fall weird. on the ground. That's so interesting. kind of weird like that. That's yeah. not like the myth that their toilet bowls goes, flush yeah. the opposite <laughs> way. We were just talking about this in the brewery, and Travis <laughs> goes, no, that, that's not, you can make it go anyway. It's funny how toilet uh, talk is uh, always found around beer. I don't know why uh, that is. Uh, yeah, let me do some rapid-fire questions, some short right. answers. First, a compliment to you about the drying hops. Uh, somebody says, I used your dry hopping schedule you described on your first show, and the outcome was, quote, fucking awesome. So uh, That's nice the best there. compliment you can get, fucking awesome? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we'll give you that. The only thing, the only thing better would be a uh, Napoleon Dynamite suite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My big, I'm a big Napoleon Dynamite fan. And, and Sopranos. I don't know. They're not related, but. Yeah, you're speaking my language right now, Vin. Yeah. Where in New York do the hops grow? You were mentioning it used to be a big capital. Uh, I believe it was upstate, just upstate. New York, but I don't know. Uh, actually, um, I, uh, Cooperstown, where Amagang is in the Baseball Hall of Fame, that was a hop-growing region. And there's some sort of uh, New York hop-growing guild being put back together, and they're, they're researching how many uh, breweries would use New York uh, hops. Oh, okay. And and so they're really trying to revive that in in New Good York, idea. which is awesome, which is great, because it's because what it's going to do is it's it's not only going to give uh, the breweries in New York a chance to make wet hot beers, but it's also going to get home brewers the idea on the you know in that part of the East Coast. Oh, I can grow hops here. Yeah. And there's more home brewers that will do it then too. Okay. Hmm. What would be a good variety of hops to grow in Missouri? Uh, I have no idea, but I'm going to fall back <laughs> on Cascade or Chinook. Yeah. They're the two most hardy varieties. Okay. So Probably go anywhere. Yeah, they really will. Plus, they do great wet hop beers. Okay. Uh, this person says, my hops didn't kick in, uh, live in Reno. Is the altitude maybe too much? You know, I we have a friend that's uh, tried to grow hops up in Tahoe, mm-hmm. and it... Uh, uh, it could be. Okay. It could be the, fr- I think they would get some results. I think you'd almost get results almost anywhere. What I'm thinking, but, the different, you know, the biggest difference in altitude that it might have an effect on hops is actually the power of the sun. Now, this sounds ridiculous. Or but moisture. The, the, there's, what was it, Daniela, that we heard? It's something like 45 or 35% stronger in higher altitudes as the air thins out. It's yeah. really a significant amount. I parked my car there for six hours. It was crazy. My uh, rear view mirror just f- melted. It fell right off the windshield. The glue just melted. And this was in the winter. 
I bet in, that I bet in, that wasn't Gorilla Glue. Then. Yeah, it was <laughs> the strongest the beer in the or strongest glue in the universe. Yeah. So I'm wondering if if the Tahoe Reno thing might have something to do with how you know much thinner the air is as far as the sun getting on those guys, right? Getting so much more. Yeah, because hop, hops hops uh, crave 16 hours of sunlight a day. Okay, that's why like Yakima, the farther north, right, they are than say we are here in Northern California, that there's more sunlight going on up there, but. Um, but you would you need to correct a lot of heat with probably more water, okay? To, to uh, so that the vines are holding more moisture, so okay. that they're not getting burned, and, and that that would be my suggestion to someone that's in a super hot climate, okay? Or maybe the heat is is intensified, is okay. to uh, try to use more water. What about a uh, proper soil nutrients? Yeah, soil soil is critical, and the hops deplete so much, um, both. Uh, Nitrogen and phosphorus out of the uh, <clears throat> out of the soil, and uh, the nitrogen you use uh, hops will use in the early stage, which mm-hmm. is when they are growing vertically, and they'll um, use the phosphorus in the fertilizer when they're flowering. Okay. So when you when you look at a bag of fertilizer, it's it's nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium. Those are the three numbers, and and so hops uh, that middle number is the most important for hops, but the nitrogen, the first number, is really important too. Okay. And uh, I'll, I'll, I've, I've, like we use bat guano, which is bat shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple great stories about bat guano. Uh, I'll get sure. to that when I get sure. to the fertilizer part. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have to take a quick break and we're going to have to do the next uh, registration. And John's got to pee. Yeah. John, it's really a good beer, man. Thanks, buddy. No, I really it's like great. it. Uh, and I'm tell- uh, I don't know if you guys remember, if you listen back to the first show, the first Belgian uh, that I ever drank that I liked was actually the Belgians you brought in that day, Vinny. I just, my palate wasn't ready for most of them before. And yours, uh, not that they're not true to style, but they just, it was a, is a different and it was a good entry point for me. And, and so since then, I've been drinking more of them. And John, that's nice, man. I'm still a bit screaming. I don't go out buying Belgians. Sure. And, uh, well, we awesome. make we make a lot of radical Belgians, but we also make a lot of uh, Belgians or Belgian styles that are Normal. more approach more approachable. Looking at this so, list of your, you got fourteen stages. 14 shuns now. So you got fourteen different. Uh, yeah, Belgian or barrel aged beers. Do you now. like Belgians, Vinny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John's favorite one on here is uh, defecation. <laughs> defecation. Deification. Yeah. Ah, right. Oh, okay, right. Deification. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're uh, coming up with the alternative shun list. Fornication and masturbation. There you go. Ejaculation. Hallucination. Yeah. All those things. Yes. Question oh. from the chat real quick before we go on break. Go Does ahead. the puppet smoke the hops? <laughs> <laughs> Just the puppet. By the way, kill me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, I've had a few of those hops in my days. It just kind of frills my felt and gives me a little headache. <laughs> but uh, Vinny, he, uh, that's not all he smokes. I've seen him. <laughs> Don't let him tell you any different. It's a crazy brewery over there. All right, that's all from me. Thank you. <laughs> all right, we got a caller, or they want to talk to us, Daniela? You're just chit-chatting over there. Okay, this is for the chat room. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a question, but I need Daniela to type it in over there. I want to do it before the break so that uh, when we come back, we can give another winner for the keg system from Northern Brewer at northernbrewer.com, giving away a full keg system. we got two people left to register today. One of them is going to be for the chat room right now, and the other one is going to be the drunk of the week. So keep drinking out there. Uh, if you bought yourself a six-pack of Chimay, then uh, keep going. Yeah, the big they even bottle. sell those things in six-pack, or they just got big yeah, bottles? They, do. No, they, they sell do. them six-packs. Okay. Big, big bottles. Keep drinking. Uh, you can join. 
drink your way right to a kegging system from Northern Beer. If you uh, Northern Brewer, if call in here and uh, and 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 act real drunk, so your inebriation will pay off. That's right. Uh, if, if the one time it may <laughs> ever do that for you. Honey, <laughs> I want this. I guess I'm going to have to do the chat room qualify when we come back because uh, Danielle is on the phone with a listener there. Uh, we'll, that's a quote. It's okay. I'll put in the question when we come back. It's going to be for the chat room. Get ready. Get your trivia uh, brains on. Get your, your thinking Google caps, on. And, um, and we'll get you qualified for the kegging system. We're here with Vinny Chalurzo from Russian River Brewing Company. Uh, we're going to keep discussing hops and the best places to grow them and uh, all that kind of good stuff, how to best get the you know the most out of your crop. Right when we come back. Wow, Jake. That's pretty hardcore. <laughs> I went angry today. Yeah, you did. Vinny Chalurzo from Russian River Brewing Company is in the studio with us. Hello. Northern Brewers giving away a kegging system. Yes, Sam. And we're eating cheese and drinking some salami. Sergeants. All right. For the chat room, we're going to register somebody to win the kegging system for the Northern Brewer. Competition. Full kegging system. Daniela has the question in front of her. She will type it in to the chat room on my queue. And then the chat room, the first person to answer, you guys know the rules. Uh, giving you guys a second here to join the chat room if you're not in there yet. Um, you guys know the rules. It's the first person to answer. Danielle is going to see it right there, and that will be the registration for our second person today. The third person is going to be the drunk of the week, which we'll do near the end of the show. So, uh, Daniela, go ahead and type in the question, and then I'll announce the question after you tell me that it's typed in. Okay, it's in the chat room now. It's a good question, too. Um, it's about Russian River, and um, the question is: When did Rush? When did Vinny brew Russian River's first beer? The actual date of the first brewing for Russian River, and uh, funny enough, Vinny actually remembered the number himself. I asked him when he came in today without reference, and uh, he knew the answer, which is good. I don't remember when I brewed my first beer, but then again, my first beer was crap. No, so. it, was, it, was, it was forgettable. <laughs> yeah, why would I remember that? <laughs> you know, my first homebrew was crap, too. Was it? Mine, yeah. too. Mine, too. Yeah. I'd have to say my second one was actually worse than my first one. I my first one was drinkable. It was my second one was oh, undrinkable. I, my, my first one was kind of drinkable, and I just kept trying to tell myself, it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. We were we were so drunk, my roommates and I at the time. The three faces on the Damnation logo. Yeah. Um, those are my two old roommates who uh, I homebrewed with, and... We were so drunk when we were brewing it. We were like taking anything out of the kitchen cupboard and putting it in. Like we were putting popcorn in and shit. <laughs> All right. Chocolate. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so. We got a winner already. Really? Yeah. The first answer to come was the correct one. And uh, what's the correct answer? Um, the correct answer is 5197, 1st of yeah. May in 1997. May 1st, that's it. And this goes, so KitHub has qualified now All for right. the tagging system. Nice you can go ahead and give us a call if you like. We'll talk to you and see what was his name? 888-401-BEER. KitHub. 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 Nice. Yes. wonder if he uh, should play some Dr. Dre for him or that's something. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face. You guys should uh, see Vinny's face right now. I'm a big Dre fan. Yeah. Hey, don't make fun uh, of the guy, Vinny. Your beer's called Pliny, remember? <laughs> All right. Uh, 
I was a bigger fan with Dre in the NWA days, though. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You like the hardcore Dre? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that a boy, man. I can see you uh, doing that, driving down the road in your Volvo or whatever you have. <laughs> <laughs> Booming yeah, the and, NWA. Uh, when that ran out, I'd have Easy e in. <laughs> I know my rap. Yeah, you do. I know my 80s gangster rap. Yeah, I don't find that. Or was that uh, 90s? Difficult to believe. Yeah. It was both. Easy E was 80s. Uh, yeah. Dre was 90s. Yeah. Uh, NWA was still 80s. Yeah, though. Easy E. He died of AIDS, I think. What the hell do I know? He did. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Not that that has anything to do with gangster <laughs> rap. nothing to do with it. <laughs> but it's just yeah. a trivial, uh, <laughs> right. stupid thing that I remember. Not only do you know your gangster so. rap, you know your gangster <laughs> trivia. Yeah. So. <laughs> what happened to Biggie? Gangster, tell us that gangster hops. <laughs> That's what I'm into. <laughs> yeah. In, uh, next, after our, uh, beer dinner at Monk's Cafe next week, mm. uh, we have the third annual Luplin Slam. Ah. It's, uh, three West Coast brewers against three East Coast brewers. Okay. And it's basically a reason for a six brewers to get together and just talk smack on each other while we <laughs> present our beers and educate those at the Brick Skeller in DC. It's great. It's like a roast. So it kind of is. So we're um it's one to one. So this is the rubber match this year. Okay. So the first year we lost to the East Coast, we lost to the Randall. Pretty much a device beat us. I'm sorry. Oh. So, Really? You know, that's kind of like a husband being replaced by a vibrator or something, you know? Oh, oh my God. Hey, don't, so don't it, kid yourselves, guys. You'd all be replaced <laughs> if... Uh... So, that, so that hurt. So last year we came back, the West Coasters, and we kicked their ass. Ah, and um, this year you. is the big rubber match. And um, yeah, I don't know what we're going to no do pun to intended. top it. But, uh, yeah. Sudden death. Yeah. Caller, you're on the air. Hey. Uh-oh, hang oh, on. Guys. Hang on, buddy. I gotta fix your connection here. I'm gonna fix you up. You there? I'm here. Who are we talking to? This is Kid Hop. Hey, Kid Hop. You don't sound like Detroit. a kid. From Detroit, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. What what kind of phone are you calling me on? Uh, cell phone. You got a landline? No. No. Oh, me neither. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm just talking with you. <laughs> Sorry. It just sounds. It's It sounds like you're in the bottom of a Budweiser can. I might be. <laughs> well, the good news is you are registered for the kegging system, so uh, don't worry about that. Just send Del- Danielle an email. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Bye. He sounds like a speaking spell from when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> like, I actually, remember those. It was a rem- that wasn't even a, a real person. Spell. It was yeah. a speaking spell. Yeah. Was actually, we were, we were talking about speaking spell the other day on the bottling line. You think you talk about anything on the bottling line. Yeah. After 10 hours of doing the same repetitive motion. Yeah. Right. And uh, we have a new guy working with us. He's one of our regulars. And he is freaking hilarious. So he's just cutting jokes all day long. And uh, we were getting less work done because I think we were laughing so hard. But it makes, it, it makes the day go by a little bit easier. Right. So. Yeah, I'm trying to make all kinds of things work over here and none of it is. Wanted to play something for Kid Hop. Yeah. There. It's going to be on in the background while we keep talking hops, just for you, Vinny. Nice. Nice. (laughs) I talked to a guy from Five Star who uh, makes star sand, and it's it's phosphoric-based. It's an acid, so it's phosphate-based, and it's actually a good nutrient for hops. So if you ever, when, if you want to recycle your, uh, star sand, mm. pour it into your hop plants, and it's a good nutrient for your soil. Good idea. That's actually, that's a, re- I never know what to do with that stuff. Yeah. Pour it in your hop plants, any, uh, old spent grain or hops, create a compost pile, take yeah. a shovel, take that mulch out of the middle. Okay. Throw that on your hop plants, that's good nutrients. 
Uh, what else? Your yeast is a good zinc source okay. for your hops, so throw your yeast on your hop plants. Okay. Daniela, did you have something happening over there? Yeah, some of the listeners seem to think that the year 1956 is somehow related to you, Vinny. Is that, but I told him, I said, you look so young. I don't know. You're not even alive. Then. 56? Yeah. Has nothing to do. Has nothing to do with you or Russian River. No. All right. No, 23 is our number. If you look at all the labels, it's all 23. Everything has a 23 Why on it. Why is that? It. It's a memory of a friend of ours. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a tribute to a friend who's Great. no longer with us, but uh, 23 is also the most universal number used in the world. Mm-hmm. So, but... Uh, why is that? 23 is our number. Why is it used most universally? Is that a joke or it really is? No, it's true. Is that Michael it's Jordan true. or what? It's just like, you know, 2,500 coconut deaths a year falling on people's heads. <laughs> it's the same so. sort of thing. So. It's weird. I just but, find that kind of stuff strange. Uh, but we, uh, we, freaks me out. We have a friend who's one of my original homebrew mates. Uh, homie? And, uh, yeah, he's one of my homies when we listen to Easy and NWA. And uh, <laughs> 23 was his number. So in, in memory of Steve, uh, I put it on all of our labels. Ah, very so, nice. Yeah, yeah. So you'll find it on any Belgian barrel age we do. There's a 23 somewhere in there. Okay. So it's no coincidence that the beatification will be aged for 23 months in the barrels, too. So. Whereas defecation happens an hour after you eat. Exactly. Deification. So don't worry about <laughs> that. All right. I got a few more questions here before we move right. on. Just coming from Sit the... Him. In the chat room. They're flying out of that chat room. How do you compensate for the weight of water in the hops versus dry hops? You add uh, about six times as much. Okay. So if you're going to add an ounce, add six ounces. And you're talking about doing the wet hop beer. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so actually that for making a wet hop beer. That's what that question is. Okay, so, I'm going to hold um, that here. We'll come back yeah. to it. But it's basically adding. Is that for both bittering and aroma? We we go um, four or five, six times the amount on any point. And I've found that when you're making a wet hop beer, you can't add too many hops. There's, well, you say that anyway. No way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I have I have hops on my wedding band, so. Do you I'm really? The hops. Yeah, I got hops in my wedding band. So. Your wife As does you're a sicko. Natalie has them too. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, true. That's true love. It yeah. is true love. That's oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It even wraps, it even wraps the right way. It goes clockwise. Don't let him fool you. That's cannabis on his ring. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> so we're, we're bottling one day at Corbell and, uh, the uh, guy that helped me that worked in the cellar at Corbell, we got to know each other over time well enough to, he goes, I'm, I'd always be given in my hop growing woes. Oh, the hops have spider mites right now, or the powdery mildew is a little strong, or whatever. And eventually, he's like, "Can you keep a secret?" I'm like, sure. Because I have my cannabis card, and I grow marijuana. And every time you say you have a trouble mm-hmm. with spider mites or powdery mildew, I have the same thing. Ah, uh, yeah. And hops are. The closest relative to can to marijuana in the cannabis family, they're like sure. one or two chromosomes away, and they're the only two plants in the cannabis family. Yeah, and uh, it yeah. was great. So I he he would tell me, so do you have powdery mildew this week? <laughs> right. As a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> you know what? So do I. Yeah. So that's great. The, the parallel with the with the grower. Well, it's so. great that he would even care. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> He's that into it. Oh, he was into it. I always, five, I kind of think at five thousand dollars a pound. Whoa, he was into it. Oh yeah, yeah. he's doing well. Are you kidding? Of course he is. I'm telling you, yeah. the BN should start doing that we on the should. back end to support things going over here. The marijuana network. <laughs> I'll be editing that out we of the archive. We do not support, by the way. <laughs> nor do we condone this. Yeah. That will not be available via podcast after the show is over. How do you actually prevent mildew? 
Uh, powdery mildew is, I don't know how to prevent it. Um, the, the commercial growers up in Yakima just, uh, got some sort of chemical okayed mm-hmm. that will do it. And it's, it's hard to grow hops non-organically. We, we, we do it, but, um, we lose a lot of hops along the way. One of the things, if you're, if your vines are wet, is to shake them off just to get the water to fall off. We, okay. we went as far as to taking the leaf blowers. Yeah. And blowing the water off to keep mm-hmm. the uh, water from, um, setting into the vine. You just like running those things, huh? <laughs> well, I, know I know it's good yeah. to water a plant in the morning. That way you have the sun to dry it out during the day. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to oversaturate it. And also, uh, adding a tablespoon of baking soda per gallon of water with okay. a spray bottle is a good preventative powdery mildew. Really? Yes. All right, you got to yeah. you got to spray home, it on home the whole, remedies. The whole yeah. plant. home remedies, yeah. yeah. But you spray it on the leaves or shake it, you know, okay. it prevents the mildew. So. The thing the thing about powdery mildew is that powdery mildew for roses is mm. a different strain of powdery mildew for hops. So, like mm. when we had hops growing at our house when Natalie and I lived in Healdsburg, um, the roses Natalie would be all freaked out because her roses were getting powdery mildew and. First year, she blamed it on the hops. Oh, and right. I, I corrected. I found out that they're you totally had to go find strains. that out for her. Yeah, to get yourself out of trouble. Yeah, yeah I called. <laughs> I called Ralph at Hop Union. Like help. Yeah, I would uh, like to be a fly on the wall during that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you it wasn't my hops. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit into my life. Or as long as it's not my hops. So, how yeah, do the hops I- are more important? How do I prepare my hops best for the second year's crop when growing hops in uh, in West Central Florida? But it's probably a standard for everybody. Yeah, you want to get a um, if you can find a fertilizer that where the third number is high, which is the uh, let's see, that's the potassium, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, it's a phosphor. It's uh, phosphorus, it? it's potassium is the third number because it's nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium. But any any sort of uh, fertilizer where all three numbers are high, mm-hmm. um, that that's a good uh, fertilizer for root structure okay. at the end of the year, and um, that that's really what you're looking for because you really you want nitrogen, which is the first number at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. um, and then phosphorus when the vine is already totally vertical, it's gotten its 15 or 20 feet of height yeah at that point you want to use the phosphorus because the phosphorus will encourage flowering okay and it, it'll give you you'll literally get two three times the amount of crop and if you and if you're growing on a small uh scale as a home brewer spend the money and get the backwano no. backwano is, is is miracle fertilizer the stuff is is like gold it i mean it literally is like gold it's it's fifty dollars for 100 pounds i think it is or, okay yeah it's it, no it's it's fifty dollars for a fifty pound. It's hundred dollars for a fifty pound bag. Yeah, I can I can fill the back of my truck with a yard of just regular compost from the, you know, from the gardening place for like twenty five bucks. Right, right. You know, and this this stuff is hundred bucks for fifty pounds. Yeah, it's a couple bucks a pound. I have a hard time spending a hundred dollars in shit. You know, I see what you're you, saying when you see the uh, <laughs> the result of the. Uh, yeah. Of the uh, of the fertilizer, you, you'll you'll be into it. It's ultra high uh, nitrates and phosphorus in in the in the guano, right? Uh, there's two types of uh, of back guano. There's high nitrogen. There's actually three, but you really only see high nitrogen and high phosphorus. Okay. You can actually get back guano at like the the gar- like not Home Depot, but in our area we have these places called Yardbirds, which is yeah, like yeah. a sure. Well, they are Home Depot now because Home Depot just bought them. But, ah, uh, there you go. Anyways, but but some some pretty well known gardening centers will have back one. You can get it online too, and in small amounts too, so it won't be 
You don't have to buy a 50 pound bag like I buy it. Right. Is this your wife? Everybody. Yes. Ah. At, yeah, we're looking online at a, a website picture, Natalie. Ah. So. You post pictures of your wife online? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good uh, sales. Vinny'sDirtyMind.com. Yeah. <laughs> last, last night we were um, hanging out at the brewery. Natalie and I both, fin- both finished work, and um, we uh, a bunch of brewers in California play this game called Washers. If any of you have been to the Boonville Beer Festival, you usually see the the NorCal and the San Diego crew playing washers. And you okay. set these boards up about eight feet from each other. Each board has three holes in it. And you toss washers into it, and you play to 21. And so we do this a lot, you know, in the back of the brewery. And when the doorman got off the uh, his shift last night, <clears throat> he comes in and he goes, yeah, this, this girl comes up to me and points to Natalie and goes, is she the owner? Anthony goes, yeah, why? And he goes, is she available? <laughs> and Anthony goes, well, what do you mean? And she goes, well, does she, you know, go... And I'm like, and, and I don't know if is the international term for lesbian or what, but... And Anthony's like, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. And wanting to make sure. And, and she's like, well, does she like girls? <laughs> and Anthony's like, uh, no, uh, she's... She's married, you know. I don't think she does, at least. <laughs> he should have at least asked. So. so this guy comes in, he's like, so does she, uh... Bring <laughs> in The guy's like, I don't know what that was. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? He should have at least asked her. So... Yeah, yeah Anthony yeah, should have gone upstairs and, um... Be like, hey, you do know. you, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Especially since we were at the Black Cat the night before. <laughs> yeah. So. I saw her there. Maybe that's where he... Yeah. She was seen. Well, the bartender at the Black Cat was pretty good looking, so... More the merrier. Should uh, we plant our hops facing northeast or southwest? <laughs> Always facing east. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they like circular, so they're not really facing? Yeah, any you know, direction? I've I've always we we planted them going. Uh, let's see, we planted them our rows north to south. Okay, but the fact of the matter is, I don't know if it if it really matters because they're a circular vine. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Well, you yeah. want to maximize your sunlight, as well, yeah. I think all that well, matters. Sun, is he yeah. talking about planting on the south facing wall? Or uh, actually, that, that's probably the what they or oriented. They probably mean a south-facing wall, so that you know, or, or maybe what he's asking, or she's asking, is to to where they want to plant them for the maximum sunlight. Right. Which yeah. which someone just said, a maximum sunlight, yeah. and that's going to yeah. be different for everyone because you know, granted, we're not growing these as commercial growers, mm-hmm. so your best place on around your house. Is your best place. Is, right is your best place. And it may not be ideal to be a commercial grower. Okay. But, um, but one, one thing I would, I would say is when you, when you are planting your hops, the first year, first off, put two rhizomes on each hill. That'll, that'll give you a much better chance of, of success rate. Okay. One rhizome, if, if it dies, yeah. you're screwed. Yeah. But if you have two rhizomes there and one dies, the second one still may take. If they right. both take, you just have that much stronger of a vine and the two rhizomes will just kind of meld together. And then something that we do is the first year we only train one, the technical term is buying, but one vine up 
and then the second year take two vines up and the third year take three vines up okay because if you're if you only take one vine up the first year the hop plant is going to put more energy towards root structure and, and root growth. Okay. And that's what you want the first year. And that's good advice because I had even heard, you know, that you could go to max three, you know, in the first year even. Yeah. But you're, uh, it makes sense that, that you, you know, the root structure is really important because you're not yeah. getting your best yield in the first year anyway. No. In, in fact, if you're, if you're patient, I, I would even consider dropping the fruit or the hop cones the first year too. Okay. If you're if you're really into this and you you've got patience and you yeah. know you're going to have these in the future, drop the 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 cones the first year because mm-hmm. the hops will then the whole plant will put more energy towards root structure. Right. You don't have to do this. We we got hop we got cones off our first year. Okay, but you could put but it back. You could potentially yeah. do that. If so. you know if hops are to beer as grapes are to wine, you know you could really take from the principles of vine growing, and you're not getting wine. Out of your years. vines for, yeah. yeah. And some breweries, five to ten yeah. breweries, yeah. wineries, sorry. Okay. Like five to ten years. I mean, they're really growing old stock right. uh, vines. And, and you know, even if you can get wine out of a five-year vine, mm-hmm. you're not getting amazing wine until it's, uh, you know, older than ten years. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that's the principle for hops. But, the you know, I think if it goes with the point that Vinny's making that you can, if you can be patient and drop your, your first round of, of hops, you got to think... All of those nutrients that would normally be going into the buds are going into your root system and and staying within the plant rather than going out into the hop buds, which are going to be picked off. Yeah. Right. So, and you'll figure that you can get in a mature vine, you can get two or three pounds of hops, and you're okay. going to need you're going to need wow. for a, for a wet hop beer that that's for a, an ideal super strong vine. I would I would consider as a home brewer or home hop grower that you're going to maybe get in its peak a pound per vine though, just because you're not going to have the most ideal. The Vinny puppets uh, taunting <laughs> right on size so. taunting me. Yeah, uh, but f- figure a, a pound per per hill, as we say, or per vine, mm-hmm. and um, and the first year, if you are going to keep the hops, you're only going to get a quarter pound probably off the vine. It's not going to be that many, maybe half a pound. Okay. But over time, you can get it up to a pound, two pounds per uh, per vine, even three. All right. So, but, uh, you know, you at this point, you're more like a winemaker. So winemakers, they're, they have to deal with growing grapes. And they're, they're as, as much salt of the earth, you know, as, as the farmer is themselves. Right. Where brewers, the brewers just pick up the phone and call hop union or their malt company or whatever yeah and go you know i need fifty thousand pounds of malt or i need you know 50 pounds of this hop or that hop right so it really it really is critical that that i think homebrewers and brewers really understand what they're you know what they're doing here yeah and that you know there this is an agricultural product absolutely so. i got a, a note here uh from daniela right now who gave me this uh australia is this oz Oh, sorry. Yeah, is that Oz? Yeah. It came from a couple of people, actually, I think. See, this is why I asked if it was the toilet bowl myth with the hops. What well, are they I, saying down in Australia? They're I knew saying, they'd go for that. They're saying that hops, are, they grow clockwise in Australia. And by the way, the toilet bowl is not a myth either. It's a fact. Well, but he's saying that this, they don't grow counterclockwise. Everything, I've never but been But the there. toilet bowl is a, uh, is a fact. It's I've a fact. seen it. 
on the southern hemisphere, it goes the other way around than it does it here on the northern hemisphere. Aren't they yeah. shoot it the other see, way? See, I've heard that it all, it just has to do with the plumbing. Like it the does. actual, no. like the plumbing right there beneath the toilet. No, it has to do with the rotation of the earth. No, the, yeah, but the Coriolis. No, Dr. Scott. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get into that. Aren't <laughs> they? Actually, if you go to our, if you go to our forum, there's this giant discussion about this, this, uh, Coriolis effect. Yes, it does. <laughs> but aren't, aren't all the Australians convicts? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. And you, everyone knows you can't trust convicts. So, how do we know that it really, I've never been to Australia, so I don't know, but everything I've read does say that the hops grow the other direction. And that they're and all convicts. He's full of shit, he's never read anything. <laughs> I grow all the hops out there. This is the Vinnie Papa. But I have no idea. You got sort of an important caller here on the on the phone. Uh oh. I hope it works. And so do I. Caller, you're on the air. Hello? <laughs> 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 oh, it's oh, Sean Sean, are you Sean on, and Roger? Uh, are you on your cell phone? On our cell phones. Yeah, you I can, can hear Bob is ricking one of your uh, planning the uh, the elders, and uh, I think Roger's sitting in his car right now, like uh, looking at his crotch uh, and his dog. <laughs> All right, hang on. I'm gonna have to translate because I know it's not coming through on the other end. You, if you got, if you can get to a landline, Sean, you're gonna got to get me on that. I think what he said was that I'm in Roger's crotch. I think it was something. It had something to do with uh, I'm in Roger's crotch while he's drinking Pliny the Elder. No, 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 Sounds no. Good. Sean's drinking Pliny the Elder, looking at Roger's crotch. <laughs> oh. That's what it is. That's Roger. That's definitely I know Roger. Roger's voice. Yeah. I know you can hear us, but we can't hear you. It sounds like you're at the bottom of a well. Can you hear me now? Can yeah. you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are you, the Verizon guy? Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah. It's your fault. It's the network. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna got You got to call me from a landline, man. Uh, we'll call you from the landline. I just wanted to say uh, if I can get through to you, but uh, uh, I just want to make sure that the Vinny Puppet was there. The Vinny uh, Puppet is here. Oh, here yeah, present. It's, it's yes. here. Yeah. I've okay. yeah. met him already, Sean. The Vinny Puppet, uh, he, he misses you, man. Yeah. He was hoping you were going to be here. What did you do to him last week? <laughs> <laughs> did you, like, stroke him or something? Yeah. He felt the felt. I'm going to that. <laughs> wouldn't approve of that. Yeah. Um, uh. Sean, <laughs> try to get to a landline and give me a call. All right, buddy. Just Thanks, pull buddy. over in that nice neighborhood you're in. All right, Vinny. Take care. <laughs> See you, right. Sean. They set up a phone conference with Roger, so they're, they're not in the same room, I Oh, think. they're on, like, several yeah, phones. Yeah, he set up, like, a phone conference for they, five minutes. And Sean yeah. said it was at Barclays, I think he yeah. said. Oh, well, yeah, they got to do the landline. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? I think, you know what we're going to do? We're changing the name of the Sunday show, which doesn't really have a name anyway. It's the Sean O'Sullivan and Roger from Drake's show. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do now. Kid- kidnap every show. Did they bring uh, beer last week? They did. Mm-hmm. Actually, right behind uh, Brad there, there's some of Drake's I didn't uh, I didn't refrigerate it. it. Well, they can come back then. Yeah. yeah they can. Now, we talked about fertilizer. I want to get <laughs> I, I want to get past from the uh, you know, the growing and get onto yeah. uh, it's grown. But just real quick, this question was, you know, the best type of soil is, you know, sandy, clay, etc. Um, we were kind of saying that it should be a lot of fertilizer and not your regular soil, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sand is, isn't is going to work. Clay isn't going to work. The best thing is, um, you know, just go to the uh, gardening center and grab some uh, some sort of potting soil and mix it in with what you have so it can acclimate in. Yeah. Uh, you want it to be uh, somewhat um, well-drained. 
so that hops take a lot of water, but they all, it also needs to drain off because you don't want that rhizome to be sitting. It goes with all water. good yeah, vegetation, all, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so once once your uh, your hops are in the ground, uh, you figure out some sort of trellis system. And one of the, a good trellis system, if you don't have a wall to plant them against, it has a fence or whatnot. Okay. Uh, bamboo poles work really well. Okay, which are cheap, uh, inexpensive. You can buy, but you could also uh, plant them in a circle and do a teepee. Okay, and I've seen that done, and that's a really cool way, and it I've looks seen really that cool too. in in a backyard. And it's 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 awesome because you you know you're getting an extra. You, know, you can get an extra three or four feet just by having teepeed it because exactly. it's growing. You know, it's it's still going up, but it's also uh, horizontal. It's at yeah. the angle. Yeah, and uh, and you can get a lot of hops and you can get a lot of vines going. You can get a lot. Yeah, and we we briefly talked about watering earlier, but we water forty. Our our optimal, the best years we've ever had hmm. was when we've watered. We use drip. Okay, and it's a it's a emitter a drip emitter that's a gallon per hour. Oh, okay. We go forty eight hours a week, so uh, so two days we would leave the water on. So okay. Two of the seven days a week we were dripping a gallon per hour. Okay. So hops take an insane amount of water. Up in Yakima, they've just started to grow with drip. Oh, in right. In the past, they would do all flood irrigation. They okay. Would all be on the canals, and they would pump it in, and they would have little troughs. You know, cut into the uh, dirt gotcha. on both sides of the uh, hop uh, vines, and um, you know, on the rows, and they would just flood it. I heard a good, uh, I heard uh, a good rule of thumb for your home hops, and I actually heard this from Regan over at B three, which could be good or bad. I don't know. But I heard a good rule of thumb is two gallons a day, if you can, and, and in the and, morning, yes. If, well, sure, uh, and and also, like Vinny said, you know, before these things have taken hold, you want you want to have planted them after the first rain because you don't want them getting all soggy and moldy under there. Yeah. But once they're sprouting, and and I found this, I, I planted mine in um, the clay type pots, right? Yeah, the terracotta, uh, which are which are they drain just awesome. They just got holes in the bottom, and it, I, I used all fertilized soil type of deal, uh, just regular potting soil. Threw some Miracle Grow in there. I couldn't wa- I couldn't overwater them because I I mean it, I guess it, in in some ways I was wasting the nutrients it would kind of leak out the bottom with the water but because it was it drained so well in a pot you know cuz you got holes in the bottom you don't have to worry about adding too much water you do got to worry about too little of course yeah. so you're I would stand out there and go uh, yeah you keep it moist yeah. and I would do uh, I would do 2 gallons a day after Regan told me that mm-hmm. and mine worked out just awesome mm-hmm. if you do have to measure it and you want to use sunlight, that though. as a rule of thumb yes direct sunlight uh, if you do have to use it as a rule of thumb it's it's easy to measure because you just you can grab your milk you know use a a, a gallon of milk that's obviously been emptied and and fill that up twice and dump that in there Got a caller for me? Another issue is uh, putting them in pots. If you ever think you want to move them, yeah, or get rid of them because they do proliferate quite a, quite mm-hmm. a bit, you may not ever get rid of them once you plant yeah. them in, in the ground. So if you're thinking that you want to move, right. uh, you don't want to have hops anymore, yeah, put them in uh, the, the cut up barrel. Put them in a terracotta tile, and that's exactly why I did mm-hmm. it because I knew I wasn't going to have a good trellis system for this year, and I was going to have to move them, and that's why I put them in the in the pot. So if you don't uh, you don't own your property, you're a right. renter, uh, anything like that, go ahead and put them in in the pots. I like to drive down the freeway and just toss rhizomes out <laughs> <laughs> and hope yeah. that they take. Yeah, Johnny Hopsy, going to leave my back. mark on Northern California. Caller, you're oh. on the air. <laughs> Vinny Hopseed. Caller. Hello. Who are we talking to, Oz? It's Oz. Hey, guys. Hey, Oz. Hey, buddy. How are you? Man, it's a bad well, phone day for me. I, I got to apologize. <laughs> Mr. Vinny Puppet. Hang I on. I just want to know, Vinny Puppet, where's the hand? 
<laughs> oh, they've been all over, Vinny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Don't act like you're not married. You've had a hand up your ass telling you what to do a few times. <laughs> Don't make fun of me because I'm a puppet. <laughs> buddy. Oh. <laughs> so is it true the hops grow clockwise? They do, yeah. When you said they, they grow anti-clockwise, I you know, like, oh, I don't believe you. I'm calling MythBusters, and I'm going to have them uh, test this out. Yeah. You, ever, you ever seen MythBusters? You ever seen MythBusters on Discovery? I love those guys. They'll like <laughs> blow up a um, a porta potty or a um, anything they can. Yeah. Recently, they blew up a, um, a, a cement uh, mixer. Cement mix. That was yeah. awesome. There was nothing left when yeah. it was all done. The that, thing is, though, that Oz, like, he lives out in the outback, and they don't even have television there. Uh-huh. So he's never. <laughs> you're like you're going to be like that American um, skier that's going to be at the Olympics, uh, in a, you know, next month or whenever the Olympics are. Never seen TV. Uh, never seen TV, and he's a total renegade. Uh-huh. And they're asking him on 60 Minutes last week. So, um, you know, are you saying that you're not going to go out and ski uh, hungover again? Hungover? He goes hungover. It's it's really hard to ski when you're wasted. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go to this picture of him skiing down a hill because he lost a ski. Yeah. And he's on one ski. And yeah, this is the world champion. This is who's representing America at right, the Olympics. Right. His awesome. name's Bodie. I think Bodie uh, Miller, maybe? Bodie something or other. I don't respect anybody whose name is Bodie. <laughs> I, I apologize if I have a listener out there named Bodie. Uh, Call me up and plead your case. But... Uh, I just think it starts you out as being a dumb person right off the bat. I think your parents set you up to be to have a rough life if they named you Bodie. You'll change after you see him ski. <laughs> this guy's right? becoming my hero. He's good. Huh? The fact that he's skiing world championship ski and races, ski? wasted. Oz, you got to uh, you got to send no. us a picture of the clockwise hops. I think. I will. I'll do that. Hey, we had a guy in the uh, in the last lot of the Olympics. Uh, one of the cyclists. When you asked what his diet was and what his training was, it was a pack of cigarettes and a six-pack of beer. Mm. <laughs> nice. I used to do um, a speed skiing, water speed skiing. Uh, it's big in Australia. I don't know if you've ever seen it out there, too. Uh, all of the cha- all the world champions in this sport. It's called marathon speed skiing. They go like 64, yep, yep. They go 64 miles. And uh, the, the, it's, a, it's a marathon race, so they ski behind a boat in the ocean. Uh, it's a 64 mile race. The winners of these things finish it in like 52 minutes. So they're hauling. Wow. Oh right? yeah. Well, all the they, and they have a couple of these races out here in uh, Southern California. I used to go to, and uh, you know, all the Americans are are car they're carb loading. They're eating their macaroni the night before, and they're going to bed at seven. I was drinking with all the the Australians who are racing and winning all these races are up just pounding beer all night and getting hammered and waking up at six a.m. and racing for sixty four miles in open ocean. Um, you wouldn't want to do that shit sober, though, would you? No, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, you got wow. sharks out there and all sorts <laughs> oh, <yeah>. of stuff. <laughs> go, go out and cruise around Catalina and back. Yeah, yeah. that's the race. Yeah. That's, that's exactly the race. You go out to a buoy in Catalina, turn around and come back. Yeah, it's it's choppy out there, and there yeah. are sharks. Yeah, we lost and cold, a lot, too. and uh, it's because our skier was a pussy. <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, it was my brother, by the way. <laughs> uh, but you gotta have, yeah, because he's more into the food instead of the beer. That's right. What do you he, think of the beer, Jonathan? You a cigarette in one hand and a beer in the other, Roz. I'm with you. Hoppy. Yeah, it's hoppy. We're Go ahead, uh, Daniela. Sir. Yeah, what are we drinking? We're drinking plenty of the younger. Okay. Is that what I had in this yeah. glass here? Soup. Um. Yeah. yeah. Very sweet. The younger. Hoppy, very very big. sweet. Yeah, very sweet. It, it balances the hops quite yeah. well. I gotta say, I'm I'm tasting something in there though, Vinny. 
Like a rubber glove type of a, like a latex flavor. <laughs> I'm serious. That's dry up with condoms. I, re- I like the hops and all that, but there's, um, maybe it's not rubber glove, maybe it's like a plastic bucket type of, like drinking water out of a hose type of flavor. That's, that's the uh, hop, that's when you, that's when you have put so much hops into the beer. Okay. So. Because I've had your Pliny, and I and I, I I'm a I'm a fan. I love it. Yeah. I just yeah, I younger maybe I younger was... has so much hops in it. Okay, and, and that's actually a um, a trait that you get on a super hopped up beer. We call this a triple IPA. Oh, that okay. you end up right. with so many hops that one of the kind of I don't know if off flavor is the word. It's because it's not technically an off flavor, but it's just one of the characteristics you get from really? so much hops. Okay, so that you have answered the question. You can put too many hops in a beer. No. No, he doesn't. He'll never admit to that. I'll actually answer that because even though I'm noting that flavor, uh, I have not slowed down my drinking no. of the beer. It's still good. <laughs> just no. happened to notice the... Uh, no, I, I think the, the hoppiest beers I've had in America are probably this. Um, some of Pizza Port's uh, beers. Okay. Uh, the Dogfish 90 and 120 Minute. And everything I have that are just so over-the-top hoppy and malt is almost nil. Mm-hmm. Um, they're... Th- that that plastic quality is there. Okay. So, hey Oz, you got a giveaway for us? I have. Yeah. You want to do that now? Yeah. Let's do it. Why not? Um, Why not? Last week was it? Last week or the week before? I'm sorry. Not last week. It was last week. Uh, Crotchrot, uh, one of our other uh, longtime listeners, good guy, and you can go to crotchrot.com. That's with a K, by the way. Uh, it's <laughs> and, not a porn site. If, if you're worried, and two T's. Uh, not yet, anyway. Um, Crotchrot uh, posted his all-grain video. So for you extract brewers out there who wanted to check out how to do all-grain, you can go to crotchrot.com with a K. And he did a video just kind of instructing on how to do it. Um, while Oz was in the chat room during that thing, he won a $20 gift certificate to Beer, Beer, and More Beer, which he would like to donate to one of our American listeners. Um, so we're going to do that today. And uh, Oz has come up with the whole deal. It's a good game, good question. Uh, you will have to have had been a long-time listener, or at least to have really paid attention to all the archives. So, I don't know about you, Oz, I'm curious if anyone's going to get this. You know? I know one person knows the answer, but he's been excluded. He's excluded. Uh, he, he's not allowed <laughs> to answer. Uh, Crotchrot, you are not allowed to answer this question. Shit. <laughs> Dead air. Well, I'm just thinking that, uh, I'm just thinking, I don't know if we're going to get the, the answer. We're probably not. I'm thinking I so back to the hop talk. I'm thinking I screwed it up too. <laughs> nice lead in. I, I've yeah. got a little segue into a, how do you prevent? Pest? No, no, we're not changing subjects because uh, we're still on the same okay. thing. Okay. I got to finish it. I'm just wondering how. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going inside your head right now. All right. I, I got to reword. I'm, I'm rewording it in my head because I because I would have screwed it up. What was the first prize ever given away? By the Brewing Network. The first thing that we ever give away, and uh, you could add to that by naming the person who won the first prize that we ever gave away. Does that work, Oz? It wasn't me with the T-shirt. What's that? And it wasn't Oz, yeah. With the T-shirt. <laughs> Did you ever get the T-shirt? <laughs> no. Have you sent them? Yeah, yeah, they're on the yeah, way. Yeah, 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 sure. Next, yeah. next yeah. week, Austin. There's a pile of T-shirts in the corner over there. Just throw another one on top for me, will you? Uh, I, we, this came up last time I was here. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I remember the T-shirt conversation. Next week, Oz. Did I end up getting that right, Oz? I got it right, right? 
The question? Yeah, that's right. Okay. No, the check's in the mail. Right. So the question is, and you're going to win a $20 gift certificate to more beer. Uh, the question is, what was the first prize that the Brewing Network ever gave away? And uh, you could show what a loyal fan you are by also naming the person who we gave it to. And uh, So give that a go. You can call us up. You can type it in the chat room to Danielle if you happen to be there, however you want to do it. And we'll give you 20 bucks courtesy of Oz and morebeer.com. So, cool. Cheers. Thanks, Oz. No worries. Which direction does your toilet uh, flush? Anti-clockwise. It's counterclockwise. Yeah, and we're a bit of an argument about it at the moment. A lot of people, well, it's true. They're saying that the it's not the Coriolis effect more than the design of the toilet. For the effect to actually work, it needs to be a perfect cylinder. And I actually found that out with my Whirlpool. I made one of Jamil's Whirlpool watchers. Yeah. And I've got it going clockwise, and it's it's a lot slower than when it turns. We know to turn it into the other direction to make it go anti-clockwise. Hmm. So it so is it doubles the speed going anti-clockwise. So it is. It's the plumbing you're saying. It's not just the. It's no, no. Well, it needs to be a perfect. Uh, it, it's it's the Earth's rotation. So whatever the fluids in needs to be a um, a perfect cylinder. It's the cylinder, the the container that it's in. It, it needs to all help. Yeah, the all shape that. of it. Yeah. Maybe your uh, ground where you grow hops is slanted the wrong way. <laughs> You point east and west. <laughs> I point at the hop now I'm just yanking yeah. your chain, but. <laughs> uh, all, all right, guys. Vinny yanking your chain. Thanks, Oz. <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you later, buddy. Righto. All right, see ya. Sorry, I'm cutting off because I fucked up that question. I'm thinking now. Yeah. I totally screwed it up. He sent it to me. He sent it to me the wrong way too, though. Now I'm thinking, and I just I agree with it because I my memory was bad at the moment. It's it. not the first prize we gave away. It's the first shirt we ever gave away. First prize we ever gave away because our first guest was more beer, mm-hmm. and they gave they let us give away uh, gift certificates. So, if did anybody answer that? Yeah, we have like 27 answers for T-shirts. But that's not true. That's incorrect. If anybody answered that the first thing we gave away was a gift certificate, I'll give them a prize. Because that's how I asked the question, and the first thing we ever gave away was a gift certificate. Bogater says, yeah, somebody said a gift certificate. Yeah. If somebody said that, the first person who said it, I'll give them a prize. Um, Oz is 20 bucks to more beer. It's a different question, though. It's what's the first T-shirt we ever gave away. Because that was different. All right. So that's a new question now for the $20 from us. Yeah. yeah what is the first T-shirt we ever gave away? Yeah. If you can answer that, then I'll give you the 20 bucks. Uh, if you answered gift certificate in, in the room there, I'll, I'll give you a price. So I won't welch. Give and, you a price. And if they received it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they ever got it, too. <laughs> okay. John, now go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted, I needed to finish that. I just want to make sure I got it right. Oh, it's okay. So okay. go right ahead. Uh, we were talking about... Uh, how do you prevent pests, pests. growing on hops? Yeah, um, you know, one of the simple things, if you, especially if you want to stay organic, is just the safer soaps that you can buy at any gardening center. And um, they don't stay on for a long period of time because the heat diminishes the soaps. Yeah. But uh, they're a good organic, and you're not going to be putting some crazy, you know, DuPont chemical on the uh, yeah on the uh, on the, the vines. Mm-hmm. So the safer soaps work well. Non-detergent. And, uh, I had a little trouble with the organic soaps. Yeah, they they don't stick around for a long time. The main the main problem you're going to have in a warm climate is um, spider mites. Yeah, and uh, they're just a tiny little, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like about an eighth of the size of a house fly. You can barely see them. Yeah, but um, powdery mildew 
you probably won't have if you're not in an area where it already wasn't once before. In Sonoma County, we, the, that's one of the things that drove the hop growing out of the area back in the uh, late 40s. And it, it's come back now, as we see it in the hop yard a, a little bit. So, And I, sh- I should tell, how I didn't finish the hop yard story, that after we left Corbell, I needed a place to put our hop yard. Hmm. And it's a quarter acre, and Brian Hunt, who owns Moonlight Brewery here, needed to and to, he needed to plant a hop yard for his new location for the same reasons that I mentioned earlier in the show about the county making you have a hop yard to be an agricultural product right. if you weren't in the city. So we so Brian and his two daughters and Natalie and I went out over the course of a couple months and lifted the whole hop yard out, you know, took out the trellis and reinstalled it at at Brian's new location. Okay. And dug out all the hops and moved them over. And so we actually grow our hops now with uh, Moonlight Brewery. Okay. We started to talk at the beginning. There aren't many breweries that do this. Yeah. And in Sonoma County, uh, we do it uh, along with Moonlight. So we split the hops. Barry Public has a hop yard growing. I don't. I think it's in a little bit of disarray right now, but I know they plan to uh, pick it back up again. Get it back. So together. and then and then Sierra Nevada now has a three acre, two or three acre hop yard. So I used to be able to say that I had the largest hop yard in California. Albeit a quarter acre, and not anymore. Not anymore. Sierra Nevada's outdone me. So, and I, you know, you can't you can't get in a hot pissing match with Sierra Nevada. You'll be there soon, Vinny. When they've when they've got another thirty acres to you know move into. So, um, but uh, one one of the things I was gonna th- was thinking about uh, in the last break was once the vines have hit full growth and maybe you've you've fertilized with a high phosphorus. Uh, fertilizer, the bottom four feet of the vine, it's a good idea to strip the vine of all the leaves. And yeah. that will, that will prevent a lot of, uh, festering of bugs and, and mildew okay. from happening. Uh, you can further then, at, once you've picked your hops, if you're growing them outside of a planter and, and harvest is done, you can do one of two things. You can cut the vine. You can do one of three things. You can cut the vine back all the way mm-hmm. to where there's nothing, just a stub in the ground. You can leave the, you know, three feet, four feet out of the ground, and that will uh, continue to promote photosynthesis, and the vine will then store up energy for the next year. Okay. Or you can take the vine and bury it, and you can then, that's how you propagate rhizomes. Oh, okay. And that's all the hop growers are doing is they, they take a three foot of vine and bury it. Gotcha. And then let it winter, and they come back in February or March, and they dig it up, and the rhizomes are there. No kidding. And that's how you do rhizomes. It's very simple to to. to build rhizomes okay what if i just left my vine i didn't cut it i didn't even cut my crop i just left it there the whole time i haven't looked at it or touched it or done a thing just in case you might have done that just in case that would have happened hypothetically speaking (laughs) yeah then uh, what am i looking at for next year if if there's a frost Mm -hmm. the vine will just die okay and and eventually it'll crack at the bottom i've done that before where we've left a vine Hanging. At least in our in our climate, it did. So if I had uh, hypothetically done that, my rhizome is still alive down there. Yeah, cool. And most likely, it probably would have. I did would've, that too. Would have uh, <laughs> <laughs> hypothetically, of course. The, the vine probably would have broke at some point. Okay. And uh, maybe even pushing out, it maybe would have would broken away. Okay. And because uh, it it becomes so brittle, as long as you have a frost. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. And uh, and then, you know, after watering through the year, fertilize, you're going to harvest in probably mid to late August. Okay. Hop, hop growers in Yakima will harvest in uh, September. But uh, if you're going to be making a wet hop beer, you probably want to be looking to harvest a little sooner than you would uh, for traditional uh, hop purposes because 
if if you follow the train of thought that I do, that you actually have better green wet hop character mm-hmm. when the vine's a little bit under mature. Okay. So um, can you give us some uh, visual and uh, and and like feeling cues of of when exactly is the right time? Yeah, there is a a great hop grower who uh, grows for Yakima Chief, which is another one of the hop purveyors that we use. Uh, hop Union and Yakima Chief are the uh, two primary hop growers for the craft beer industry. SS Diner, I guess, is a third. But both Hop Union and Yakima Chief are, bo- Yakima Chief are both co-op family-owned growers where there's like 10, 12, 13, 14 growers involved okay. that also own a part of of the company. So the, the hop growers have a vested interest in the sales of the hops and that sort of thing. So it's really cool. So one of the guys that works with uh, Yakima Chief taught me a lot. His name was uh, Gannon, and he uh, gave me great great ideas and great information on the poor man's way of how to tell a ripe hop. The first is just looking at the cone itself. You pick a cone off, mm-hmm. and if, if you pull one of the uh, the, the brackets off and – you're gonna have, or just you know, the, that's technical term I guess for the, guess for the leaf or the okay um, on, on the vine. You're gonna, it's gonna be a, a tr- almost a translucent. You can almost be able to hold it up to the light and see right through it. You're talking about one of the leaves on the hop, off the hop itself. Okay. Yeah, not the actual leaf on the vine, but the bud. Is it, is it dry at that point or yeah? Bud? No, it's it's very. <laughs> it's a <bud>. <laughs> it is a bud, <laughs> right? It's, it's a bud. It's a bud. I mean, I'm sorry Hello. that it sounds the same, but it is. You could you could also call it a, a petal, you know, okay. like a petal from a, a rose or a flower. Sure, but bud, bud's cool. You hold it to a light, and the petal off the bud is going to be almost clear. Yeah, not clear, but translucent. You're going to be able to see through it. It needs to be a deeper green. Okay. That, that's the first thing. Wait, so you don't want to see through it? Yeah, you want it to be a deeper okay. green color. All right. The the second thing would be a touch feel smell. It's going to be very sticky from the lupulin glands. Um, okay. The smell is going to be almost musty smelling in a in a positive hop way. Mm-hmm. Um, the you can also take a, a whole hop cone or bud, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> correct, and uh, <laughs> rip it in half. Yeah. And inside, you'll see the lupulin glands. The lupulin is the pollen inside the hops, and they're the, you'll, the it's very small yellow uh, balls of lupulin. And when they start to bind together and they become almost the size of the end of a ballpoint pen, yeah. then that's another sign of ripeness. Okay. The absolute best sign of ripeness, if you can't take your hops and send them to a lab, you know, like they would up sure. in Yakima, is to take the hop cone. It's got a pointy end. Hold on to the pointy end and then grab the, the petals or the leaves and start pulling them back. Start, I'd say start fluffing them back, but I think that's a porn term. Fluffing, for, yeah. Uh, <laughs> In fact, I was uh, thinking we need to hire ourselves a fluffer for yeah. the studio, but to go on. So as, so as you, as you pull. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? Oh, I just was thinking. You're such a douchebag, seriously. <laughs> I just Get meant, out. I just meant that it would add to the Leave. show. If we uh, get yourself a job. Uh, you off, <laughs> get the quality uh, guests in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Vinny's just going to keep coming yeah. back for nothing. Uh, <laughs> So as you as you start pulling the petals back or the leaves, they'll actually start to fall off. If if they all fall off in the first pull, that's the sign of a ripe hop for a hop grower. Oh, all right. But from a, a home brewer's standpoint that wants to make a wet hop beer, yeah. on a couple pulls back, you know, going counterclockwise, uh, so pulling the 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 petals or the you know the leaf away from the direction that they grow, on about the second or third pull. Usually a couple of the petals will fall off. And to me, that's the perfect sign of ripeness. Okay. If, if you're, if you're doing this exercise 
and it's taken four or five, six times to get even one of the petals to fall off, the, the hops aren't ripe it's yet. It's not ready. They're underripe still. That's a very and that basic is, and that easy way. That is the way. absolute best way. And when I'm out in the hop yard, I use that practice yeah. to tell how the hops are ripe. Because we, we can't send the hops off to the lab, and then they they dehydrate out the moisture, and they take a, a dry weight, and then they can figure out the alpha acid, and that, that's how they do it. Yeah. You know, they use a lab to do this. Gotcha. And some, I've been at Hop Union during harvest, and they they will get like 15, 20, 30 samples in in a day, and they've got these little um, dryers, much like I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. made out of a chest of drawers, except theirs are, you know, they build them themselves. But they just have a, a heater on the bottom with screens, and uh, usually it's Ralph's wife and daughter uh, doing most of the uh, tests. Oh, okay. And, and even hop growers that don't have their hops contracted with the Hop Union will still use Hop Union for testing, testing to get the alpha acids right. Now, even before you, you know, get to the point where you want to pull off one of those buds and do all, you know, these kind of tests, uh, you can do a squeeze test, right? Because if it's gonna, if it really squeezes like nothing, like there's nothing there, because you can get a pretty good sized bud. And it's not anywhere near ready. You can squeeze right through it. It's it's soft. You want kind of a little firmness to it, right? I have in my notes that the hop grower told me that he he used the word limp. Okay, <laughs> if it goes That's limp, they need a fluffer. Exactly. It's, it's, it's funny it how like worried you have to be about what words you use <laughs> when you come <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> I'm worried about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so his email was as I was yeah. reading it earlier. It was like, you know, if the hop is limp, yeah, it's like, hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, take a little blue pill, and you'll be fine. You'll be fine for six hours. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there, you, just like you were saying, you there is a you can squeeze it, and if it doesn't bounce back, if it stays. Don't bother. Yeah, yeah, God. You can rub it a little bit, and if, if nothing happens, no. um, keep rubbing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. At, at, a, at a very young age, you can take the very small hop uh, uh, yeah, and put them on salad. I'm changing the total direction yeah, okay, of the conversation. Good, good. I thought yeah. we were talking about the Catholic Church there for a second. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. A, little, a little between the cheek and gums, too. Yeah. And... <laughs> I will tell you that it amazes me how similar this plant, and it's a joke and not a joke at the same time. It is amazing how similar this plant is to the to the cannabis plant. I mean, hypothetically, if say five years ago I used to be into the cannabis plant, uh, I would tell you that all of the same things that go for those buds are the same with the buds in a in a in a hop plant. It's, I mean, it's a different shape, it's a different thing, it's a one's legal, one's illegal, whatever. Uh, the point is, it it really is. It's it's interesting as far as a species that the, the two are the same thing yeah. you know as far as how to tell if they're done when it's right and yeah. don't know why i felt the need to say that i just thought it was interesting. Either, it's, it's true though and, <laughs> it's a qualifier. and I, I would i would like i said earlier i would highly suggest you get a very top quality fertilizer yeah uh, when when we switched over to using backwano in the hop yard is when we we're out at corbell we saw the the uh, hop production go from uh you know each each vine doubled or tripled it's it's uh hops that that wow. it that it gave us and in fact that year at the GABF the Great American Beer Festival the night before the GABF there's a brewers only party and uh and judges and media and i saw uh one of the Ralphs from Hop Union talking to Michael Jackson the beer writer and they flagged me over and they were drinking our hop time harvest ale our wet hop beer and uh Michael said i'm very interested to talk to you but I, I can't talk to you now because the room was very loud and Michael can't, he's got a hearing problem in one of his ears. So the next day he was waiting at our booth, his first day of the GABF. He never wrote about the hop time, but it was a great conversation. 
And he, he told, he told me a funny story about how sometimes when he gives his, his speech and engage, a speaking engagement, he will, you know, get, tell a story about the most unique or boring thing about a different country's beer. So he talked about England, which is his, his, hmm. his country. And he goes, you know, England, someone once asked me what's the most unique thing about English beers. And he goes, well, really, they're not that interesting. You know, they pretty much use the same few malts. They use like two, two or three hop varieties, you know, Fuggles, Kent Goldings. Yeah. And then, you know, he talks about someone else saying, what about Belgium? He goes, well, the Belgians have some of the most unique beers in the world. But I remember being at a, uh, you know, a brewery where they ferment up in the attic. Hmm. And their biggest problem was the bats that were flying around in the attic would take a crap and their shit would fall into the beer. Oh, right. So I had, I had told him about the back one and how we used it and yeah. how, how it made such a profound difference and how the quality of the hops and the yield we got. And, and after telling me that story about the English and the Belgian brewers having to deal with the bats, he goes, now this is the first time that they ever heard bat shit made a beer better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause he's got a problem over there. <laughs> but, uh, right, we got to take a quick break. You got some more time for us, Vinny? Are I you did. all right? Yeah, I'm fine. You got to sober yeah. up anyway. Yeah, <laughs> drive home. We're going to finish his beers before he leaves uh okay here's what we're gonna do i'm gonna take a just a real quick break uh another just a one song dealy and uh when we come back we're gonna we're gonna register our final person for the kegging system for the uh the northern brewer at uh, northernbrewer.com giving away a full kegging system we're gonna take the drunk of the week so uh your time has come you've been hanging out you've been sitting there with us you've been having a good time you've been drinking your beer you need to call in and be the drunk of the week and uh, Danielle is angry at me about the fluffer thing, I can tell. She's giving me dirty looks. But uh, what are you going to do? It's, it's just uh, training. It's life. It's life on the radio, toots. <laughs> That's not going to help my cause at all. <laughs> so Drunk of the Week, we'll take your call uh, when we come back. And I got an announcement to make, two announcements to make as well that are going to be good fun. And uh, I don't know. I think uh, we got a lot more hop information to get to also. We've gone past how to grow it, how to keep it. When to harvest it. How to fluff it. How to fluff it. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to do a, a wet beer with it. A wet hopped beer, right? Okay. We'll be right back. It's the Brewing Network. Coming in January, the Brewing Network is proud to present... The Beer Style Show. Hosted by the most award-winning home brewer ever, Jamil Zainashef. Each show will give you the best in understanding BJCP style guidelines. you got to honestly look at it, try it, you know, and evaluate it and say, no, it's, it's actually, you know... A, a better beer in this style. And that's again, goes to, you know, understand the BJCP uh, style guide. Competition advice. One of the things in competition that you have to do is you have to brew a good beer, a really good beer. So the bigger the, the, the competition, the, yeah. the better beer you have to brew as a base. Experienced homebrew tips. You know, one of the things about process, some of the, a lot of these beers, um, mash temp is a difference of just a few degrees one way or another, but it makes, uh, you know, a dramatically different beer. The science behind the process. What you want to pitch is one million cells per milliliter of wort per degree plate. And brewcaster John co-hosting is sure to keep Jamil on his toes. Yeah, I believe that you need temperatures to help grow you. I, I, think, I think John... 
shot, you could make even better beer. What's on, Jamil? The Beer Style Show with Jamil Zanishef and John Cleese. Coming to the Brewing Network in 2006. Stay tuned to www.thebrewingnetwork.com for details. You're listening to Three Guys. Excuse me, what about me? Yeah, sorry. You're listening to three guys and one girl use a radio show as an excuse to drink more beer. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hi, hi. Vinny Chalurzo from Russian River Brewing Company in the studio with us today. Today's show is being brought to you courtesy of Northern Brewer at northernbrewer.com, and they are giving away a full kegging system to one lucky listener. We're going to give it away the first week of February. We're registering three listeners a week all through January. How many shows we got left in January, John? Two. Two shows. Chris White next week and uh, to be announced the week after. Yeah, El Blanco is going to be here. El yes. Sweet. <laughs> I like to call him the Yeast Master. I... You guys remember the movie The Beast Master? I remember. <laughs> yeah. That was, was a great movie. That little... Uh, Conan little, guy. What's that little... Oh, it wasn't Conan. It was the guy who was like him. That the little the, weasel. The pet. The ferret. The ferret, The yeah. ferret. little ferret guy in he there, saved too. saved the day, too. Can we get a ferret puppet in here, Crazy Jack? You got one of those things? Yeah. I love ferrets. I don't know why <laughs> I'm, a buy weird, one. I'm a weird dude like you that. Are. So uh, we're going to take the Drunk of the Week right now, 888-401-BEER. Drunk of the Week is going to be our final qualifier for the Northern Brewer kegging system. Uh, we might take a couple of calls, and we'll go ahead and uh, and we'll pass judgment on who is our official Drunk of the Week. Vinny will help us out with that. I'm sure he's uh, seen a few drunks in his day. <laughs> And excluding I think, himself. I think we were going to also finish off how do you store your own hops. Yes, well, well we, and then we also want to talk about uh, wet hopping a yeah. beer. Can I do a quick announcement first? It's a Russian River announcement. Uh, Russian River, officially today, I believe it was released. Is that right, or yesterday? Yeah, today or tomorrow. Today or tomorrow, okay. Well, maybe it's an exclusive. That'd be sweet if it's not uh, released till tomorrow. Let's just pretend that's the deal. Uh, brewery of the Year. Uh, Russian River has been voted Brewery. Of the year, who made this vote for you guys? That's uh, Malt Advocate. The Malt which Advocate, is a fantastic. Uh, more, more. It's whiskey, distilled spirits uh, magazine, but okay. um, uh, it, it's a great, great publication. Very well written, and they do cover beer. Okay, and, uh, that was something that they uh, honored us with this year. I just got the email the other day, and you did things. Uh, that it, this issue goes out uh, tomorrow. Okay. Congrats. Let me read what they had to say. Beer without boundaries. I'm not sure if Russian River Brewing Company has a motto, but this one would certainly work. One glance through their beer portfolio and you'll understand why. Supplication, a brown ale aged for 12 months in Pinot Noir barrels, produced with sour cherries and wild bacteria and yeast. Be beatification? How do you say it? Beatification. Beatification. That's what we tasted earlier. Okay. A Blondale aged in New Belgium Brewing Company's La Folie barrels for 22 months. Pliny the Elder, of course, a high-alcohol, high-gravity, super-hop double IPA. Their list of beers seems endless, restricted only by how many hours a day brewing craftsman Vinny Chalurzo is willing to brew, not willing to sleep. <laughs> that was the best line of that whole yeah. thing. It's not the bad. The sleep portion. Yeah. It's not it bad. Because I'll be honest with you. It's good writing. 
it was almost the, like sleeping all day today, and I was thinking about blowing you guys off. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm actually... I, I rarely sleep in past like 7. Okay. And um, I think I was still in bed this morning at like 10 or 11. Attaboy. And I was like, oh, I could I could do this all day. Yeah. Watch a movie instead. Watch, watch a movie. Yeah, and, uh, I hear Yeah. But, I'm with you on that, but, actually. Uh, Thank you, I'll tell you what, Vinny. If you had called me and done that... I would have cursed you. <laughs> then I would have called you back and said, man, I, I don't blame you. I'd have done the same. <laughs> you know, it's uh, when you work days and days, you, you got to do that. I'm actually surprised. I'll tell you this. I really am surprised that uh, more brewers don't blow us off in the end. I think that, you know, you hear about it in the beginning. And you say, yeah, that's a great idea. And then schedules get crazy. And for some reason, people always show up. I'm really surprised that we've not had a day of cancellation, you know? You, it, uh, despite yet, your yeah. profession and what you guys actually do, you're you're not the slackers that uh, one would think. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're the That's true. Man. <laughs> you really are not. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, especially no, the, because the brewers a are a great community of people. They are. They're a great. You know, especially here in the Bay Area, what you have yeah. to pull from, you have an amazing yeah. group of people. You know, people like Roger uh, yeah. from Drake's and Sean, and you know, I don't, have you had uh, Magnolia in? February. Dave, 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 Dave McLean and, um, you know, Melissa, who's the, uh, you know, the backbone of Drake's, so right. I'm going to say, uh, with Roger, works right along with, Keeps with Roger check. there. And, um, yeah, there's just a ton of people to pull from, you know, and get up to our way and in between in Marin County with Moylan's and mm. Marin Brewing. and We have Marin in. Moylan's has a great off. Scotch ale. So, yeah, yeah, they, they mm. do. And there's just so much good beer here in the area. Eight 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 four zero one beer is the number, and we're looking for the drunk of the week to qualify you for the kegging system. And uh, at this point, you don't have to be all that drunk because the phone's not ringing, is it, Daniela? What's <laughs> no. with all these rings coming through, and then you She's just hang up. up? You just hang up on people. So, <laughs> okay, wow, you just don't like them when they call in. No, Revenge. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's a phone today. We're we've had phone troubles. We've experienced some phone troubles here. Okay. Now, 888-401-BEER, Drunk of the Week is going to be taking our their last, phone number? last qualifier uh, to, to win the uh, Make up for that comment earlier system. about the fluffer? Yeah, that's right. She's just hanging up on everybody just to get back in the Somebody made just up for that comment. I mean, they called you douchebag and idiot and all that anyways, and they're going to send you a bunch of hate mail, and they hate you. <laughs> they really sincerely hate you for that. Okay. <laughs> you uh, like go that. on. Anyways, I was going to say, that sounds too sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and all you're doing is so. making me hot. <laughs> <laughs> They say the reason why all those people always show up is not you. It's because uh-huh. of me. They want to see me and deal with me, and unfortunately, you're sort of around, too. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes you anymore. That's they all. hate you. All of that is true. I don't, I don't know about the like comment, but, yeah, you're way good, better looking. <laughs> 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 okay, listen, this is the Vinnie Puppet, and I'm getting a little sick of you guys picking on Justin all the time. The thing is... Danielle is nothing but a never. I'm not even going to start. I'm not even going to go into it because that could get ugly. Yeah. For Justin later on. <laughs> Thank you, Vinny Puppet. Appreciate that. Of course, I got the old question. Could you give us an all grain recipe for Pliny? Um, was that on the uh, website? How did we it, keep that it's on? So your available. Backboard. It is available, and that's uh, um, we're not going to read it off. Yeah, I think it's but, been uh, it's been in. You'll get an Brew email. Brew your own sure. Zymergy. Uh, you can email me, mm-hmm. um, info at RussianRiverBrewing.com. There's also a cloned version available at More Beer. More Beer has it. A correction, um, they want Pliny the Younger. The Younger. Ooh. There is no clone recipe for that. Um, I tell you why, um, why, at least why I haven't done it. 
a good portion of the hopping on the elder and younger we use extract to bitter with mm-hmm. and the elder recipe started out as being you know in an actual recipe using pellets and flowers mm-hmm. so it was easy at that point to work backwards it's very hard now because we created the younger recipe right from the beginning using extracts hop extracts for the bittering and the middle edition yeah and it's very difficult to now convert that into pounds of pellets. Okay. It so just, it's not it doesn't that you're work. Being, it's not that you're being no. secretive. It's just very hard to do, and I don't know how to do it. Okay. So the fact that we worked backwards on the elder, yeah. you know, we went from actually a, a recipe using pellets okay. to extract. And we use the extract just for efficiency. Okay. Because you figure that every pound of hops you add in, you have all this loss of wort absorption into the, uh, you know, into the hop pellets. With extract, you're just adding the liquid form, and it's it's like... You know, the alpha acid comes in at, you would, you would put it like 250, like alpha acid, you know, oh. where, where is That's it? during bottling? Uh, no, this is, uh, at, in the brew. In the brew. In the kettle. Oh, really? But if you figure that, you know, your highest alpha acid hop warrior or Columbus or something is like 15, 16 right now, hmm. you can Ooh. get some of these super alphas at like 18%. With the concentration of the extract, I, I think I worked it out once that a pound of extract uh, replaces like ten pounds of hops. Oh, is that so, right? I mean, in, in a rough sense, I guess I could figure out the the homebrew, but I, I don't I don't have any confidence that I would come up with right. a proper recipe. So. I might challenge you to maybe come up with that first when you come back in. Uh, was right. it August? Yeah, we're August. We're talking about. Yeah, maybe you might find a minute in your twenty eight hour day to okay. uh, <laughs> work, work out a younger. Clone, yeah, how do you so. do? I, I understand the difficulty. Uh, That's a tough. Uh, yeah. Maybe we could talk about how to get good hop extract too, though. You know, yeah. you know a little hop tea and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Caller, you're on the air. Who are we talking to? Um, this is Humboldt Hops. <laughs> yeah, there's the name we're looking for tonight. Humboldt Hops, exactly. Actually, it's homegrown hops on the website. But oh, fits right uh, in there. Stone. It's all good. Good are on. you calling to be the drunk of the week? I am drunk of the week. Um, um, are you stoned I, too? I yeah. don't think I'll qualify for the kegging system, but I'm definitely drunk. <laughs> <laughs> have you uh, Have you also had a J or two tonight? Um, no, no, I don't partake in that. Thanks. You don't. No. You're just naturally mellow. Always. I'm wondering if you, you might you might want to work for like a gay phone sex line or something. You got that like slow and low, like hey, what's happening? <laughs> I don't know well. if that works, but I'm just thinking. Just think hypothetically just, speaking. Yeah, all right. right. Uh, that okay. I never called one, and that's what you sound like, or anything. <laughs> hypothetically speaking. Yeah. Guilty. <laughs> you already have a kegging system at home. Uh, yeah, I have a full kegerator here. I have a four tap system. Nice. Is this I just guy calling the uh, number one in to get on? Just want to get on. Yeah. What's your real name? You want to give us your real name? What's my real name? Yeah. My yeah. name is John. It's John. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. It's not guy. It's not because jo- guy's a quiet guy, and I thought it. Might and be I'm guy, definitely so. not gay. Definitely gay. (laughs) (laughs) But I definitely like homebrew and brewing. All right. Definitely. Good deal. You don't sound all that drunk. No, uh, yeah, well. What have you been drinking all night? Um, Well, I had Chimay earlier with the tasting, and I've had my IPA. Okay. just chilling here. Was your Chimay, uh, like, really malty and cardboardy like ours, or was it good? Um, I didn't get any cardboard, but I definitely had the malt there. There was definitely a lot of malt, and... uh, there was a good bit of uh, yeast at the bottom too. Okay, I'm gonna save that from a culture, but good. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll make you our a drunk of the week if we don't get another caller. But I can't register you for the keg system. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I do appreciate the call. We needed a, a drunk of the week to call. And good for honesty, you saying yeah, you got your integrator. Yeah. See? Now, so. this is a man who's following this homebrew code that we're pushing yeah. over here. He already yeah. knows that you got to follow the rules. He calls up. He says, hey, I don't need it. Okay. And you said yours was a four-tap system? Yep. That's great. Yeah, he's got good. it going. Yeah. That's what do you got, like a full refrigerator that you converted? Or is it a, a chest freezer? Chest freezer there with a collar and four taps, yeah. You got yeah. the? You, oh, you have a tower on it, too? Uh, no tower. You just open it and pour them from there? Yeah. Well, like no, that. no. They, they come out the front. Oh, the front. I have it on the website on my avatar, actually. Oh, yeah, okay. Picture. Nice. Um, yeah. I need, the, I need the chest freezer. I do have a uh, question for the Stumpter Brewer later. Oh, you do? You yeah. can do it now. Do it. Mm. We got you. Go for it. Oh, I can do it now? Yeah, why not? Um, well... The question is, um, what is the proper term used to describe the separation of sexes in the hops plant? Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're talking plant form now. I like that. That's hot. Uh, <laughs> was that coherent? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're totally coherent. That's a good okay. question. Man. That's a great it's question. It's an interesting question, yeah. really. It is, and I will not even beat around the bush <laughs> and say, I do not know. Oh, good stump, man. That's yeah. really a good question, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly because yeah. I like vegetation porn. <laughs> I'm gonna open a new uh, new website called VeggiePorn.com. <laughs> John, do you know the answer to this? Well, the female vines produce all the bittering hops. Right, the male vines do not. All right, well, that's the yeah. same with marijuana too. Yeah, okay. that's what it is. But you said there was there a term for it? Yeah, the, the term. Um, the, you want what are the terms? Do you know them? The uh, well, they have a male plant and a female plant, which is dioecious, which means two houses. Oh, that's, that's the Latin term. For and the, the monoecious would be having male and female flowers on the same plant. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad we're past the stump to brewer part because I was yeah, you know, sweating that coming down here and worried about it. Yeah, you got stumped. Yeah, I'm glad that's yeah. over and done with. What are we going to so. give for that, John? T-shirt. Yeah. You want a you want a BN shirt? I don't have a I don't have a Russian River shirt. You want a BN shirt? Sure. You realize what that means, right? Gonna take four months. They'll never get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're coming. T- they're uh, they're coming Tuesday. That's sweet. No, they really are. I'll even if you don't believe me, I'll give you the UPS tracking number. They're coming Tuesday. They will get here. I'll say Wednesday at the latest in case the UPS jacks it up. But yeah. uh, they're coming, man. I'll send you one this Woo-hoo. week. You got you got my. I, I will institute the homebrewers code myself, and I, I you have my word. I will send you a BN shirt. That's um uh, Humboldt State University. Education paying off right there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It does not. Sp- I can't believe you don't smoke weed, dude. Uh, yeah, way laid back. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you are the most laid back non stoner on the planet. Yeah. You a Grateful well, Dead fan? I've had about eight pints. Let's oh, talk about you that. could be the drunk of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And how much well, yeah. Vicodin have you had? Oh, I don't do Vicodin any of That's bad for you. How about Flexerol? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Just, uh, just malt. All right. All good malt. Deal. That's all good. Malt. This is my interpretation of uh, of our of our caller here. I have a question about Drunker of the Week. Hey, guys. Where's I, Doc? Uh, <laughs> I just, uh, Doc, Doc is under the desk. Nice. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm just effing with you, man. <laughs> That's way too drunk. The beer snubs. Yeah, Doc left. Did you guys, uh, yeah, I don't know if you at home noticed, but, uh. He just left the house. He was pretty quiet the whole time he was here, too. And then he's like, yeah, I gotta go. I got the kids this week. I, I, I gotta go watch the kids. You know why it was quiet? He had the we- kids all weekend long by himself. He did. His wife was gone for the weekend. So he had a babysitter at home so he can come to the show? He, for the hours of the show, he did, yeah, yeah. But the babysitter needs to leave around 8, so. <laughs> <laughs> he just was so quiet, like he had been like whipped into shape or yeah. something. He just looks it's like a life of uh servitude he's gone through this week. He's comes in here all beaten down. Hope he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense right now, thank you much. <laughs> Alright, Humboldt, thanks buddy. Thank you. I'll send you a shirt. Alright. You gotta Great. give Daniela your information, send it to Hello. her. Yep. Alright, buddy, thank see ya. Goodness sake. Guy got me high. That's yeah, mellow. So relaxed right now. <laughs> so mellow. I like that. That's, That's cool. That's good. That's good. That would be, man, I'll tell you guys right now. I was such a pothead when I was in college. I, uh, we used to smoke, you and I. When like we I were in sounded, band together. I sounded like that guy like during class. That's what kind of a pothead I was. <laughs> I haven't smoked in six or seven years. It's been a while, but. Uh, I fried some brain cells. I definitely sounded like that guy. <laughs> you recovered well. <laughs> I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Do we actually have a drunk of the week on the phone there to win to He qualify? wants to be the drunk of the week. Let's <laughs> see if he qualifies. All right. Caller, you're on the air. What's up, Justin? This is Smokin'. Who, who, smoking. Smoking from the chat room. Hey, buddy. What's happening? His, this guy's uh, chat room name is actually Smoking. Did you smoke <laughs> a J tonight? Yeah. What's that? Did you smoke a J tonight? I... Uh, Cannot say. <laughs> that means yes. Yeah. That. That's a good yes. All that's right, an that's affirmative. That's fair enough. <laughs> good buddy. Are, are, are you drunk as well? Uh, fairly. Okay. Uh, do you have a kegging system at home? I do not. I've actually been fairly desperate for one lately, but I'm working on converting my keg, so my money's going elsewhere. Oh, okay. All right. You know where his money's going? That lighting system. <laughs> that <he's, laughs> that uh, uh, halogen lighting system he's uh, got growing there. <laughs> Do you have a Do you have a vaporizer? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you should mention that. How man. about How about a Godzilla? That's the next step up in Sonoma County. There's a There's nope, a step up from a vaporizer. Yeah, then you Then you go to the Godzilla. What's the Godzilla? Uh, the Godzilla's got an actual um, like motor on it to help to it, pump it in there. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's the okay. It's the equivalent of of like gravity flowing your wort through the chiller or pushing pump it through. It. You mean it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We, we just we just installed this uh, piece of equipment on our CO2 system. It's called a vaporizer, and basically it, it just gives the CO2 more places to flow to get more contact with ambient temperature to, to warm it up yeah, so yeah. that it flows faster. It used to take us like two hours to purge a tank with okay. CO2. Yeah. We, we would purge it. We, after we were done sanitizing the tank, we'd purge it once, blow it down, blow the CO2 out. Purge it again, blow it down, and then you put a third charge in, and then you push the beer in. Okay. So this would take us like two hours, sometimes longer, if the if it was in the winter and everything was freezing up. So we put in this thing called the vaporizer, and yeah. James, my salesman, driver, and maintenance guy, we always joke now, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, and this thing is, you know, when we outgrow this, we need to get the Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. I never see the the vaporizer wasn't a big thing when I was doing that sort of stuff, and I never got to experience it. Oh, it's very big in Sonoma County now. I'm sure, it is. Yep. I've done yeah. that like twice, two times. You did the vaporizer, yeah. super it's smooth. Heat. Yeah. yeah. Let's just say that Vinny's uh, brewery isn't in the hop capital of the world. Okay? <laughs> it's in one of the other capitals uh. of the world. 
All right, smoking. Um, I don't know. Say uh, super califragilisticexpialidocious. Super califragilisticexpialidocious. Uh, How's sound, that? He's pretty sober, man. But oh uh, man! But since nobody else has called in, you want to wait for another drunk of the oh, week, Daniela? Yeah. All right, I'll tell you what, smoking. We're gonna keep. You, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna drop the line. But uh, you're still in the running for the drunk of the week. Possible to how qualify. About, how about this? I've already had a growler full of IPA from the local brewery, and I've had a stone ruination and a Moylan's double IPA. Which brewery was the growler from? Yeah. The growler from Schooner's Brewery in Antioch. I'm nice. a local. Very ah, cool. Okay. Very cool. Nice. One more caller, and if he's not more drunk, then yeah. What time period are we talking? You started at 11 a.m. You did all that. Uh, I started about two-ish. I was here for the morning show, but I wasn't drinking yet. Okay. He shops at more beer. I know this guy. You know this guy. Yeah, yeah. He deserves yeah it. I shop there yeah. all the time. He deserves it. <laughs> Get him in the running, Jay. Come on, man. He's in there. Well, Come on, man. Jay. I'll take a studio vote. There's a lot of people in the studio here. John's giving him the thumbs up. Vinny Puppet is thumbs uh, up. Vinny Puppet's definitely, he's the, hey, I think this guy's cool. And, uh, okay, let me, let me, I'm going to ask this. All right. We need a definitive answer on the J question earlier. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. A yes or no? Well, no J's. How about a bong? <laughs> oh, yeah, that counts. <laughs> All right, now Vinny's hand just went up. Vinny Puppet's hand is up. I don't know. Uh, There's a, a couple of guys in the chat room who say they've had so much to drink that they're much more drunk. So I don't know. They have their chance <laughs> to they're call They're trying, but it's always busy. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suspend judgment. I'm, I'm going to hang on smoking. All right, well, I'll be here. All right, <laughs> hang in there. I might have you call back. For sure. Let me know. Why don't you pound another one real quick? <laughs> All right, I'll do that. All right, hang in there, buddy. All right, give what? Thanks for the call. All right, 888-401-BEER. I guess the jury's still out on the drunk of the week. Daniela's, uh, she's got the she's got the heartbeat of the listeners in there in the chat room. So uh, He was pretty good already, so if the next right. caller is not any better, like then, entirely drunk, then he's going to Then get smoking it. gets it. The phone's ringing now, so uh, it could happen. You never know. I had another announcement here. Um Dogger, one of our uh, listeners, and he, he posts in the forum, and he hangs out with us, too. Let me take this call. I'll give it after that. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Caller, you're on the air. Hey, it's Buzz Cut. Hey, Buzz. <laughs> Dude, I'm drinking. I had three, no, four MGD 24s. Ooh, Apple schnapps. Wait a second. You actually had four 24-ounce MGDs? Yeah, I would have more, but I ran out. So that's why I'm drinking the Schnorr Apple Schnapps. Where are you from again, Buzzcut? Reno. From Reno. Disqualified. <laughs> I don't know. I like the fact that he's willing. He's so willing to announce that the only reason he stopped drinking the MGD 24-ounce is that he ran out. Now, if, if it was Olympia... Yeah. You P- know, PBR. The other night I had a ham draft. <laughs> and that was left over from Burning Man. Did you went now out that sad. You went out and bought the MGD 24s on purpose? No, the wife bought them. Oh. Hey, I- dude, 10 for 10, you can't go wrong. No, I guess you can. <laughs> 10 24s for $10, huh? You got her. Is your wife there? Uh, she's upstairs. Get her on the phone. All right, hang on. <laughs> I'll find out if he's drunk or not. She, if anyone knows if their if their guy's drunk, it's the wife, right? I'll find out. Let's see. Come on, I'm right, right? You got to ask the lady because the guys, hey, they they don't, you know, they play it off. I'm not that drunk. I do it all the time, right? What? Oh, sorry. There you go, Daniel. Hello. Hello. 
Hi. Hello. Hi, uh, you're you're talking to the brewcasters here. Uh, Hi, brewcasters. Who are we talking to? What's your name? Uh, this is Danielle. Danielle, how about that? We've got our own Daniela right here in the studio with us, too. I'm curious. Uh-huh. I'm getting you on the phone here not just to bother you, but uh, we're, we're trying to figure out how drunk your husband is. And uh, he's calling oh, you're in. trying to figure out how drunk my husband is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's calling into the show because he could qualify to win a kegging system, but uh, we're looking for the drunk of the week, and uh, I don't know if I can take his word for it. He says he drank four 24-ounce uh, Miller Genuine drafts that you bought for him. That I bought for him? Yeah. Yes, I did, because they were on sale, you know. They were 10 for 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, and and I think that's a good buy. That's a that's a big value there. And are you seeing four empty bottles right there? Uh, well, they're they're in bar- very large cans, but yes, there that's are definitely cans. four empties here. Okay. I think the um, true determinant here yeah. is that the dog has received his lecture, <laughs> which generally means that Dan is at least a six pack in. Okay. What does the dog get lectured about? Uh, whatever, whatever is on Dan, whatever's on his mind at the time. Okay. What, what was uh, it? It could be anything from video games to football <laughs> to fantasy football to Man, uh, that. troubles at work. Okay. And it, and what did the dog receive it about tonight? Do you know? Um, well, you know, I didn't because I'm I'm on a different floor. So <laughs> I, I heard I, I like heard that. them talking. Um, and the dog actually talks back, but, uh, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Come on, that's a drunk does, of the week. Does the dog, does the dog actually bark back? Yeah. Yes. The oh, dog he's, does, he wins. If the dog doesn't acknowledge him, the lecture is longer. Oh, <laughs> the dog, no, it's learned its lesson. The dog's like, yeah. I better bark or this is never going to end. He has to acknowledge. Otherwise, it, it continues in perpetuity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious about this. Uh, you, you're on different floors, deal. So basically, what happens is you show you come home with the beer, you give it to your husband, and then you disappear to a different wing of the house for the night. <laughs> so with with the other six he bottles, has little, he has his little his little basement lair. Okay. Um, complete with brewing system and uh, portable refrigerator <laughs> and multiple computers. Right. I like that. This guy's good. And uh, so it's always safer. Um, and it's like stumbling distance into the bedroom. That's awesome. <laughs> He's dedicated. So, uh, so even if he even if he gets drunk and falls down, it won't really matter because <laughs> he's right there. <laughs> right. Come and, on. Uh, what's your prediction? Is he going to keep? Yeah, I hear the dog now. He must be getting another lecture. Yeah. Uh, what's your prediction? Yeah. Is he going to keep drinking tonight, or are you guys dry? Pardon? Is he going to keep drinking tonight, your husband, or uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, he probably will. It's a weekend, and, you know, it's a three-day weekend, so oh, he doesn't right. have to go anywhere tomorrow. Tomorrow's Martin Luther the King Day, if you guys didn't know. Yes, it is. Where are you guys located? We're in Reno. In Reno. Yeah, I've asked that a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing happens to me when I'm in Reno. I forget yeah. where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> it's all That's the, easy to do. It's all the free booze and gambling. It's a tough one because Buzzcut called in earlier trying to qualify for the other one. But now he is, uh, he's drunker than the other guy, I'm thinking. And I did ask for the drunk of the week. We might yeah. have to take a new studio vote. You can't bias your vote because you know the guy and he shops at more beer. You gotta take buy, a, uh, you gotta, you gotta look from the outside in. Danielle yeah. here is telling us that her husband's pretty, uh, pretty cooked. 
You know what I'm saying? Reno, Reno, Reno is uh, yeah. is more is is more cooked than yeah. uh, the guy lectured his dog. Antioch and the dog and, and talk the dog talks back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Reno. Well, studio yes. vote. Reno. Yeah, we're gonna. It's easy. It. Okay. Um, you can put your husband back on, Danielle. We appreciate you talking to us. Okay. Thanks. You guys have a great night. Hey, we will. You too. And really, thanks very much. You bet. Okay. I think she helped him get the vote. Yeah. She did. She did. The, the, the dog part. usually do. It's the dog thing. That's, <laughs> that was uh, entertaining. It's happening <laughs> now. Buzz cut. You there, buddy? He's not there yet. She might have hung up. Or hung him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. He hung up. Yeah. I do. I vote for Reno. And I mean, that story alone was great. I like who said it was there for the Daniel. Is that you that said they're the drunk couple of the week? Yeah, <laughs> come on, they're on separate floors <laughs> drinking by themselves. He stumbles into bed. He talks to his dog. The dog talks back. What else do you need? She buys ten for ten. Come on, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's true love. Ten MGDs for, for ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. I really do. Uh, I am not making fun at all. I really like. And that. they're twenty four ounces. I think <laughs> yeah. he said. these aren't pints. If you look up on our ledge, I think we've got some 24 ounce cans among our liquor bottles up there so what the here put them on just uh just put them on. Who, who are we talking to you're on the air it's christian <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i want my brewing system which christian are we talking to from crestline dude <laughs> like i know <laughs> How many Christians are there? A lot. There's, there's a few. There's actually a lot. That's What's your religion? I want to hear the dog. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's getting up there on the drunk of the week. No, already. I want to hear the dog. I don't care about the brewing system if I can hear the dog. <laughs> what what dog? dog? I don't have the dog here. No, lecturing the dog. I want to hear the dog. I. Are you? St- oh, did you oh, he hung up on himself? <laughs> or did you Wait there? a minute. We have we have a we have a revote. Yeah, <laughs> we have a revote here. Yeah. I drunk of the week. If he calls back, he might get it right there. He said he didn't care about it. He was in the chat room all the time, just yelling in the chat room. He's he angry. Tell, I'm the drunk. I'm the drunk of the week, and he's just probably too drunk to type <laughs> quickly on the phone. <laughs> so he's getting there too. But I just like the Reno story. Quite yeah. a bit. All right. That was an awesome story. Let's take a vote. We're gonna. Uh, we're gonna. He hung up. He excluded himself. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Whoops. There. Uh, he was on a roll, though. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, he was climbing up in the ranks fast. All right. Um, all no, no shit. Phone. Don't answer that. Don't answer it. Don't answer it. Yeah. Oh my god. Phone's still ringing. All right. uh, oh, this is entertaining. Uh, go ahead. Oh shit. <laughs> Hello? Hey, you're there. Caller? Why did you guys hang up on us? <laughs> we didn't. You hung up on us, man. No, I did not. <laughs> I got I didn't I didn't touch any buttons. I got you right here. I got it on speakerphone. I didn't touch anything, dude. Alright, alright. We got you Hello? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're still there. Yeah, wait, let me get on wait. Hello? Hello? Is that better? Hello, are you there? Yeah, are you there? Hello? Hello? Caller? Yes. Are you there? Are you there? Oh, you're messing with me. Yeah, I'm just sticking. <laughs> yeah, <with> we are. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Oh. Uh, what have you been drinking tonight, Christian? Well, I had this uh, Saison Dupont. Yeah. Oh. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Saison. Yeah. 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 And then homebrew. And then your homebrew. Which homebrew? What did What did you make? It was um. It tried to. It was a, like a bitter, but I think it was like what you said with Vinny's. It yeah. was kind of like I put on a bunch of hops. Okay. So it tasted a little, um, 
uh, that plastic rubbery thing? Yeah, I thought it was cardboardy. I thought maybe it was astringent, but I think now I think that's what it was. Okay, could have been. How much hops are we talking? I put a couple ounces of Magnum and then um, some Cascade, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Five gallons. Yeah. Just a couple it ounces was, of Magnum pretty, right actually, off the bat. No, it was it was ten gallons, but it was ten, like okay. uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty light. It was like only thirty points. It's the lightest beer I ever brewed. Nice. Wow. I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, so it was all hops. Okay. As it should be. Yeah. And we're, seriously, we're, if you can put on the dog, I totally retract my name. <laughs> I want to hear that dog. So do I. I, I, I wish we should have gotten Buzzcut's number so we can yeah. call him back and get that dog on the line. We heard oh, him in happened? the back. Oh. I don't know what the dog right. says. I have a feeling that the dog sounds a lot like Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on. I got, I got the dog on the line right here. Are you hmm. serious? Yeah, here. Hang on. Dog, are you there? Yes. <laughs> Bring it in. <laughs> there he is. Messed up, dude. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know. I think I... Dr. Scott, are you there, really? No, he's not here. Oh, I thought he... Yeah, he left. Yeah, he left. What's up? All right, we're going to take... I'm going to hang up on you, and we're going to take a vote between the three of you. All right. All right, buddy. Thanks. Bye. See ya. Uh, all right, so you got three there. You got uh, caller number one, which was... Uh, tell, help me out here. Local guy. Local guy from Antioch. Smoking. Smoking. Yeah. Caller number one was smoking. Caller number two was Buzzcut, who talked to his dog. Smoking, on the other hand, he, he drank a growler and uh, a bunch of other stuff, too. His composure was impressive. He had a lot of composure. Mm-hmm. He didn't lecture any dogs. <laughs> and, or wives. Uh, and then Christian there, and I don't know, his. is that his username, too? Is uh, Daniela Christian? Yeah, yeah. It's Christian. Okay, so Christian, um, you know, claims to have drank a lot. He certainly was yelling there in the beginning, <laughs> and uh, then he regained his. An Which is usually a clear indication of being really hammered. Yeah, yeah. At least for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a studio vote. You're going to hold up a number one, a number two, or a number three. Uh, just for you folks at home, we have seven people in the studio taking a vote. Uh, so uh, it's quite a bit of votes to to get, give a fair vote. So number one, smoking. Number two, buzz cutter. Number three, Christian. Uh, go ho- go ahead and hold up a one, two, or a three. Uh, for Why do you make vote. it so complicated? Uh, <laughs> unanimously, unanimous. It's yeah. a it's a number two. That's buzz cut, folks. Buzz cut. The guy I talked to his dog uh, is now the winner. What's up, Daniela? Nothing. I mean, I mean, John. <laughs> well, you just call me Daniela. Yeah, I was looking right at you. I, I like, vote Daniela? for you, number four. <laughs> yeah, I'm the drunk of the week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, drop us an email. <laughs> yeah, send it to uh, Buzzcut. Go ahead and send it to Daniela and John both. Daniela at thebrewingnetwork.com. John P at the same place. And uh, you're our third qualifier for the kegging system, courtesy of Northern Brewer at northernbrewer.com. All right. Let's do real quick the wet hop. Can we do it? Can we do a quick version? Yeah. How yeah, do we wet do hop? How do we wet hop a beer, Vinny? And then, oh, and John wanted to know about storing hops, which is a good question. If you're going to dry your hops, or and you can actually store your wet hops in a freezer. I tested this out. You can pick your wet hops. Let's mm-hmm. say, for example, you want to enter a wet hop beer into the nationals, you know, homebrew competition, mm-hmm. which is in like, April. Yeah, four months. So, you know, but harvest is September, August, September. I've actually. Uh, put wet hops in them on their vine still, and 
or picked in a bag and frozen them, and they come out still moist. Really? Yeah, you can pull them out. Yeah, you can freeze wet hops. No frostbite, nothing? No frostbite or nothing. <laughs> really? In fact, at the, uh, we did a mini Loopland slam at the GABF two years ago, <laughs> and where Sam Calgione from Dogfish had busted out his Randalls, mm. you know, the hopping device that... Pliny's bitch, Fred. Yeah, basically, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you hopped your beers enough, Sam, you wouldn't need that yeah. piece of shit yuppie <laughs> hopping device to begin with. So, so he, so, so they, so he had the hop company supply all these hops and, uh, instead of picking the hops, you know, like Cascade or Centennial that have been dried, I shipped my own wet hops in and I had the, uh, the crowd that was there pick the hops, help me pluck the hops off the vine and then we packed the Randall with my wet hops. Awesome. So it actually does work. You can freeze them, but, but yeah, if you're going to be storing hops, whether they're dried or wet, you can, you want to do it f- frozen. Okay. And, uh. Um, Day of, freeze them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, it'll it'll work just fine. Mm. So, and then um, keep in mind uh, the website we talked about earlier, freshhops.com. That's freshhops with one h dot com. Yeah, so check it out. So, uh, so uh, as for um, making a wet hop beer, uh, you're talking about a grain bill that's pretty similar to a uh, IPA, maybe um, uh, you know two row, a little bit of Crystal Forty, and some Carapils malt. Uh, original gravity of say a 1064, finish at a 1012. IBU somewhere in the 55 to 70 range, depending on how hoppy you want it. Now keep in mind that a, a program like Mash Hop is not going to, or Pro Mash, sorry, Mash Hop. Yeah, it works. Different. <laughs> you can invent that if you want. <laughs> yeah, Pro Pro Mash isn't going to really work um, because your alpha acid is going to be like half a percent mm. with with freshly picked hops with all the moisture. So if here's so here's a recipe that would give you a 6.75% alcohol beer ABV, uh, 90 minute boil. Add a 90 minute addition. Throw in three ounces of uh, wet undried Chinooks. At the same time, 14 ounces of and that's for a 10 gallon batch. So you'd maybe go to your kettle with like 12 or 13 gallons. Okay. So so three ounces and everything everything I'm going to talk about is wet undried hops. 90 minute addition. Three ounces Chinook. 14 ounces cascade. It's almost a pound right there. Right. That's wow. Over, that's over a pound, yeah. And then, and then, uh, over a pound, yeah. And then at a 30 minute addition, 10 ounces of cascade. And then at your zero minute end of the boil addition, you look at 11 ounces of cascade, 5 ounces Chinook. And then you'll dry hop with 2 ounces each wet of Chinook and cascade. You're, that that's forty seven ounces, so three say three pounds of hops right there for a ten gallon ten batch. Gallon batch. <clears throat> ten gallons net, so in your kettle maybe twelve gallons or so. And you were talking about how wet hops are actually six times as much as a pellet, or a- yeah. So basically, the way it goes is that when you're picking hops fresh off the vine, they have eighty eighty five percent moisture content mm. in the hop vine, whereas when they're dried, they're kiln dried, they're all the way down to about ten percent. Yeah. So all that moisture is dried away. So when you're going to make a wet hop beer, you have to add four or five, six times the amount of hops as normal to make this beer because you have to make up for all that moisture content that's in there. If you were to use conventional hopping uh, additions for a wet hop beer, you'd get a beer with no bitterness, right? Because there's no adi- because the moisture has watered down the alpha acids so much. So you so you concentrate, you add you know five, six times the amount of hops as you would normally. Yeah. And that will now put you back to about the same bitterness unit as a regular IPA, 50, 60, at least regular 
West Coast. I don't know how many East Coasters are listening, but okay. I'm getting a couple Luplin slam jabs in right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a boy. But what you're really getting with these wet hop additions is the flavor of wet hops are totally different than dried hops. In what way? In that um, a wet hop has much more of a melon, uh, lemon zest, uh, mint is another flavor you'll get out of wet hops. Okay. Uh, a, a lot more, whereas, you know, the dried, say, Cascade is going to be more floral and citrusy, and you don't get quite that flavor, and, and things are much more pungent and more forward with wet hops. Okay. It's much, it's much like cooking with fresh basil or dried basil. Okay. Um, it's great. Difference. It's great either way. Yeah. yeah. But they're totally different. Yeah. And that's the best analogy for someone who cooks. Okay. And and so hops when they're hanging on the vine are totally different than hops when they've been when they've been kiln dried. Right. So and and you you do the uh, wet hop uh, additions and you end up with a beer that is equivalent to like a, a Beaujolais Nouveau wine from France, which is a wine that's picked. Uh, fresh, the, the grapes are, are picked, fermented in the bottle and released within like two months of being harvested. Right. So that's kind of the analogy of what we're doing here. Okay. It's not a beer that ages particularly well. The hops aren't all that stable. They need to, it's a beer that needs to be consumed rather quickly. Okay. So, and what I'd, what I'd like to do is come back in you know, July or early August. Mm-hmm. All right. And then do the actual, cause really we've talked today about growing wet hops. Yeah. We've talked about how to get them in the ground. You know, we've, we've talked about the simplicity of you can use the miracle grow and water. Right. And you'll get something. Sure. Right. Um, you know, the one, the one thing that, you know, we really didn't cover is be sure that you plant a few more vines if you have the space just in case. Right. So if you don't, you know, if you don't have enough hops, you're screwed. Yeah. It's not like you can run down to the homebrew shop and buy yeah. wet hops. John, you can but, vouch for that, right? Plant an extra. Didn't you have one that to- didn't do a thing for you? I would encourage people to like plant three to four different varietals Yeah, and two rhizomes each. Of each yeah. one. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And, and when you're planting them, uh, multiple varieties... You know, you need to space them a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah. if you can, because like we talked about earlier, the the hop uh, rhizomes grow horizontally, not not vertically like a grapevine right. does. Yeah. So, and if hypothetically I were to have planted a couple of different kinds of hops and then say didn't label which ones the hops were, whoops, I would be hypothetically screwed, right? You know, just I would pick them all and mix them together and use them. <laughs> just say what it'd be that. like it'd be like the, <laughs> I mean, the French uh, Rhone wine Chateau Neuf de Pop. You know, yeah. We we did a beer last year at the Luplin Slam where we blended the Russian River beer, the Pizza Port, and the OG's beer, and we oh. called it we called it Chateau Neuf de Hop. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was the most popular beer at the Luplin. Was Slam it really? Last year. Yeah, it was. Wow. So um, so but what I'd like to do is come back and talk more about the harvesting of the hops. Okay. And the brewing of the beer. Okay. This is, cause this is a beer that homebrewers can just run with. Okay. You know, I've, I've even, I would, I'd even, I've even said before that you could have a homebrew club that if they're organized enough, each brewer could be planting different varieties and you could be doing single hop, you know, wet hop beers. Yeah. And you, know, you could go as far as to do Pilsner right. wet hop beer and, you know, it doesn't just have to be a pale ale or IPA. Right. It can easily be other types of beer. Sure. So. So what month are we talking then? We're going to go for April or May? Uh, I think we would be talking about late July, early August. But that's for, way after... Uh, harvest would be mid-August. Oh, you're right. You said plant yeah. April is yeah. May. Okay. Yeah. All right. I got gotcha. you. So, so we're going into summer. Yeah, into summer. We'll do that. Before any harvest. I'm thinking... to talk more about brewing because the other thing about home brewing these is there's a lot of 
techniques you need to use that aren't normal. Yeah. If you're a pellet brewer, yeah. you need to think about how you're going to get uh, five pounds of hops out of your, you know, or four pounds of hops out of your kettle. Yeah. And so all these things, and I don't necessarily have the answer for that, but. But we can talk about it. But we it. can talk about it. We can throw ideas around. People can call in with ideas, email in, yeah. and uh, and get some, some ideas. And, and I can tell you what we do yeah. and what other brewers have done. I'm that, seeing an organized brew well, already. Everybody should grow their own hops. Yeah, that's that's, that's the idea that yeah. I want to get. I think everyone should be growing hops as home brewers. There's yeah. a there's a brewery in Longmont, Colorado called Left Hand Brewery, mm-hmm. and they do what they call Warrior IPA every mm-hmm. year, and it's a wet hop beer. And a good portion of the hops are uh, wet hops that they buy from Hop Union or Yakima Chief. Okay. But they they also have a call out to all the home brewers in the community. Ah. And the whole homebrew community brings their crop in on a specific day. Yeah. Left hand has all these people's emails. They email out and say, okay, on this day, you know, September 1st or whatever, um, we're going to brew our wet hop beer. Right. And all the home brewers bring their hops in. And it's kind of a field blend of all the local home brewers that go okay. into the beer as well. All right. Very cool idea that yeah, a, that's home, a great idea. homebrew club could do that as well. Easily. If, you know, if there wasn't enough hops to go around. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I'm I, thinking already we're going to organize a brew sort of to coincide with this, with the, with Vinny coming back and doing that to discussion. The National Homebrew Days, I believe, November 4th. Okay. So that's Saturday. So maybe we could do a brew off with hops. Yeah, but then it wouldn't be a wet hop. Yeah, it'd be a little far off. Oh, yeah. So. The day of. Yeah. Huh? I mean, the one, the one thing we should maybe think about is doing it. At least it's the discussion before anyone's harvesting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that it's, it's done so that we're, we're talking about it. Yeah. And, cause we don't want, we don't want this to scare anyone off. Right? No. It sounds like a lot of information that we talked about today. Yeah. But if you listen to this, you know, the, you know, the archive a couple times over, you read the notes at freshhops.com mm-hmm. and, um, you think about, uh, a couple techniques you maybe need to change for wet hops. It's kind of fun to get MacGyver. Yeah. On your homebrew equipment and have to think about how am I, or on, for us, it's on a 600 gallon system. How do, how are we going to get, you know, 200 pounds of hops out of a 600 gallon kettle? Right. Um, and still have a yield at it's, the end. It's a good point. So, yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to that. We'll plan, I'll tell you what, I might, uh, we might plan that with you and see what kind yeah. of a, of an organized brew we can get going and possibly we'll do a giveaway and whatnot and, uh, Organize the whole thing. I think that's a good idea. So we'll get you in before harvest time. Then. Yeah. Uh, I'm and hoping, I'm thinking, you know, three weeks to a month before, before harvest. Before, yeah. And the other thing we could do is pull, uh, you know, five pounds off of the, our hop yard. It may be a little underripe, right. okay. but we could still walk through it. Okay. Even with the underripe hops to do the process. All right. So let's we look should forward all to brew that. With them. What do you think about that? With those hops that yeah, he pulls off? Yeah, you should off? brew with them and mm-hmm. I should brew with them and Doc. And, could and do that. I just want the listeners doing it with their hops, too. I'm yeah, thinking a competition for them, but absolutely. We could talk about it. I've never done it, so I'm curious. Okay. All right, we'll do that. We'll plan that. Okay. Question here was what to do with unknown hops. I think I had answered that with my hypothetical question. I would just use them. One of the Chuck things, them in a beer. One of the things, <laughs> I, it doesn't matter if you don't know what they are. Yeah. You know, you, you can use them no problem. One of, There's an old-time hop grower. Uh, his name's Alvin. That uh, He grows, still has hops grown in his backyard. They're California cluster. And uh, they're the old variety that grew in California years back. And he talks about back when he was selling hops uh, and growing hops, they didn't talk about varieties. They were It was just th- these are the hops the local breweries buy, and that's it. Okay. It's, it's only been recently that they figured out that they were a California cluster. Mm-hmm. So Alvin just, they just, we just sold hops. He goes, what do you mean varieties? Yeah. yeah. Hops, hops. So. Put it in your beer, man. It's a hop. Yeah, buy my hops, make beer. All right, let me fire some questions at you, and then we're out of here. All right. Quickies. Uh, what hop would you recommend for a triple? 
Uh, Styrian Golding. Okay. Good one. Maybe maybe some saws as well. Sterling, if you want to go American hop. Here, John, give this a read, if you would, while I read another question here. How do you prepare your hops to survive the winter? Uh, the hop vines, we uh, do a little bit of compost mulch over the top of the hill, uh-huh. and that's about it. The rain will um, leach in some of the uh, nutrients out of the compost and mulch. Okay. Great job. That's a great thing to do. It's a good question, as I didn't talk about that. Okay. Straight homebrew question, John. Get your ears on. I have a five-gallon corny carbonated with a lot of hop material. Oh, I don't know why it would be carbonated, but anyway, it's got a bunch of har- a carbonating. Sorry, maybe dry with a lot of hop material in there uh, that's made its way into the keg, clogging the uh, dip tube. The beer is cold and conditioned. How should I remedy the situation? Well, my guess is he didn't use a hop bag, so he threw them in mm-hmm. just raw. A bunch of junk in there. What's he going to do? I would reverse your fittings. And hook on your CO2 to your beverage out mm. and mm-hmm. flush CO2 out of your dip tube. Yeah. And then transfer it off of your keg to another keg, jumper line it. From the dip tube. Then you got to go back to the dip tube to transfer yeah, it. Yeah, within like 10 minutes. So you're going to flush out all that hops that's built into your dip tube. Yeah. Back into solution. Yeah. Transfer it out. And if it doesn't, if that doesn't work, then you may have to open the top of his corny keg and do a siphon. And do a siphon. Because yeah. the tube will be bigger on your siphon. Yeah. So, so last resort, last go resort. for your siphon. But that is, that's a great, uh, quick remedy to clear your, your dip tube is just run the CO2, shoot it in there. Yeah. And also, uh, if it's cloudy going into this new container, put a little gelatin in so that it settles it out and sticks on the bottom. What kind of gelatin? What are we talking here? Um, you know, strawberry or raspberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, non-flavored. Like, you can get Knox gelatin or you, at the store. You can go to the homebrew shop and they'll all be selling gelatin these days. How I much think, you put in? Uh, do you know the quantity, uh, Jonathan? I think I it's maybe know. a uh, couple, two tablespoons per five gallons would okay, work. It's a little bit. And you mix it in 150-degree water and you use a handheld blender if you have it to get it mixed in good. Pour it in the container that you're siphoning into. Yeah. It'll mix in when the beer's going in. Let it sit for two days. You can't move your keg at that point. Gotcha. But you, you could then do a keg-to-keg transfer off the gelatin. Okay. And you, then you'd have a clean keg of beer, pretty just, clean keg of beer. It's just a good way to get everything to drop out? Yeah. Yeah, gelatin's great for that. It won't take any protein haze out. You, you use that. Yeah, we use a lot yeah. of gelatin. So. And then just a quick, uh, oh, you know, this is a question, actually. I thought it was a comment. This person lays his hops on a flat window screen and puts them in the attic. California summer, he mentions. Uh, is that a good idea? Yes. Yeah, that's just like the sun drying that I talked about. Same Great thing. idea. Good yeah. heat up there. And yeah. uh, how long would you leave it up there for? Oh, it would probably only take a couple days, maybe even a day if it was super hot, mm-hmm. you know, with heat rising. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. With the hair dryer going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last thing, a quick heads up here. I got a notice from somebody today. It's time to start thinking about the, I don't know how to pronounce it, Picetus Intercontinental Pub Crawl. I don't know if you've heard about this, but last year, uh, an Australian group called Picetus organizes a pub crawl that spans the globe. Last year, they had 18 countries, 47 cities, and 106 venues take place. 
Currently, the target date will be for May-June. Suggestions are still coming in, and a decision should be made soon as to when. To participate in the event, get a few folks together, pick a few pubs, let myself or Pisitas know of your plans, and on the big day when you go, uh, drink a few beers, one at each. Uh, involve some t-shirts and giving away some things and organizing with the rest of the people. You can email uh, P-Y-S-S-E-D-A-S, Pisitas at yahoo.com. The website is www.geosites.com slash Pisitas, P-Y-S-S-E-D-A-S. I uh, said it's really a great event. This is from Dogger Dan, and just kind of a way to, kind of like what we do, get uh, the whole world involved in one event at a time. I know Guinness does like a worldwide tasting once a year, like the great Guinness the toast, toast. Yeah. where like every pub is supposed to, you know, tap a, a Guinness and have a toast, and same kind of thing, do a little pub crawl. Brewers Association that oversees H-A-G-A-B-F, Craft Brewers Conference. Um, they're talking about doing something like this. Okay. I've been in the middle of a bunch of emails. There's no final answer. Right. What it's going to be. A toast was one thing. Maybe it was just a gathering at breweries so that you'll, any of the, any homebrewers, uh, that are members of the AHA will see something come through their email or beertown.org about this. Gotcha. So it, it will happen on a U.S. basis. Okay. All right. Next week, uh, the Yeast Master. Chris White from White Labs coming. In. He's in the studio, right? No, it's a phone call. Phone call. Oh, I guess we got to fix the phone. Yeah, yes, we do. I don't know why uh, I thought he was. Wait, in the why is he? Why is he not coming up? His brother lives like ten minutes from here. Oh, we'll have to call. Can him. you call him for us? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please. Well, you know he could send his brother because they're twins. Oh, like is that, that right? We wouldn't know the difference. You wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, okay. You could have Mike here. Yeah, you know, talking. Right. Being the puppet, but you could have Chris on the phone. You guys <laughs> have the information. We have the Mikey puppet so. next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jack's all tired out. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't know what to do. Jack, thanks for bringing in the Vinny puppet. You welcome. We appreciate it. <laughs> thanks, Brad, for the beer. Yeah, Brad. Yeah, thanks for hanging beer. out. That was great. Vinny Chilerzo from Russian River Brewing Company hung out with us today. Second time on the show. We'll be back to talk about uh, harvesting and and wet hop brewing. And uh, I think we're looking at June-ish. It's our anniversary in June, you know. One whole year. Yeah. It's a ways away. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Chris White from White Labs. Thanks. Uh, that's next week. Thanks to Northern Brewer at northernbrewer.com. Kegging system. Giving it away. We'll still be registering people next week and um, doing all the things we do. What's tomorrow, John? The Jamil Show. Thank you, sir. The Jamil Show. John Plisse, our special host with, with Jamil each week. And you guys talking about what tomorrow? Mm, Russian Imperial Stout. Okay. Check, yeah. It's going to be a good show. That's 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, I'll be here running the board. Uh, probably won't have much to say unless I feel like making fun of John. Uh, you can do that. Just... <laughs> I'll bring the latte. That sounds there good. Go. 10 a.m. tomorrow. You're not going to want to whiss it or miss yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the Jamil Show. The first official Jamil Show. Daniela, would you like to say bye to your loyal fans? Bye. All right. We'll see you all next week.